participation. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira is a close one. Um, one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Hour. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling Pronco 100 Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance, cdkng.com slash MMA.com, yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Obviously, it's UFC 300 week in Las Vegas. Friday, also in Las Vegas, it's the second PFL event of the season. Had a great start on Thursday. Uh, Dakota Cheva with a solid win. You had Moldovsky on there. You had a bunch of... Uh, former Bellator fighters Liz Carmouche getting a win as well in her PFL debut. And so I want to let you know that the PFL is back on April 12th with the lightweights and light heavyweights throwing it down. Last week it was the women's flyweights and the heavyweights. You've got names like Impa Kasangane, who of course uh, won the 2023 light heavyweight tournament. You also have Clay Collard and Bellator, former champ, one Patricky Pitbull is uh, is going to be on the card against Clay Collard. So if you're in Vegas for 300, go check him out. If you're at home, check him out over on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Uh, Plus. That is Friday, April 12th, live at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. It's the Mixed Martial Arts Hour with... The Mixed Martial Arts Hour is back in your life on this Monday, October the 2nd, 2023. Hello again, everyone. I sure hope you're doing well. It is so great to be back on a beautiful Monday here in New York City. It is lovely outside. Golly. Uh, We had like eight or nine straight days of rain. And or at least it felt like that. But today is a fantastic fall Monday afternoon here in the Big Apple. And it is a big one, my friends. It is a very big one, a great show. Uh, One that uh, we required two photos because the show is so stacked. We required two photos. That's how big today's show is, my friends. It is highly anticipated. It is perhaps the most eclectic mix of characters that we've ever had in the history of the program. I mean, it really is a wide range of personalities, but uh, I am very excited. Sit back, relax, strap on your seatbelts. This is going to be an interesting one and uh, a potentially 
a long one. Not too long, you know, the usual uh, Monday length, four to five hours or so, uh, as we usually like to do. But the biggest names in the world of combat and, dare I say, sports, period, will be on today's program. Now, as always, we are presented by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. They are the official sports betting partner of not only this program, but of course the UFC as well. Please download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Uh, if you want to let them know how uh, we sent you, you can put in the code the MMA Hour right off the bat over there if you're a first-time user. That's how they know. We appreciate that. They appreciate that. Of course, uh, UFC back at the Apex this Saturday. Grant Dawson against Bobby Green. Interesting fight at 155. Uh, there's also a big boxing match going down this uh, Saturday as well. Lee Wood against Josh Warrington. And I do believe a little thing called Bellator 300 also happening as well. So there's a lot to like if you go over to uh, DraftKings. Appreciate their support. Also appreciate the uh, support of BetterHelp. They are uh, a proud sponsor of the show as well, and I'll tell you more about them on the back end. Now, speaking of the back end, we're going to be joined by Tony Ferguson, El Kakui. It has been well over a year since he joined us on the program the great Tony Ferguson, uh, we last saw him in action in late July against Bobby Green, an unfortunate uh, ending, at least for him, to that fight. Kind of crazy that we're having him on a Bobby Green fight week. I certainly didn't plan for that. He's going to be joining us at around uh, 4.30 Eastern time to talk about his upcoming fight against Patty Pimblett. Yes, it was uh, nine or so days ago uh, that we found out that he is going to be fighting Patty Pimblett on the final pay-per-view of 2023 as far as the UFC is concerned, that uh, fantastic card that uh, is, of course, headlined by Leon Edwards versus Colby Covington. How did this come about? How does he feel about it? You know, what, what, what is the uh, sentiment when he was approached, when he accepted, now that the news is out, the fans weighing in, thinking that he is uh, perhaps going to lose, all that and more. What does he think about Patty? Uh, we're going to talk to Tony Ferguson about all that and more. Dakota DeCheva is going to join us at around 4 o'clock. Did you guys see her performance on Saturday? I mean, she is an absolute star. And I have to say, PFL Europe was an amazing show, and we're going to be talking about them a lot on today's program. Uh, the scene over there in Paris, especially for the uh, Cédric Dumbé fight against Jordan Zebo, uh, that, that felt like Connor in 2014 in Dublin. That was an unbelievable scene, and the crowd was fantastic. Dare I say PFL Europe is a better product than PFL proper. Um, with with Dakota and Simeon Powell and Lazy King and Cedric. It was amazing. Uh, she beat Cornelia Holm in the third round with a tremendous combo, first to the body, then to the face. And uh, she's turning into one of the best prospects in the sport, a big Man City fan, afterwards doing the old Erling Holland celebration. Uh, just great stuff out of Kovacheva. And now she is moving on to the finale, PFL Europe 4 in uh, in December, early December, December 8th to be exact. So we'll talk to her at 4 o'clock. We'll talk to Cedric Dumbé, the best, at uh, 3.30 about his massive win over Jordan Zebo. This guy is a gigantic star, and uh, it's 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 not just a France thing. It is it is permeate. I mean, we had freaking Kylian Mbappe in, 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 in the arena, one of the most famous athletes on the planet at a PFL Europe event. That is just tremendous stuff. So it just shows how big of a deal he is. And so he'll join us at around 3.30. At 3 o'clock, Renato Moicano is going to join us. Remember Money Moicano? We spoke to him after the win uh, almost about a year ago, and he was supposed to come back 
in April against Arman Tsarukian. Uh, that did not happen. He got hurt. So we'll check in with Hinata Moikano again, one of the great characters in the sport right now. Looking forward to that conversation. What about at 2.30? Lee Wood, who will be going up against Josh Warrington on Saturday on zone. Can't wait for that. It's going to be Nottingham against uh, Leeds. And uh, it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be a fight for the WBA featherweight title, 126 pounds. Uh, Lee Wood is a champion. Remember, he took that belt back when he defeated Mauricio Lara in the rematch uh, Memorial Day weekend. And uh, now these two guys, we thought they might fight at the city ground. It ain't happening. But they are fighting in uh, Sheffield, Yorkshire, England. And it's not just going to be Lee Wood joining us. It's going to be the gaffer of Nottingham Forest, Steve Cooper, who may have received the biggest pop of all the guests on today's program, the manager, one of 20 Premier League managers right now. One of them is joining us, and it's of our beloved Nottingham Forest. Same time, Lee Wood, massive Forest fan, of course, with Steve Cooper to talk about the fight. What planet are we living in? This is unbelievable. Coming off the hard-fought draw yesterday at the world-famous city ground against Brentford, down to 10 men. They score the equalizer. What a scene it was. And how is Stevie Cooper going to celebrate? Stevie Cooper. They have a chant for him. They have multiple chants for him. Those two men may be the most beloved figures in Nottingham. Both of them are going to join us at about 230 But first, my friends, back in December, you may recall that uh, on our final show of the year, in what was, I do believe, our final guest of the year, uh, we had my old friend Dylan Dennison's studio. And uh, some loved it, some hated it, some were indifferent to it. It was to talk about his big fight against uh, KSI that never came to fruition. And uh, there was some talk that it would never happen again, that he would never be in studio. But uh, I do believe he is here, and I do believe that he is seconds away from joining me in studio. And as you may know, on October 14th on DAZN pay-per-view, he will be going up against Logan Paul in the double main event. I learned it's not the co-headliner, it's not the co-main event, it's not the chief support, it's not the penultimate fight, it is the double main event. I hope I got that right. It's going to be KSI, Tommy Fury... It's going to be Logan Paul versus Dylan Dennis, a fight that has captured the imagination of the, uh, of the combat sports and, dare I say, sports audience. And we had Logan Paul on, and I said on Wednesday's show, I think it's only fair given the, uh, the emotion involved in this fight. And given our history, I think it would only be fair to have Dylan on to talk and perhaps, dare I say, mend the fences. Let's see. Without further ado, I think he is here. Let me take these bad boys off. Is it true? Nine months later, part two. Oh, there he is. My old friend. Hello, Dylan. How are you? How are you doing? Thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. It's nice to see you. Is it? Yes. Surprised. No, it is nice to see you. attitude changed. In what way? A lot nicer now. Well, not... uh, I mean, look. I said I had uh, Logan on. I think it was only fair that... uh, you know, that you would come on. I didn't know you'd come with like an army of people. So I don't know what you're so worried about. Uh, that's not, that's hello, for, hello, everyone over there. He's supposed I, to be behind me. It was, uh, he's yeah, like in the corner. <laughs> I mean, this is a one-on-one. They didn't nice, they give me any coffee. They didn't I like, give me anything. They were I liked, scared. What do you need coffee for? I like the uh, the shirt. Oh, what do you see? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I like the uh, the hat. Yeah. Uh, I do off the bat want to say I'm sorry. 
I want to say I'm sorry okay. from the heart because they told me, so we did the interview in December yeah. and then I think you did a few other interviews and then like shortly thereafter we found out that the fight yeah. fell through. They told me that you were so distraught after the interview that you didn't want to fight. So I apologize for putting you in that yeah. spot. I didn't want to ruin the fight and I feel like I, I robbed everyone of a great fight. You knew that, that KSI but I'm happy. fight I didn't care about. Like the KSI fight was never the fight. It was always against the boss. Like no one cared about the KSI fight. He's a nobody. He's not a fighter. It was just always that back and forth history between me and the Paul. So sure. like, this is the real fight. And look at how much build up this one has. No, this is big. This is way bigger than me and KSI. Like people in the street that don't know fighting know because of me because I'm on CNN because they're saying I'm a misogynist and all this. Like it's all over. You know, I I built this whole card um, like by myself, really. Like you can admit it. I know you're not going to admit it. You don't no, really I, give I, me listen. credit. And that's why I got mad with you with Logan. Like you didn't say that to him. Like you, you were like, oh, why'd you pick Dylan? Because you know what I'm good at. Like, okay, you, so you don't give me credit come, for that. You've come a long way from when he picked you to now, right? This has been a remarkable... But you know what is what I do. A, as I said, well, it's, to be fair, it's been a long time since we've seen you in a fight, like yeah. in, a, in an actual build-up to a fight, right? Yeah. Four years. It has been a long time. So that's why I said it. But that, I just feel like you take these, like, when I mess with you, you take serious things. Yeah. I don't, see, that's... Well, the Grayson Waller thing. You made the kid delete the fucking picture. I didn't make him do anything. Yeah, no. That was a zinger, Yeah, but though. no, but... That was a zinger. But why see, like, that's personal. That's not... Pr- Shut up with the You're person. just like, oh, he's a fucking loser. Why do you think I picked him? I never said fucking loser. Don't I don't know lie. what you said. But I'm just saying, like, you, you change it. Like, you go no, from like, said, banter why, to like, why did you? Things. You of all people are. Why are you so defensive? No, I'm not defensive. I'm coming here I don't mind. with a smile on my face, with an I'm olive being, branch yeah, in but my hand. I know, what are you so defensive about? Defensive. In fact, I, I actually feel like since I apologize, you should say thank I'm you. I'm a big fan of yours. And I, listen, I put in the call to Misfits to say, give him another chance, give the kid another chance, and they did it. Listen. This fight happened because of me. No, it didn't. Yes. No, it didn't. Yes. By the way, I'm a big fan. I put in a Listen, call. There's a You're gift, welcome. There's a gift shop downstairs. Oh, here we go. And I went and got nice. I got a t-shirt got? of yours at the gift shop. What do we got? Is it me old school? Oh, this is the one that, yes, OJ. That's a <laughs> no, great would, story. No, it's actually, what's it called? There's a gift shop down here. I got it. Yes. Yeah, so it was only like five bucks. That's a, uh, <laughs> Lady Killers. Well done. Uh, that is a great story. You know that story? I've told it on the show. Is this, what is it? Okay, you guys I saw him. Guys. Well done with ladies? the props. Well done. How much are you paying this guy? He gets a lot. He does? I'm rich now, buddy. Is he coming? I've always been rich, but you know. Rich from what? You know what I'm rich from. No, I don't. OnlyFans? Yeah. <laughs> you would probably buy it, wouldn't you? I would love it. Yeah, you it would be that. tremendous feed content. All the rolling <laughs> around serious. and stuff. So anyway. Uh, your... I don't understand why no one understands how I make money when my Instagram is so popular. I get paid 15000 a story. Like more than that for a story or a tweet. So like that bullshit's You get shit. paid 15000 a story? Sometimes. More. Sometimes Based more. on what? What sponsors? Just anything. Like Who's hey, sponsoring you for this fight? Drink for that. Right now it's just dual bits. We're still working on a bunch of stuff. The lawsuit actually fucked me up a lot with the, a lot of stuff because you know, they, you know how brands are with certain things. So so people shied away. Yeah. Did you have did you have people on board? Yeah, we did, and some couple of them, you know, maybe dropped out, but we still have a lot. Will you have any sponsors on your shorts? I think dual bits as of right now, but we'll definitely what is get that? more. Dual bits is like a casino. Oh, is that the one you announced recently? Yeah. That's not like some fugazi like no, FTX. No, no. I can't do that. No. Are they going to pay? Well, yeah, they're very paying. I they don't are? do anything unless they pay for it. So 15000 a story? More than that. I don't believe that. I swear. Is this the first lie of the day? No, it's a real lie. Last time you came with like 20 lies. I never, I never lie. In fact, we're ready for this. We're ready Go ahead. Would you have a fact checker? No, uh, we have Even something. Even when I lie, I tell the truth. Uh, Alex, don't forget that. There's, there's our first. This is, I think, our first. So See, when you do this stupid shit, no, like, what are you talking about? You don't know who's saying it's a lie. There it is. The back, there's, there's the first one. So we're just going to count them so that at the end we could fact check them. But right now it's a lie. Why is this chair lower than yours? I don't know. Oh, Fix you're it. trying to fucking one up me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is, do you want this guy to help out with the chair? No, I got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
All right, like so boxer. you got the fight. Yeah. Congrats. You get the fight. He fucking, he got the fight. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Go Can we actually go in chronological? I, by the way, I, I want to I want to come at like, jokes aside. Yeah. The reason I, it's a good shirt, yes. I'm trying to make sure. I love how you get upset about the shirt, but you get mad. Look at that. Look at that graphic there. That's good. Great, right? Look at that Pinocchio. No, no, no. You, one. Where? The, the nose is going to grow every time see. you lie. I don't lie. You can't see. That's I a problem. I just told you. That's a problem. Even when I lie, I tell the truth. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, Donald. Uh, here we go. Donald. That's, so that's so, fucking Scarface. No, no, no. Um, listen. What is this? I was hoping. This is my Nottingham Forest jersey. That's I got the. I got the gaffer. The the manager of the I've club coming on. I had to offset your toxicity with one of the most wholesome people in sports, Steve is Cooper. It? I have no idea who that is. Okay, so. Remember last time when you came on, yeah. I stood up, I shook your hand, all that. I was I trying to, no, I tried to. Yeah. I want, I extended. I told you, if you, I'll shake your hand if you get on your knees and apologize. I already apologized you on your knees. for making you pull out of the fight. You get on your knees. So I was trying to extend the olive branch. I thought you come to my house, you know, it's, it's we're yeah, friends. The disrespect so that you this show time, is differently. This time, I'm going to try and hope okay. that by the end of this, we could come to some sort of mutual. That's fine. You know, I always you know, let you. I, I've always had you know, back. I always no, had I your back. back. I always I, had no, your no, back. No, no, no. I, I used to have you on my show. You take this subtle diss at years, me, which I don't mind. I don't mind subtle diss. Like, I could take it. Having him on. Yeah, because it's great views. Why do you think you have me now? Because you got to pay the bills. They know that I bring the fucking views. Look at the. You can't admit that that video isn't the most viewed. It's not the most viewed. It's not the most viewed. Yeah, it is. This year, only Connor might be above me. I mean, then it's not the most viewed. If there's an only, then it's not the most viewed. But by the way, here's the thing. You went on on Chael's show after. You had the same shirt on. No, it was a different one. Jeez, how many times you watched the uh, the? No, never. Yeah, right. You always had the same shirt. You did. You did a whole media tour. Yeah. And you went on Chael's show, and you're like, most views, most views. It is. But you know what the difference was? It wasn't what? most views for him. So there was one element of this equation that was missing, what? and it's me. That's why I said I'm the one who brought the views. Yeah, okay. It's the tandem. Well, all the other fucking uh, interviews you do don't have many views. Well, you just said Connor. Oh, Connor. Yeah, Connor always brings views. Over a million. Now, you like the fact. It did well because people, I think people like the banter. Yeah. But then, then you took you always, a personal after. When? When did I take a personal? When you started going on talking to people that were like, oh, what did fuck I say? Dylan Dennis. Why are you picking him to fight? Did like, I ever say fuck Dylan you Dennis? You never give me any credit. Did I ever say fuck Dylan Dennis? Pretty sure, yeah. No, put number two. We have two. I've never said I'll it. I'll fucking pull up a video there of you basically saying it just because you don't say fuck Dylan Dan as well. But I, I don't say that. What I said was... And then you let Logan come in here and just fucking talk whatever shit he is. He didn't even no, fucking say anything to him. But, by the way, by before just, the interview, as I said... As an MMA guy, you coming, should say you don't sue the fucking guy that's your partner and fucking selling the he's fight. He's not suing you. Oh, he's, he's not like, suing you. He, Three. He's not suing you. Who's suing me? His fiance. Yeah, who do you think calls the shots? Oh, well, I don't know, actually. Uh, come on. You think it's Logan calling the shots? Of course he is. Okay, so you're saying that he's suing you. She doesn't have money. He's, she's using what's, his uh, money for the fucking lawyer. What's what's the status of the... Uh, Still going, it's going, yeah. It's bullshit. He's but, the first fighter in history to sue. That's not true. That is true. Four. Look it up. Well, you can't a, see that as a fucking line where you don't know. What are you talking about? You don't know. In the, in the, in the history of fighting... There has never been another anyone? fighter to sue in the lead up to a fight. Because of something involving a fight. You have to finish the sentence. Okay, this is involving the fight. This is a fight game. But he's not the one suing. It's his you can't say that he's not. You don't yeah, think that go, she went through him to sue? Nah, I don't know. I don't know what the status is. All I, I know, know that if, dynamic, you, if, if, obviously if, if, if you look at him. the lawsuit, it's it's Nina versus you essentially, right? It's not. Who wears the pants? That, I mean, you guys are the same. Getting, you guys both, you know. Now, now you're getting into. I see. Now you're getting you're getting defensive. I'm not getting defensive because I'm just telling the truth, and you try to say. But you said that it was gonna potentially put you in jail. There's no jail. If I if I if I yeah, of course there is. No, there isn't. So if I go and post another picture, I won't go to jail. No, that, that, she's suing you. She wants she wants a restraining order. Okay, she got the restraining order. Temporary, right? Yeah. 
There's a lot of things that go into it, Ariel. I know you don't understand things. You didn't go to college, but... I did listen, go to college. Did you go, go to college? Community college? Or fucking I went Brooklyn to Syracuse University, the best broadcasting school Stop in it. America. Wait, what college did you go to, by the don't way? Worry about school of Hard Knocks. <laughs> you and Jay-Z. Yeah. I got a master's degree in marketing. In, in, street, uh, in street sense. Yeah. Uh, okay, so what? So tell me. I'm actually legit from your what? perspective. What is the status of this? It's it's ongoing. I don't know. I mean, I have like four or five cases against me. Why four or five? Because every single time it's a thing. It's like two of a picture, one of a defamation of character, which I could sue him for. Which is like we can get to a suing battle. But that's what he wants to do. Why? What? Why could you sue him for defamation? Because he called my mom a prostitute, and she's so that's so she could probably sue him, not you. Yes, but okay, but okay. that. I, obviously, she would go through me, and I would say no because I'm going to break this kid's face, and that's what Logan should be doing. If you want to defend your girl's honor, what do you do? Yeah. Well, you would probably sue, but <laughs> right. let's be honest. Come on. No. But I'll give you this ultimatum. If someone murdered someone in your family, I'm not saying, I'm just saying hypothetically. Yeah. And they said, okay, you have 18 minutes in the room with this guy, or would you rather him go to jail? I know, but you're a beta male. You'd probably say, go sure, put him in jail. Sure. Well, why, but why I would be like, I'll put like the weak singers. Bar- yes, okay. All right. Okay, what would you pick? Well, if, I, if I'm a fighter, okay, I would do what Logan is doing. If, if, if I was do what Logan man, is doing... If someone fucking murders someone in your family, what would you do? Would you be like, 18 minutes in this room to beat his ass? Or would you go with the law? Are we now equating what you did to murder? No, I'm just saying, but like I'm using that as an analogy. Sure, I, I mean... That word that's word qu- means. Yes, that's quite the extreme, though. We're talking about posting pictures and murder. Exactly. So if wh- someone murdered my uh, person in my family... Yeah, that would be a little different. This, he's not suing you. If here's the point, if listen, Logan was obviously him, you, bro, come on, you know that. If she came to him and said, "Listen, like he he would be like, let me handle it. I'm the man. I'll go fucking knock this kid out. That's how you handle it. You don't go and fucking run to the law." And she's broke. You see my hat? That's how her apartment's paid for. Like, oh, stop it. I thought I, I didn't know what that was referencing. Oh, you didn't know that was. Referencing? I mean, he's he's been with a lot of people. He has or her, she has? No, he has. Leo, he's like he has. I think he's like living the life that you want to live. You probably got Nina this month. By the way, Mazel Tov. For what? You're a papa. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm so good. Yes, I am. Yes. That's crazy. It is crazy. Everybody thought I was trolling. We were like, I don't know. But oh, is it Brad? true? Because when no, you, no, yeah, when you were on the, the full send, you said you didn't have kids. Yeah, I know. I didn't want to talk about it. Okay. That's personal. I mean, I, I could talk Does about it. that count as a lie? I, I'll put that one on the house. That's no, all I know. No, but that was before. There it is. Look at that great picture. Yeah, great. Right? That's amazing. It's fucking awesome. I mean, you're a dad. It's an yes. amazing feeling. What's what's his name? Or is it a boy? It's a boy. To be honest with you, I haven't picked a name because it's so hard and I want it to be special. I know. He's a month old. <laughs> I know. What are you referring Dude, to? Because I'm as? fucking doing so much. I want it to be a, like a great name. So I, I'm I'm thinking about it still. But yeah. Okay, now I actually believe you're not a dad. I swear to God. You don't what, your kid doesn't have a name? I get to pick the name, so I just want to make it special. Was that a big thing? In some well, certain actually, countries, they take months. I don't want him to have like a name like Ariel, like a generic name. I want it to be sure. like a nice name. But the thing is, uh when you leave the <laughs> the hospital, I you call have him June. I know, but we you know, when you're with your yeah, big dog, you actually have to sign have to something. No, but I pay for them to like, you know. Okay, more importantly, who's the, the lucky lady? Well, that I don't want to disclose. Why not? Obviously, that's why everyone, TMZ is offering 100K for it. Why don't you want to disclose? You're not proud personal. of her? No, no, I am. I would love to disclose her, but that's her personal. She doesn't want to be in the public eye. Are you married? No. I'm Are you single. together? No, single. Oh. Yeah. Is part of the reason why you don't want to ex- disclose because you don't want someone no. trolling her, perhaps? No, no, I don't care. So what is it? It's her. That's her. She doesn't like to be involved in stuff, and that's her personal. Is she ashamed? No. Why are you trying to see like? Now well, I mean, it's just. Why would she be ashamed? Uh, I don't know. Maybe she doesn't want to be with you. No. Why? Why would? Why would someone... she have sex with me then? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what... okay. I don't. I was gonna say something, but I don't. Go ahead. You. I can take it. I'll give it back to you though. Listen. What? I've never heard uh, of a couple not like want to make it public. She just doesn't want it. She's a private girl and she doesn't want to have her public stuff out there. That's Are you problem. helping to raise the child? Of course. 
I don't know. I know Debbie Deb. Okay. Do you yeah. live together? No. Does she live in the vicinity? <laughs> yes. I don't know. She could be some girl that you met. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, listen, it's my kid. That's okay. it. And I always support him. And um, Has it been know. stressful to have a kid? Like, it's a newborn it, it, in the midst of uh, yeah, it the is. fight of your life. 100%, yeah. But she's actually, uh, oh, I'll give this away. But yeah, she fights too. So she understands the game. So it's a lot easier. Too? It's a lot easier. Do I know who she is? I'm not going to say. Cause in the, you just point, told me she's she, like, trying to use all these contest clues. No, but is like she a known for? She could be someone who's like. I'm not gonna say. All right, fine, fine. Oh, and one. You think? Come on. Okay, fine. One and all. I I pick winners here. Uh, How did you meet? Gym training. Oh, which gym are you training at these days? I don't have a coach. I still don't have a coach. Yeah, that's crazy. I know. I'm my own coach. What about this like full circle moment? If I end up cornering you, are you commentating the fight? Uh, It's in the works. You know. You want me there? Yeah, I want to mind you there. I think it's a. I don't mind you. I, dude, how long have I known you? Eight years? Nine years? We've known each other a long time. That's why I felt like I was like, me. no. I've actually. You been... lie a lot too. It's not fair. I don't have a no. light counter. No, there it is. Look at the nose is getting bigger. Stop it. <laughs> nose can't grow. It's fucking flat from yeah. getting punched. Yeah. Oh, it's. I guess there's a fifth, a fifth one that just went up. Did it? Yeah, I don't know what he just said, but they're counting back there. They open your nose or that's just. Natural? No, no, this is yours. That's just natural? No, I'm saying yours just looks like that or that's like. No, no, no. Mine is big, but I acknowledge that. Oh, do you? You know, I know what my faults are. Yeah. Me too. like, hmm. What's one fault of yours? In what way? Like my appearance? Like, no. Just like what's one thing that you would love to change about yourself? I wish I didn't get injured. I wish I fought more. Eh, it's more of a circumstance. Like what's a yeah, thing no, about that, that drives me you crazy. You were like, it drives me fucking crazy. That you got hurt? Yeah. That it changed I, I think, trajectory. Yeah. But you know, I think God has a plan. I think I'm going to come back and I'm going to prove everybody wrong. But it keeps me up at night. You want to talk about something? It, yeah, let's it, go. I went through a bad time. Yeah, it, it keeps me up at night. Yeah, you think I, I I didn't want to fight? You think I don't want to prove everybody wrong? You think I don't want to go and win world championships? It fucking drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. It keeps me up at night. Did Still it, to this day. Did it ever get like super dark? Yeah. I, I don't know if I want to talk about that. I think no, I'll keep on. it for Rogan. Well, no for fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I will. Are you going to Rogan? Uh, Rogan is, he, me and him were cool. We had Char's number. And then after the Khabib thing, he didn't really talk to me. But you know what I'll give him credit for? He was having a show at MSG. And I asked for eight tickets, which is a lot of tickets, yeah. just in general. Yeah. He gave me eight front row tickets to his show at MSG. So maybe he does like you. He does. I just think that he might think I'm going to come on and troll, but I would go and I'd be real. And I would tell my story because no one knows my story. No one okay, so here's here, here's the best thing. What? Nah. What happened? Not with you. Because it got, it, got, it got dark, right? Yeah. Drinking. Yeah. To the point, did, did it ever get to the point where you thought you would never fight again? No, but it got to the point that I maybe it was never going to be alive again. You thought you thought about suicide. I'm not gonna get into this. This is very personal, but I don't. I don't. You know, I, I like to say like there's a lot of people with a lot more problems than me. So like my problems shouldn't. Why was it so dark, dude? You go from fucking training and being so good, and then just sitting there in a fucking cast, can't move. You don't know if you're ever gonna be the same. There's people. I was just talking about. You saw that guy that broke his leg, Nick Chubbs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That he tore less ligament, uh, ligaments than me, mm. and like I had that twice in the same year. And like most athletes don't come back from that. And it was just fucking, it was hard because I, I didn't realize growing up that jujitsu was like my, my zen, you know, like when I go train, I feel great after. Okay. So then you're sitting in a bed, you have nothing to do and you're fucking like, it's stuck like this. And then you get to a dark place, you start drinking and you start doing bad things. And yeah, it's just not. Pandemic too. So it was like super yeah, depressing. Exactly. And then all you I do is to, just drink I used to day. check in on you. Yeah. yeah you I forget. I know, I know. You forget a lot of people weren't touching. I never, you I never went at you. I don't understand what mm. you think. When we had our little banter, it was just fun, and then you took it to the next level. I used to check level. in again. You always say that, but you the don't. The reason explain. I did that thing with, I know what you don't like. We're not going to talk about it, but the DM thing was because of the Grayson Waller thing. I didn't. That, I thought that was a fucking shitty dick. Mm. 
Really? So you faked? Dude deleted the picture. You f- I know. I don't know why. He's like the toughest dude, supposedly, but you faked the DM for my wife. You could talk about it. You went to my wife's account. That's not fake. Yes, it is fake. You faked That was not fake. And then I went to her. Because you know what's so Alex, crazy? It had, people that, had people that came up from there. your high school were like, oh, we did cl- used yeah, to yeah, say yeah. that. There it is, six. Look, look at it. Look at it. Oh, it's, stand it's up getting and show mangina. Dude, you, there's, a, there's an actual picture of you with the mangina. I wish what? I had that one. Let me see anyway, yours. I told my wife about that. She, she thought it was funny. Okay, see? She thought it was funny. She's like, <laughs> she knows it's true. I don't know who this jabron is, but it's a funny thing. She knew it was true. But that so you're equating me saying Grace. No, why I just it's just you. You know what? You know what? It and is. I didn't say anything. It's just why, it, is it, why do you think? Because it's just always like if someone's it? like associated. I didn't talk to your manager, just, no, no, just like I didn't was, talk to your, your friends. I didn't talk to anyone. I just took it on. You're the worse chin. than Logan. He doesn't let anybody talk. Okay, go. Listen, <laughs> he does the same shit, and then when I bring up a good point, he brings up some other stupid point. Okay, go ahead. I was supposed to do Piers Morgan this uh, this morning. I was going to say that's. Did you cancel for this? He your interview. He canceled on you. He wants to go again. I know, right? I was actually like, I wouldn't do it. Last minute, I wouldn't do it. Well, he wants to do a fight week now, but Just tell him to go fly kite. Who's he? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, he's big time. You know, yeah. people are talking about this fight that don't watch fighting. And that's sure, because no. of this stuff. You've done. You've done. I've done more than everybody. Just fucking give me credit for once. By the way, I have. No, you I haven't. You You're talking everything. to Logan. You didn't you say one shit. I you, told you him. Should I said, said, "Yo, he sold this fucking fight for you. Why are you suing the fucking guy?" First of all, he's not. Second of all, you I did that. say I brought not. it up. You know he's fucking, But by the way, I did bring it up. And he's like, isn't it so funny that he's not even getting pay-per-view points and I'm getting that whole discussion yeah, and came off say, of me. So why do you, you should me, be thanking him. Came off of me saying he's actually doing a good job oh, of why, this. Why did you pick but here's why the thing. Why'd you give him the opportunity? He's only two fucking boxer. I'm a four-time world champion in jiu-jitsu. Why does he get the opportunity? I asked I asked the people involved in the show, is this true? I was very curious about it because I think this is actually just, a valid question. You're not going to what I'm saying is am I not wrong? Which one, which part? That he's an 0-3 boxer, never boxing. You're giving you're like you're giving him the opportunity. He's got the opportunity against me. Every single person in MMA and boxing Who's wants more to knock famous? Me Who's more famous? In the sense of WWE, I'll give that to him. Prime WWE. Okay, yeah, I you have, have to say give that. credit where it's Okay, yeah, okay, but that's, yeah, that's, so that's why, everything. But I'm just saying, you who have sold, come who sold this from, fight? There's no one would care about this fight, this fight if it was someone you've else. Been rolling in the gutter, ceiling. Like my if question is, no, if this was anybody is there, else, is there no more one would give a shit about this fight. Is Be it, honest. Mm, I don't know Who? about that. Who? Logan is a big star. Oh, Him coming back. Listen, DAZN doesn't want Perry to fight. No one cares about Mike Perry. Do you not understand this? I don't know if Mike Perry's the guy, but I do think listen. Mike Perry's pretty hot. I mean, your friend, Conor McGregor, went into the bare-knuckle cage hey, to face fine. off with Mike Perry. It doesn't matter. I'm that's a big talk- deal. Okay. That's a big nod of the cap to Mike Perry. He was just doing it for bare-knuckle, and they were there, and they asked him to come up. Okay. I like Mike Perry. Listen, actually, I I'm not to trying to take anything. You're trying to get me to take something away from you. No, because I, I just know how you are. No, you have done. Here's why I'm hesitant to say. A no, wait, it was because the last time I didn't say anything to you, and everybody was like, "Well, why don't you put him in your place?" And so now I'm putting. Go you ahead. Place. Yeah, I know you're trying to intimidate me. Oh, you're trying to come forward. You. You're trying okay. to come forward. I don't Here's beat the up thing, kids. What's the fight? Is the fight? What's the the interest? You versus Nina, or you versus Logan? Because all the stuff is Listen, directed towards her. Why don't you direct a fucking jujitsu guy and a guy that's never won a boxing fight? What are we selling here? Nah, that, that's that's discrediting you and him. It's you the guys truth. Are bigger than that. You're not just a jujitsu guy. And he's we, not I, just I, a, I found something. And to be honest with you, I, I didn't realize how. How fucking, did this come in? How did this happen? Because I just threw a picture out there, and then I didn't realize and people how were, bad she was. Like he he's gonna thank me. I swear to God, he's gonna thank me. I'm telling you, they're gonna be divorced, and he's gonna thank me. Like she's bad. Like the stuff that like I have is like he's she's very bad. much in love with her. It's great for him, but I mean, obviously, you know how the girls. Are. I mean, you don't because you don't hang out sure, with girls. But sure, sure. I mean, I'm married. I mean, actually, yes, lady yes. killer. But <laughs> the girls in New York, bro, they'll make you fall in love with them. 
But okay. she's and she's not a good person. I'm telling you, she just goes in the next famous guy, whoever has money. It's it's a but why it's a game? Okay, so here was my thing. Like I'm helping him out. Initially, I'm when you were doing him. this, I was like, okay, like he's trying to hit him. And and as as Logan said, he's not immune to like rolling in the dirt. But did it go like too far? No, would I go too far? The only, I never said anything. I was just everything I posted is public, and I could prove that in court. It, well, isn't you part think of it, I hacked her Snapchat? Be honest. No. I, I don't I'm, think I'm flattered enough. that I'm I don't think, think I'm smart enough. enough. No, I know, me I don't think you're smart enough. But is in it 2014, so I knew that they were going to get married. Someone hacked it and sent you these. No, that's what? all. I have, you just said I people have, have been reaching receipts. out to you. I yes. have receipts of it being online before. So where did you find the the, the video that you most this is, bothered by? This is all lawsuit stuff, so I can't talk about it. But every, I have proof of everything being online before. No one's The only reason I started going out more when I photoshops. You're well, not doing this. Yeah, yeah. You're not that. Come on, dog. That picture of you and her, that's crazy. Yeah, that is a good yeah. one. I thought that's what the, this thing was going to be. No. Because this looks like a Photoshop, too. Look how big his hand is compared to my shoulder. It's a good picture. Couldn't imagine what happened that night. Uh, you think me and him, uh, we painted the town? Yeah. Uh, who's helping you with all this stuff? I By do way, it myself. Okay. I'm a one-man army, G. There's no chance. And that's the craziest this part guy, about this. Is huh? this guy helping you? I'm telling you, I'm a one-man army. Why is he staring me down with sunglasses on? Because he's my security for me. Why do you? Isn't it's it funny not for that you, you need for security? Me. For me, because I don't beat your ass. I don't roll my hands for the fight. <laughs> oh, you don't want to get hurt? Yeah, because I have a freaking big-ass nose. Um, do you have any regret about taking it? No. No. Even though it, it resulted Only because it's this. all true. If I made up some fucking bullshit, do everything, and there's stuff I haven't even talked about that I know personally about her. Like, At what point is the trash talk going to be about Logan? I've gone at Logan. Just people kind of like, I've done everything. I do I don't know if there's anything else I could go at him for. I hit him for his cryptos. I hit him for the suicide fours. I hit him for tasing a rat. I hit him for so fucking all that I think is all fair shit game. to his brother. All, all, thi- all that I think is totally fair I went fair too game. far, but this dude fucked his, girl, uh, his brother's girlfriend and made a music video dissing him, rapping about it to his own little brother. And I'm the one that went too far? Well, I don't think one plus one equals two here. Okay, Again, but we're fight promotion. This is fight promotion. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, him, it would be fine. like, okay, if I'm going at you and I'm going all's at you. All's fair in love and war. That's what that. people say, right? Yes, yeah, so you think the lawsuits are justified? Again, if I'm, he was suing you, he's making I would have so thought, much money off me. He could just fucking throw her the fucking whatever money she wants. Ultimately, here's she my. She is not who she thinks she is. She thinks she's just fucking Andreana Lima. It's fine. It's fine. She's gonna get more deals after this. She's gonna get all this. I'm fucking making her Google trend is higher than it's ever been her whole life. Ultimately, and she did this all herself. There's videos of her saying, "You want to get famous as a kid? Pop your titty out." Ultimately, yeah. If you're not getting pay per view points, why even continue to promote this? Just show up at this point. At this point, it's like, why do I even show up? Y- no, well then you're not going to get paid, right? I'm, but in then the you point, have to pay the point, no, I'm saying, but in the point, it's like I'm making, I'm making this whole event for the big guys, right? It's like I'm working for the man. But to your point, you are actually promoting he should drop this. the lawsuits. He should, he should be like, thank you, you stole this fucking fight for me. Uh, but isn't that, isn't that how he hits you where it hurts? I guess so, but like, what did he want? He picked me. It's like porn. I said, you, when you sign to fight me, it's like signing it. Like a, sure, no. So like, he picked me for a reason, but now it's going too far. But my question is to you, like, knowing that he's actually, pro- hey, bro, that's my jersey. Where's mine? No, no, I don't know. Do you want one? I mean, yeah. I'll make one. Do you have a bobblehead or something? I'm gonna get you. I have to get on the wall. I'm gonna, I might have the most appearances on the show. That's not true. Paul, what was that kid? Paul, no, you messed kid? it up. You did it good the last time, but you I don't know the kid's name. So close. That was, no, I really thought that was him. Though, uh, so I swear to God. You can't play the same hits. No, I'm, not, I'm just saying I did. We did this. I know I'm saying, but I did. I was gonna say I don't know his name. To be honest with you, uh, there's a lot of great. things Only one here. good picture here. Who? What do you think? Oh, the Mac Daddy. Um, yeah. Where do you guys stand? Did you like when he put you in your place? Which time? The time he was here. When he came in studio. When yeah, he rearranged he his he, whole schedule to come in studio. Yeah, I'm saying when he put you in your place. About what? About you fucking going crazy on me. Oh, well, he's right like, oh, Dylan's a good band. Nah, I don't know about and putting then, him And he was place. like, I talk to him all the time. Like, I don't know why you're pressing him. 
And you were like, I thought oh, you, you guys were going to train for this fight. Well, the baby and then that stuff. But, what does uh, that have to do with anything? Because I had to be there for the birth of my son. Sure, why can't he come to New York or New Jersey? Because, to... uh, something with, uh, I think, Ireland. Like, you can only spend certain days. Because he lives in Ireland. It's, I don't know how that works. But I, I don't know. It's something with that. I don't know. Is he going to be at the fight? I hope so. I don't you know. He has a lot so. going on. This fight is in 12 days. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, he's, it's not far from that. He initially said that he was going to be cornering you. He was yeah. going to be doing this. Is there any chance that he saw some of the footage and he was like... What footage are you talking about? What? I just barred prayer. Now let's look at the footage. We have you versus prayer. No, no, here. that's that's fucking warming up. What, what, what? This is the footage. What, okay, hold on, listen. <laughs> so I have him here. Right? Yes. He Who? Hold on, listen. Pereira? No, him. Oh, I, I can't see. There's so many guys. I know. There's like eight listen. guys back there. Wait, no, this is this is old school. This is you and prayer, right? This is warming up. And you, you know how hard prayer hits? Do you know how hard he hits? I know. He's he's freaking massive. Dude, he was in your room. He's like, boah. And then we <laughs> sparred a hard six rounds. Why don't you get Antonio in your corner? That guy's I might, great. I might. We'll see. I asked him. I he said no. No, no, because he didn't want to like say, say like take okay. the, like he's like I'm doing it. But anyway, so listen. So he was there for the spar. This is so you don't think I'm lying. Wait, which one? The guy right here. Who else is in the front? There's room? eight people here. You brought a whole army. There's one guy standing ah, there. Ah, fucking hell! Listen, Put it back on. The so list. he watched. Right? Yes, yes. He could tell you how hard the rounds were. Okay. So you, I don't know if he has a mic. He could talk. No, I'm interviewing you. Okay, how hard tell- were the rounds? He, how hard, not even paying attention. How hard were the rounds with prayer? The rounds were hard. Hundred percent. He was going Six rounds with prayer. Hundred percent boxing. Okay. How many people would do that? You think Logan could last hundred percent with prayer? I don't know. By the way, was Lo, was was Alex going hard? He just said hundred percent. I mean, that's in your opinion, but did you? ask He was him? watching. All right. I mean, you can tell when someone's throwing a punch. I know you can Alex because you like actually... on a different level. Like the guy has like nine years. This guy, he's, he's he was going. Freaking... He was going hundred percent. Okay, so why? So, so stop fucking discrediting my no, fucking boss. I'm just looking. That's I... a warm up. Let me. Okay, put your hands up and let me try to hit you like that and see if you. No, nah, I'm good. Right. I don't want to be a fighter. You, you act think... like you do. No way. You do. How? When you start I'm trying to test some of someone. No, I'm talking. I'm talking about the show. Listen, like you when you come. At the king. You like when I come? You best not miss. I bet you do, no? You best not miss. You like when I come? And you miss all the time. In fact, I you even... just said it. Listen, I saw this other footage of you what? smacking you your head on the sauna. Yeah. You what might. is up with that? I was, You know how like Perry does like that in the sauna? I was conditioning my head. <laughs> I got a hard head. Look at this. This looks very... It's very good. Unpleasant. Why? Yo, you're hitting your head against yeah, a wooden Yeah, because I'm conditioning thing. it. Why film that? Because it was just content? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. That looks like the worst... Thing that you could put your hand on the table, you probably couldn't do it once. Or so. No, I, I guess I'm not a fighter, but I know, way, but you talk as like you I are. said, no, I don't. I, I told you I last time I was gonna give you a wedgie. I owe you one. I know when, when is it coming? I wore extra, do you want one? I wore extra, extra stretchy ones for you. Can I give you a wedgie? But I haven't taken a shower in a while. I don't mind, so it's gonna be a little right. smelly. Here's the point Could, what, would the, you be mad if I give you a wedgie? Uh, I mean, I would sue you for assault, brother. Would you? Yes, of course. You said you would really sue me. No, that's from a Billy Madison line. That's assault, brother. Uh, anyway. So at the end, I'll give you one. Okay, sure. Okay. Why do you want to touch me so badly? I can't wait. So after that fight, feminine, you can't wait? Gross. And smell. you're wearing sunglasses again. I yeah, already told you. Say something about it. Blind people and assholes. Yeah. Okay, listen. <laughs> listen, because you keep trying to uh, intimidate me with the shoulders out, the Larry yeah. King. Well, you said I can't fight, right? So. I never said that. Yeah, you did. In fact, when this fight was announced, I said, I guarantee he shows up. I'm the one who keeps saying. Who do you think going to win? I think it's a 50-50. Yeah. I actually think the odds are not in your favor. Mm. Like, they're not fair to you. I know. Well, first off, he's way better. I mean, we have to do a weight class. I fight 170. He's like 220. What is the weight class? 195. He want to go lower than 195. And he did a cycle of steroids and EPO, obviously. Where do we stand on that? Okay. Ariel, you've been in this game a long time. Yes. Okay. Do you know why the guys in the UFC were doping? Because it was a set time. 
at the, back in the day. This is before USADA. Okay. Right? Before yeah. USADA. Yeah. There was a set time. You had to take a piss test. Yeah. And everybody knows you can beat that. Yeah. You know that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the it's reason like USADA and VADA are so effective is because during camp, they do random times. So you don't know when it's coming. So that's why it's hard to beat those tests. And you still can, but it's very hard. Right? Yeah. Okay. So Logan now, now that I brought it up, wants to do testing. And he wants to do a set date on, before the fight. Okay? So he did the cycle. He did whatever. And now he's going to try to take a piss test and clear it. And be like, oh, I'm clean. That doesn't count. Okay? It doesn't count. With the money that he has, you can have a daughter clean your system in over 24 hours. Cheeto Vera just went on that podcast and said, you know that. So him doing this, this is another scam that he does. He's a bullshit artist. He just lies. You know, everybody knows he's on juice. He's admitted taking peptides. There's doctors that have him in the office saying we're giving him peptides on their website. So, like, it's just bullshit. And I don't even care about the steroids thing. It's just, it's just like, what are we doing here? He has every advantage. He gets to pick the refs. He gets to pick the fucking judge. It's like, come on. Okay, so can, can I ask you a question? Go ahead, yeah. If you wanted random drug testing, that's what you're saying, right? Yeah, we're fucking drug testing why, right why now. Not, why not put it in the contract? Because he wouldn't do it. Why not put it in the contract? At the time... I just wanted the fight to do, so I just accepted everything. Right. Yeah, because like I didn't have no. I'll be honest. At the time, I just pulled out the KSI fight. I didn't have that much money. No, no oh. money. Oh, like, I, I got money. No, no. I'm saying I didn't have that much say and oh, okay. taking, leverage. He, he could just be like, "I'm Logan Paul. I'll fucking fuck you. I don't have to fight you. You understand?" So if I say, "Let's do random drug testing," I'm Logan Paul. I know I'll go fight someone else. You understand? But for me, I'm like I'm a real man. Obviously, you don't know about that. I'm like, okay, let's just fucking fight. You understand? But, then, but then you can't cry wolf afterwards. I'm just telling well, the truth. I, I, I'm just putting his fucking because he's a fucking you know. So so KSI and Tommy have random testing. Yeah, why not us? Exactly. Yes. Okay. So my question was, I asked exactly because he doesn't I, want. I asked. Come on, dude. I asked Misfits about this. Yes, and what are they going to say? Because they said misfits, you guys never asked. That's bullshit. Both of you have never formally Bullshit. asked. Look at both, me. Both of you have. Well, th- th- it's one thing to say it here or on Twitter. It's another to be like, yo. Why would I, I want drug testing? I don't know. And listen, okay. You tell me. Ariel, you're very smart. I, yes, you're thank not, you. I appreciate I, I, it. Now I brought you. it back to you. Thank you. Thank you. I said you. you're dumb, but. Thank you. Obviously, Misfits is run by KSI. KSI and Logan are like this. The zone wants Logan on this card. What are they going to tell you? Oh, yeah, Logan didn't want drug testing? They're going to tell Ariel Hawani that? So I think he goes I mean, to I'm asking for the truth. The journalist? I'm asking for the truth. Come on, dude. You're smarter than that. Actually, I think some people would say KSI, Tommy, drug testing. Like, hmm, look at them, right? And, and they're doing it. So I don't understand why you guys just don't do it. Both of you. You should it's say... Just, is this going over your head? No, you should have said, if I'm taking Obviously. this fight, there should be drug testing. Then he was like, no, I'm not going to fight you. But I wanted to fight the fucking Which guy I so bad. Was, I guess that, that's answering our previous statement that he's more... That he's giving you the rub, right? You're, that's what you're no. saying. He's giving you the rub. Now give he me the rub. The I give him the rub now. Now, okay, maybe things have changed. You think now you're, you're going to give me the rub, rub after this? Why do you keep wanting me to touch you or I you just, touch me? It's very smell weird. The feminism. You love me. Yeah. A lot of sure, pe- you haven't changed. It like a lot years, of people, uh, like from within your circles, were yeah. saying how bummed you were that we had a falling out. No. Yes. That was you. Why were you so bummed? Don't make me get you're like, into this, this is dude. The one guy. You begged me to go this on the show the because you know guy. this is what put the lights on. I've not talked to you privately since you sent because me all you were those DMs. I was post it. And then you would delete them all the time. Why no, did you didn't. move? You know why? Because I know after, from a lot of people that you do this too. Because I was asking people, how do you do this? I need a girl. You send a message. I send hey, and they don't answer. I'll send. Why do you do that? Well, you want a lot of them reached out to me. The girls. Yes. Why do you I mean, do, that? do you do that? Why? You never you don't want the DM. It. If they don't answer, you gotta. Answer. You don't want the the ball to be just like bouncing yeah, yeah, there. You don't, you don't want any. Yeah. You did that with me too. No, no, I didn't. You were like, "That was great, kid. That was great." Yeah, because you. I were, also I thought, you I thought, me kid I thought, older than I thought you. me and you were going banter. Yeah, it was you good. It personal. How did I take it personal? You did. Tell me. I don't we didn't even talk after the interview. Punching the head for a living. I don't remember exactly fucking text with Ariel Hawani when you're crying, but I again, I say, put it on the list. 
What, that you were crying? Yes. You when? Cry all the time. When? You did call me crying. I know that for a fact. Another one. That's eight. Who has to come on the show? You. I reached out to John, your manager. Like me. After, yeah, after. Who's, who's your boss? DAZN. What does that mean? Like, who's like the, who runs the show? Me. No, but there's someone above you, obviously. Fox Media Okay, so Fox Media says your number no, is Vox. Low, like we Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lights you don't even know. You so don't even know. Like, like, you're, no, like, you're yo, asking they, me. They know what the numbers are. That's sure. why you begged me to come on. Paid you to come on. Now you're no, doing I said begged. I said oh. begged. I didn't say paid. Okay, okay. So you need the lights to stay on. That's what? Why you want yeah, the lights. Trust me. The lights. It's very dim in here. It is. It doesn't look it's any fucking different. hot as fuck, too. I know. We like to make it hot under the lights. Yeah. Why are you so nervous? Nervous. Are you more nervous for this or the face to face? No, the face to face. If you want to hear the story about yeah, that, me, too. We need to come out of the room. Listen, motherfucker. <laughs> you fucking think hey, you're fucking... Why? Why are you getting so personal? Because you're fucking... Jeez. These little stupid fucking why? things. Why? Because you don't like to listen. Okay, let's go. Baseball through your fucking yeah, No, that's actually Gaelic football. I got this in Ireland. Your, your second... Uh, put up your ass. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, another comment about like, like doing like weird so things So the fucking face... Okay, so listen. That's going to be annoying. For, Frank is going to go crazy. I go to bed at like 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock here, right? Yes. So I just got to London. And it's hard to go. To, so London's five hours ahead. So it was seven in the morning, eight in the morning. I couldn't sleep because I, I just, you know how jet lag is. You yeah, yeah. So I said, fuck all this shit because they didn't tell me it was a face to face. They said, you and Logan have to do like, you know, in boxing when they do those things where you walk up to each other and it's just like the pictures. Oh, like the face off. It's not, it's not like, a, it's not like me and you talking. It's like where they do like, a, yeah, yeah. like Floyd done it. Yeah. And shit. yeah. So I thought it was that. So like I, would, I was tired and I told myself, fuck everything. I'm not doing that. I'm tired. I want to sleep. So then they wake me up, and then like they do like how they did here. They didn't give me anything to drink or anything because they're scared I'm gonna throw it. Dude, Mister Frank went to get you guys coffee. He told me I had no coffees, nothing, because like, he said uh, I was gonna throw it on your head. Went outside. My God, my audio I'm guy get the fucking line went outside. So did he not Frank? Who's Frank? Frank went to get you coffees. You owe him twelve bucks, by the way. He's pissed. Oh, stop, you guys. Yeah. Twelve dollars here. <laughs> but you know, the, my audio guy went I'm outside. I'm doing Schultz after That's this. How they nice. bring everything. That's how. Oh, Schultz. Yeah, man. I should do Barcelona and Schultz, and then so penthouse to the outhouse to the basement. This is the basement. This is the penthouse to the outhouse. Well, to the the ceilings are about to hit your head. Okay, keep going, keep going. Okay, That's so a good story. okay, yeah. So I couldn't sleep. I was tired. I went out the night before. I had to three some fucking bitches. <laughs> tired as fuck, right? So I said, no, I don't want to do this shit. So then, they're like, so then my manager comes in, wakes me up, and he's like, bro, you got to do this. So I'm fucking dead. Like, literally dead tired because I haven't slept. I maybe slept like 30 minutes. And then they're like, no coffee, nothing, nothing, nothing. I come into the room, and this motherfucker's just like coked out. Like, he, his eyes Ooh. are like fucking Logan. Okay. Like, he's ready to go. You know how he is. He's a performer. His prime, there's a study. There's actually tweets about it. The bottle, the color of the bottle, the, the color wasn't the prime. He had vodka in the bottle. So he was just fucking ready to go. So I just got in there. You know how it is. You wake up. I get in there and I had this fucking idiot yelling at me. He's doing this whole WWE performance. So it took me a little bit to fucking get going. Because I was just like, oh, I don't want to hear this motherfucker in the morning. You know what I mean? So I just woke up. I got in there. And that's why in the video I had to take a little bit to kind of get up. The stumbling and the mumbling. I don't stumble mumble. He was, he made it. it was yeah, I know. It was fake. Come on. Why are you trying to? You know, I saw the fake. video. And then you saw the real one. Yeah, there was stumbling and mumbling. Okay, I'm going to stumble and mumble. I get punched in the head for a little bit. <laughs> what do you say that to Nate Diaz? He stumbled and mumbles. Nah. Nathan? Yeah. Oh, just a stumble mumble now? No, no. That's there, a lie. There was just put on the list. No, we don't for have you. a counter for me. We don't have a counter for me. I know you're I can't tell her. It's the same. But so, yeah, that was that whole thing. I, I mean, I didn't know what you I was re- walking into re- either. Do you regret and, your performance in that one? Like, do you wish I mean, you had a second chance? So it's fine. They do? Yeah, look at the comments. You have a lot of nut huggers online comments. now. Yeah. People are like, but it's weird. because like Everybody loves me now. I, it's a crazy but you world. Know why? You know why? I'll tell you. I said this to yeah, him. But you know why? It's Everybody crazy. Because I haven't changed. And I stay the same. And I've been the bad guy. I'm still the bad guy. And I, you know what? I own now it. You're, Logan's yeah. a bad guy, but he tries to act like a good guy. How That's so? Why. How so? Tell me how. 
because he does, dude, all the shit that he's done in his life, and then he tries to come out here and try to act like he's this holy fucking Jesus Christ and this and that, and I'm this piece of shit. I think shit. there are people who I agree it. with you. I think there were there are people. I'm who like Tony Soprano now. I don't know about that. Yeah. We what do you mean, Tony Soprano? Like anti-hero, like anti-hero. Anti-hero. Who else is anti-hero? Like uh, the guy from Breaking Bad. Can I give you some social media advice? For what? You well, don't have any good when social you do, media. When you do the uh, the anti-Logan stuff, you get a ton of engagement. When you do the uh, if you retweet or like this, I'll give you five thousand dollars if Canelo wins. You want five thousand dollars? No one, right no one engages with it. Stop doing that one. Do the Go real one. At, pull up the fucking tweet of me and the Canelo. You see, no one engages. So I could. Why do you do it in your them? face? Why do you up? I have it up right now. Have you ever pull it up on my Twitter? Have you ever engagement. paid anyone? Off of course. Of I'll give you five thousand right now. I don't need the five thousand. I want you to dance like a stripper. I'll throw it yeah. on you like that. Again, another that reference me. to me. I think you have a crush on me. Maybe I do. This is like the same. <laughs> you getting uncomfortable? Hug. Come here. You want to come on? <laughs> okay. Why, why? Why do you do the you thing? Why do you do the thing with the tweets? Like today, you posted, "Will Ariel cry?" And then you delete it. Why do you do that? Because your name's not big enough. They get enough to get. So, uh, so you sit there and you look. Okay, what's the cutoff? Like, how long do you wait before saying, "I'm pulling the plug on this"? You guys see how it does. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you had more engagement than that. You didn't. Uh, I, I was I'm taking this with me, by the way. I mean, Is that right? it's probably the only belt that you're going to win in your fighting career. So, <laughs> I was what? A when I'm UFC champion. What's going on with Bellator? I don't know what I could say. Okay, tell us. What, what can one? you say? I don't know. Okay, so you, you know what I know. Can I tell you what I know? I know what it, I... It, we both know. I don't know. I honestly, we I, haven't we both talked. Know. Well, can well, I get some water or coffee so I can drink something? I'm, I'm, no. What are, you so, oh, what are you so nervous about? No, it's not. Because I, I zin. So oh, I have like shit. A, yeah. The fake teeth? No. Zinning. You what know how to zin? No. What is that? You're a virgin. What does that mean? What is it? An STD? No, it's Zimbabwe. A little Zimbabwe. I don't know what you're talking about. It looks good. How many times have I been wish on the show? Be I, able, I wish we'd be able to see. Let, let's get a shot of it right there. Too. Give him a. Oh, there it is. There you go. Keeps the one time Dylan Dennis will ever hold gold. I'm going to throw it on your head. Didn't flinch. Didn't flinch. Um, okay. Bellator, I heard that to their credit, like they said, hey, you want to use him. I'm allowed to say this, right? Yeah. I yeah. think Coker has talked about he it. He didn't want me to talk about it, but it is bullshit. Why'd well, I have to pay 100K? They're probably not going to be around much longer anyway. And listen, that's I'm not, not going to PFL. Why not? I'm going to the UFC. Okay. I'm, I'm t- listen, I don't know how much P- I could say. By the way, way, PFL's on fire right now. Do you see oh, that event on Saturday? Only that event. That was great. Dude, that guy's fucking sick. Yeah. Cedric? Oh, he's fucking yes. sick. Sick. And he had Mbappe there? Yes. Fucking. That's a big deal. I, it was a fucking. I, listen, it I don't was know funny if there's any. the same management, and he was like, yo, Mbappe's oh, yeah, coming. And I was like, oh, yeah, John, right? Yeah. yeah. So it, I was like, Mbappe's coming. I was like, stop it. You're lying. And then he actually showed yes. up. Like, That's funny. That was a whole they PSG took a private jet after their game to go to that. Wow. Is he just that popular in Paris? Yes. That's he's, fucking awesome. He's huge. And he, I like and he his was style. In the he UFC. came out with the bed and everything. He was in the UFC. I heard why the UFC. Something a health thing. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So I don't think PFL is a shitty option for you. Only way I'll go to PFL is they give me the J. Paul fight. I don't want to fight anybody in PFL. They're all losers. Listen, I'm getting older in age. Francis. Yeah, that's easy though. No, I'll, I'll I know you're going to say the, he pulled out of the fight against you. I saw that one. You know I'd be Francis. No chance. Put it up. You want to bet? Put it on the scoreboard. Yeah, that's not a lie. Come on. I'll pull guard so easy. Dude, he, he's terrible. Okay. Heavyweights are known to be the worst technical fighters of all time. I John, mean, stop it. You know that. They're all big. In, like, even in wrestling, jiu-jitsu, they're all terrible. Can yeah. I ask an actual like, real question here? When did the whole thing start with you and the Paul brothers, and how? Because I remember back in the so day, I'll tell you, you the whole see, story. You and AJ Agazar, every time I post something related to the Pauls, you guys. Well, would Jake, well, he, oh, not sorry, AJ was part of their team. Do you remember that? Yeah, you remember he, he used rolled to like freaking circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but he used to be in their crew. So when Jake was fighting Deji, he was like in his little crew. Okay, but so but this when all did the beef started. Start? I went like to four LA. or five years. Right? I went to LA. This is after the Khabib thing. I was at a club. 
Delilah's, I think it was. I know you don't go out too much, but no. yeah, we're at Delilah's, that. and one it's of famous. Jake's friend was like, "Yo, like Jake's starting to do his boxing thing. Like, I think it'd be funny if you make a video like saying you should box." And like, it was literally like a story. And I was just like, "Fuck you, Jake." This and that, and he started tweeting it, going at it, and he was like, "What's fight?" And I was like. I actually looked like my brother, like, Jay Paul wants to fight me. I didn't even, like, at the time, he wasn't, like, boxing. Your brother? Yeah, because I, no, I was like, I didn't believe, I was oh, like. I didn't even know you had a brother. Yeah. Older so, or younger? Younger. Fighter? Yeah, no. Jiu-Jitsu? No. Uh-huh. I wish. But he, he can he can go. How he old? was the one that was in the video with me in that street fight. He is 23. With Anthony Taylor? Yeah. He was the one that, yeah, that one was. Uh, was he driving the car that propped you up? I'm kidding. Come on. You no, have to I, laugh sometimes. One thing you got to say, Fred though, Beck was one, in there. Shout out to Fred. One, one, I just did an interview with him. How was it? It was terrible. I love yeah. Fred. I had to, had to pay me to do it. I was supposed to what? be Piers Morgan. They Another put one. this 15-year-old up. <laughs> well, you went from Piers to Fred? I know. I was like, they put w this 15-year-old like, to pay me. That's great for Fred. Yeah, I, know. Wow. I, got, I got him a bunch of impressions this morning. So. I bet. I bet. Um, we're, oh, So, yeah. So, the video went out. And then he tweeted something. I think they could probably pull it up where it was like, Dylan Dance, I'll kick your ass. I was the first person he called out boxing. I saw that, yeah. And then... What happened was I was in L.A. doing the shop thing, and then he threw the toilet yep. paper. Sorry. That was not set up, by the way. So, you know what's funny? Actually, let me take a step back. Didn't Shab set you up? So I'll, Shab... I'll, 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 talk okay. you. I'll tell you exactly my side. I don't know how much time we have. We have time? Yeah, we got time. Okay. So... By the way, you guys were trying to make this 25 minutes. Because it's hard what to deal you with so, you for 25 so, minutes. What were you so worried face. about? Bringing security and everything? Don't worry I got nothing it. here. Just me. I have a gun. Why do you put your hands up like a woman? Because I don't have a put gun. Put your hand like this. Like, it's not so gets. fun when the rabbit's got the gun, huh? I don't mind if you got a You can have a gun. No, it's, be it's an expression. Listen, when, you yeah. have a gun okay. or a baseball bat. I could be sleeping. You still couldn't kill me. Okay, fine. Okay. So before that, he was in New York and he was like measuring a couple people like, oh, we'd start a fight in a club, like a stage fight and stuff like this. And me at the time, I was more serious about, like, obviously I'm still serious about fighting. I was like, listen, I'm not doing that. Like, because... I don't have control and I will fucking kill you. And we ended up meeting and had someone in between and it was so funny. So I got there and me and Logan didn't have any beef at the time. There's a story of Logan posted that me and Jake and Jake was up in somewhere else because he didn't want to see me because he was scared. And Logan came up to me. He goes, you're not going to beat my brother up, promise. And I shook his hand and then Lo- Jake came. This is 2018 or so? <sighs> I don't know. Was that more key? I ha- There's pictures. Well, you and said Delilah. This, so that was the video. And oh, then this is got following. it. Okay. So me and him talked, and he was like, oh, like, I want to box you, but, like, right now I'm still working on stuff. But, like, and then he was just talking about, like, I was undefeated at, in college. I was like, bro, if you're, like, JV level, you're terrible. We're just going back and forth. Just banter. You know, we took a couple shots together, whatever it was. And uh, and then we saw each other again, and he was, like, nervous. He just gave me a shot. And, like, we were we didn't have that much beef. It was more like I didn't – at the time, I didn't really take him too serious. It was, like, kind of like if you call me out or something. Like, I was just like, yeah, whatever. Sure, you sure. know what I mean? So then um, the Brandon Shop thing happened. That – did Brendan set you up? So he, when I got there, he said to me, Logan and Jake have been asking about your location. I just want to let you know that. That's all he said to me. And I said, he goes, that's all I know. And I said, what does that mean? He goes, they're just asking about your location. They've been in a group chat. And I saw it. So he didn't say anything, but he kind of like, so I said to him, well, they come and they come in numbers. You're right on my back. It's just me and you. And he was like, yeah, I got you. And then when they come, he fucking stood there. He didn't do anything. I was like, what the fuck, Chum? So Is he dead to you? No, I don't mind Shab. Shab's a good dude. I like. He Shab. set you up to get. I don't think he, I don't. He say pelted oh, with the toilet paper. Yeah, I know, but like he. You don't think he told them? He probably did. He probably. That's did. messed I mean, up. Yeah, what kind so of a friend views. is that? I know, views. but uh, I mean, he sold you out for views. If if that's what. If really it happened. was like fucking the MS13, I would be like, all right, motherfucker, you're gonna get me killed. But Jake Paul, like, what the fuck am I worried about toilet paper? You know. It's a little embarrassing. I mean, it is what it is. Right I, I mean, I, I think I handled it well. I went after a car with one leg and tried to punch the headlights out, and they were driving away, and I threw one bag off the back foot. Like, come on. Yeah. I held my own there. 
I mean, I just think it's For, kind of they're in a car. The I'm on the fucking lower ground, and they say my idea location. when I was going after them, I was going to try to punch the whoever was close. It was the cameraman. So I was going to go for the cameraman, and then they drove off, and I was going to try to punch the headlight. Then I went too fast, and I just threw whatever he threw back. I caught it in there. Wasn't it going like five miles an hour? I'm not, I had a bad knee. Oh, right, right. And I'm not that fast anyway. I got fly feet. I'm a jiu-jitsu guy, bro. Yeah. These are called me flippers when I was younger. I have feet that flap. <laughs> I have 12 and a half feet. Why would you say that? You now someone's going to use that against you. No, you know what that means, though. Flippers, yes. No, I'm talking uh, about 12 and a half. I know. All your like sexual innuendo jokes, I'm, just, uh, I'm ignoring them because they're making me uncomfortable. You're feminine. I, well, you're I'm feminine now, uh, now I'm starting to question the baby even more. Was there a surrogate? What was going on? What's <laughs> yeah, happening? It's me and your kid. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Imagine the nose on that thing. Um, uh, all right. So then that was like five years ago. Yeah. So then, and then Logan started going at me and Jake started. Jake, so me and Jake were supposed to fight. The Ben Askren fight. That was the big one. And I had the knee surgery. And I said, give me two extra months just for the knee to come. And he was like, no, this is the set date. Whatever, whatever, whatever. And then he fought Ben Askren and he went on his run and I get it. He probably didn't want to go back to me, but I think he should have because we have, you know. Yeah, beef. there was talk after yeah. that, but now it feels like he's gone too far. But now, no. So the first deal for this fight was from MVP. This is like, I can't even say, this is before the KSI fight and the Logan, when I was supposed to fight Logan. This is the first offer. It was supposed to be me and Logan. And if you win, you're guaranteed Jake for like $2 million or something like that. It was in the contract. And this was being put on by MVP. And then this never happened. And then me and Logan are supposed to fight. He does the thing with Roman Reigns, blows his yep. knee out. Yep. The KSI fight happens. I don't give a shit about KSI. doesn't happen. Big fight. Not really. He's a huge Dude, this is way bigger. I mean... God works in great ways. You know why? Why? Because I'm me. real. And I've I been through a lot in my life. And I'm, yes. I'm a real person. And I think that God rewards people for certain things. Because I don't know. It's just weird how life works. I think if you... I mean, you're religious too. Yeah. I'm not super religious. I, I am, but I'm not. But, what, what faith? Uh, Catholic. Okay. Yep. And uh, I just think that God put me in the spot, like, because for that fight with KSI, I think a lot of it might have ruined a lot of people's careers or something. Maybe they would have not got a bigger fight or something like that. But you know, God put me. You would have beaten him. Would have been huge for you. He's terrible. I would have crushed him. Would it be fair to say you weren't in a great place? And why did you pull out? I don't want to say, but I don't like. I don't want. I don't want a fucking therapy session with you right now. Why not? I'm just asking. Why you invite me to dinner and say, "Hey, sit down, talk to me about life," instead of being on the camera? Because you want to be my friend. I don't want to be your friend. Well, you want to go to dinner with me. I asked you dinner before when we were friends. I said, hey, let's go grab a drink or something. Yeah. Did you drink the, the beer with Connor? No. Why not? You don't drink? I'm doing an interview. I'd rather not drink. I have been to I that place, though. Drunk. I have been to that place. Are you, uh, are you, the Black Forge drunk, Inn. Are you? The world famous. Okay, drunk, are you? Uh, sloppy drunk. Are you? Does that make you excited? Yeah. <laughs> take your clothes off? <laughs> Will you take advantage of me? Um, oh, yeah. Give so, me a so, so you go from... That fight, you're supposed to fight in that fight. You pull out, yeah, and then you kind of disappeared for a bit. Yeah, that's when it got dark. Is that the period you're talking no, about? No, this is this was happening since the knee surgery. Since the knee surgery, since was even up. before. Yeah, very bad. The Dylan that's sitting here today, is he a, a much different person than the one that was here in December? Yeah, but How I'm still so? working on myself. How so? I've been sober eight months or seven months. Um, getting my back. I mean, it's just it's just a training, dude. When you're not like as a fighter, when you're not training and, and you're just doing the wrong things, and like I know you don't like to give me credit, but like I can go out and everything's free, and and you have any girl you want, any supermodel, it just fucking. If I went, yeah, I went down the, the wrong path, right? And and you know people do that, and like I know you don't like to give me credit, but like why do you keep saying that? Because I've given you credit building up to this. Like come out with me one night and see like who, I have no who you fucking. I know I'm saying, but like then you'd be like, oh, okay, like listen, live your life, man. No, but the thing is, is that that's not what you should do, and I regret doing all that no, stuff. I mean, you could go to dinner, like no, I know, but I used to just be you like went out. too far. Yeah, and I, and it wasn't drugs. No, 
Never coke? Drugs. Never done coke. Never? No. Weed? I don't like weed. It gets me too paranoid. Mm. You? Yeah. What a shocker. I get paranoid like, right now. I, you want to hear a funny story? Yeah. So after my knee surgery, I had a, I, I was taking Percocets, obviously, for your knee, and then you have to stop, and I was in a lot of pain. Mm. And that's another fucking thing that ruins athletes' careers is yeah. Percocets. And I had to go twice on it for almost six months because of my knee. So think about that, plus drinking. So anyway, when he had to stop, he had to take CBD. I was taking CBD for the pain, and uh, it was helping. So I used to just down the bottle of CBD because I just I was in so much pain. And my mom was like, oh, I got you this, like, CBD that's really strong. It was, like, 500 bucks. She was like, yeah, it should be good. Just take a couple of drops. But I was used to the regular CBD. Uh, and this one had THC in it. Oh. And, dude, I drank the whole thing, right? Oh, no. So I took a nap, and I wake up, and at the time, my girlfriend was there. And I was like, oh, are you, like, is this a dream? She's like, what are you talking about? I was like, I, am I dreaming? So then I started freaking out. So I was like, oh, I'm having a heart attack. Because <laughs> I was so high. So I was like, my heart stopped. So I called 911. What? Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I'm having a heart attack. My heart stopped. Listen, like, I need I need an ambulance. Like, my heart stopped. So I put the phone down, right? And I'm sitting there. I don't know if you've ever done edibles or anything like that. I don't. And I hate that fucking feeling of feeling disassociated. Yeah. And I took, like, the whole bottle. And it oh, was, like, geez. 10% THC. So it's, like, a lot. So then <laughs> I'm sitting there, right? And I'm like, fucking, what the fuck? Where are these ambulances? I'm going crazy. So I called 911 again. And I'm like, I just called. Like, I'm dying. She goes, sir, it's been two minutes. Wow. <laughs> I was like, I thought it's been an hour. And then they came and they were like, and of course, it's like the firefighters are like, and all the police are like fans. They're like, oh, jujitsu, bro. I was like, bro, this is not the time. Listen, yeah. I'm dying. <laughs> and they were like, uh, listen, do you think you're really having a heart attack or did you just drink the CBD? Because like, like the COVID at the time, like, do you want to go to the hospital? Uh, they calmed me down and eventually I was fine. But like, It was like a bad trip? I was just, not, you know, it was different if I, if you gave me an edible and I, I knew what I'd expect. Right. I just didn't know what was going on because I didn't know that there was THC in the thing. And I was fucking freaking out. I was like, what the hell is going on right now? Like, I didn't know. I was like, I take the CBD every day, but it was miserable. Oh, it was so bad. And like that high is like, I hate that. Like this association. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was terrible. You start to doubt things. I, I, I forgot how to breathe. I was like, this is, this is, I don't like weed. Like it gets, I get so paranoid. That but is I terrifying. Take a hits. The only thing that I don't believe about that story is the part that there was a girlfriend in the room. You know my girlfriend at the time stopped me. No, yeah, it was. Oh. Yeah. This is this is one okay, during the pandemic, yeah, yeah. Have you had one since? I had like dated girls or not not a girlfriend, no. So I just in my love life. Trying to see if I'm single? No, because I was trying to see if there were any lies in that story. Because you and these lies. The girlfriend part was the one part that you felt think I'll get girls? Unbelievable. Um so okay, so then how did you so you went from there and then how does the Logan Paul even Logan Paul fight even come about? Like wh- where's he knows dude, like he knows. So he calls you up? He knows. He knows, you know what I mean, and like. Why isn't might, it a pro bout? I don't. That, I want it to be because I want it to be under a good. Condition. I was told that the That's reason bullshit why, because he. Well, you don't even know what I'm gonna say. Yeah, because you're gonna say because I never boxed before. Yes. No, but he got a pro license when he never boxed before. Connor got a pro license when he never boxed before. It's not. That's bullshit. But, I mean, Connor had way more. No, I understand that. I'm not saying sure. that like that, but I'm saying well, there's people that get them. You know what I mean? I wasn't supposed to get a pro license for my first fight in Bellator, but they gave it to me because I had so many jujitsu fights. That's in yeah, Chicago. That's... You need two fights. Really? Yeah. So wow. they, they granted me like a exemption. Okay. Because it has some. They had to. So go what about here? There. I'm actually Please. surprised that they wouldn't make this a pro fight. It's because the undercard. They don't say. No, that. it's the double main event. No, because the undercard they wouldn't be able to have, like, am, because oh. amateurs. If it's yeah, a pro. Yeah, but so then why is KSI Tommy? It's not pro. It's just yes, it is. It's on pro. It's dude, these guys are like they use these things. It's not. It's not sanctioned by the pro commission still. Well, it's the PBA. Yeah, that's not pro. Okay, but that's not the the British Boxing Board of Control. Yeah, exactly. But it's the sanctioning body, whatever sanctioning body it's is. Everybody that this. got kicked out of the fucking real shit that does this one. Actually, shouldn't be saying that because they're gonna fucking. Yeah, it's a card you're on. Don't I, be shitting no, on. No, not that. Is that they're gonna obviously judge it for him and they're gonna have a referee that's gonna separate us. So I, I asked about that too. Yeah, it's bullshit. They said not true. Yeah, bro. You think he's handpicking the refs and judges? 
What do you think they're going to tell you? Yeah, he's handpicking the. Well, you just said that. Actually, I know. I'm saying, what do you think? What do you think they're going to tell you? I just want. No, no, no. But like, what makes you think that this is even possible, bro? Because it's Logan and KSI's fucking promotion. This is what they do. This is what him and Jake do. They fucking put everything in their favor. They do every single thing they could do to put themselves as like. So then, can I ask you this? Why even sign up for this? If you feel like the 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 deck is stacked against you, how good is it? It's good. It's very good money. Eight figures, seven figures. It's it's good. It's high. Higher than I'm, I'm surprised that you guys didn't get pay per view points because only Logan's not getting a purse, he's getting only pay per view yeah, points. Yeah, he said that, but Tommy, I don't think he's getting pay per view points, it's only KSI and Logan. And for them, but no show money, they're just getting back end, you're getting front end. I mean, I'd rather take the fucking tr- the, the back end, but actually, yes. people stream a lot. No, but you should have gotten the front and the pay per view. I'm telling you, at the time, I couldn't have had no fucking arguing room. What do you want me to do? I think you were selling yourself short. If you would have had me negotiating for you, maybe. we have to talk to John. Maybe we get you guys in tandem. John's my guy. That's what I'm saying. Maybe we I get like you John. guys in t- tandem. Well, it's because you were being so standoffish no, dude, towards you. me. I'm never standoffish, dude. I'm the one who reached out. I'm the one who reached out. You reached out. out because of commentary thing, and you were worried about that. So it was- no, no, I reached out and said, "Hey, Logan is coming on. It's only fair. You have to respect that, right? I could have easily just said, "Nah." This is from my friend Virna, Janji Roba. Is that she actually made this? Do you have a yarmulke for me? This is Virna right here. That's not her. Yes, it is. That's Paul Drew. No, I don't know not. the guy's name. You don't name. even know the guy's name. You can't do the joke the if you so don't know his name. Oh my God. It um, looks just like her, though, to be honest. So what happens here? You what? beat Logan Paul. They're trying to sign me if I beat him. They're, they're actually in, like, uh, cahoots. Like, who wants me, Jake or KSI? But, like, why am I doing I'm boxing? I'm a jiu You want to go guy. back to MMA? I actually said, it's after so the KSI fight, I said, if I was, like, guiding you, I, yeah. would, I said, go back to jujitsu. Go uh, to your MMA. roots. No, oh, well, you know, get get a couple of, like, you Bro, know what, what DJ is doing? I want to go tap fucking Islam. I want to go fucking beat these guys. I mean, you know, listen, it's now, so it's or, just ne- a, it's it's now a, or never. Absolutely. Listen, 29? How old are you? 30. 30. Turn 30. Happy listen, birthday. Thank you. I'm willing to go and fucking go out there and see if what I'm saying. Kill or be killed. Let's do it. If I go to the UFC, give me your, your toughest fight. Give me Ian Gary. Give me anybody. Give me Neil 170. Mann. Yeah, 170. Anybody. Leon Edwards. Colby. That'd be easiest fight. I actually like Colby. But yeah, sure. Colby. Anybody. Can I actually tell you the difference between you and Colby? I'm going to give you a compliment right now, okay? Thank you. There's a lot There's a lot of reasons why you could have just said like, eh, Ariel takes a pot shot. I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. The fact that you're here actually I think says a lot about you. I think I've criticized Colby once. And, and after that, he's like, F Ariel, I'm never talking. It says a lot about you. A lot of fighters wouldn't do that. And so I think, I'll give you props for that. I think this is why people are starting to go towards my side is because I could take it. Yeah, like, no, and, I, I, Logan I give you props. Can't do that. Logan can't take it, and he, he, he turns into a shell, and he gets mad, and he starts making firing all his yes-men, and he starts making them sign NDAs, and he's been known for that. Um, for me, I know I'm not perfect, and I could take your fucking banter and this and that. The only thing I get mad with you is like when it's like blatant, like when the guy's like, oh, like I took a picture of Dylan Nash. You're like, why do you take a picture of that loser? Like, why does did that he pay bother you? you so much? Because it was, was just such like, a bad joke. Because like, was... he made the guy take it down. I was surprised he took it down. He came I over, took a him. picture, and I like, shamed him into taking it down. One of the best heels in the business right now. Crazy. I, I gave want, him the rub. I want. Do you know anybody from AEW? Yeah, that's my boy Tony Khan, the okay, Snowman. You know, I want so because well, I want to do the rival because he's in WWE. I want to make an appearance against MJF. We've been uh, trying to work on it, and actually, it might happen. You but think I don't so? know, but not with the time. We've been trying to work on it. Why do you want to do? They were just in Queens. I, I love fucking ripping MJF. Why? So good. Me and him, imagine that'd be great. He probably. I mean, he's I like MJF. I me too. That's what I want to do. But they were just in Queens. I don't know why. I don't know Tony Khan. I don't you know don't anybody know? there. I don't, I don't. John couldn't have hooked it up. No one knows Tony Khan from Paradox. Yeah. I would love to do that. And it's perfect because it's AEW, WWE. Why do you want to go against WWE? 
I don't want to go against them, but I just think that you were for just them, taking pictures of Triple H. They, they, oh, they I had love you wrestling. backstage. I love, I love so the Attitude Era. Fucking, why don't you go to WWE? Fucking Logan's part of the Karen era. Oh, I see. I like okay. the old school guys, like Rey Mysterio and all the guys. Dude, they love me. They were all back there, like, oh, fucking Logan, no one likes him. We give him swirlies in the back. Triple H even said that to me. He did not. He, Put it on the back. He was there. Put it on the back. What do you mean they're giving you swirlies? He's I've been pictures. in the back with Logan. Yeah, you get swirlies too. You guys yeah, are both right. fucking two in hand. Um, yesterday, Adam Copeland, Edge. Uh, did you see that? Yeah, yeah. I have a picture of him. You saw that picture? I did not. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, you and Ray. Yeah, and Ray yes. posted a picture of him. Yeah. So, no, yeah, listen, so it was nice. Shit. Grayson posted a picture. I was like, listen, this is cool. And then I couldn't believe it. Why, why are you acting like much? it's bad to take a picture of me? Q rating. What does that mean? Low. How is that? At the time, you were I'm an ableister. Okay, what would you say? B? When you want, uh, see, I mean, not one dude downstairs, every single person in your lobby was like going crazy. Really nice. They were like, I sort of, I sort of, he goes, Yo, thanks for making my day better at work. Put it on the board. And I have video, so but, I, I'll put it after. You love to always say the thing, I have the video, like I have the text messages. I swear. But you never show them. The guys didn't even know you worked here. They're like, Why are you here? I was yeah. like, Ariel's upstairs. Like, I swear. <laughs> I swear to God. And then I went to the gift shop and got this shit for five dollars. So you better fucking pay me back. I bro. know. It's a, it's a poor Photoshop because look at that. It's not a Photoshop. That looks like the Usman arm thing. You know the Usman arm? No, he has fat fingers like that. Mm, that. Look at that. Look how bad that is. That's a real fucking picture. Dude, look at it. It's horrible. Stop it. That's but it's a, it's a nice effort on your part to come with a prop. Like his prop with the picture of the... Are you wearing uh, the same shirt? It's the same I'm not wearing the same shirt, for goodness sakes. I have multiple plaids. My gimmick. I, I had to come down here and do this. How many I've buys? i all these big fucking interviews now. I had to come and bless you. I know. Thank you for that. No problem. How many buys? To be honest with you, that's tough because I think streaming is so easy. Yeah. Dude, like you can literally stream a UFC without any effort. They have to do something about it. Like no effort. Like I'm not trying to. And they to... have like the top of the line. Uh... It's so easy. And it's like fucking HD fucking perfect. You know what can I mean? Can I tell you what bothered me about the press conference? What? Hey, give me credit on this. Tell me. Logan, you know, you're a pro wrestling fan. Yeah, yeah. He gets acting classes. He has mic skills. They yeah. do this every week. He's on Smackdown every week. I thought I held my own against him. You held I thought your I own. Beat him. You were better. You, I'll tell you this: you were better at the press conference than you were in the face-to-face. Yeah, face-to-face -face was. Because I had to wake up a little bit. Met, you yeah, fucking throw me fuck. in. Imagine you just wake you up at six a.m. and they throw you in there with some coked out fucking motherfucker yelling. He's ready to go. He has props and all this, and I'm not allowed to bring anything. Okay, so to that point, I, I, I actually was annoyed at the press conference. Only John because Fury. I, it ended pretty it, It's stupid. It, it wasn't his time. You know, to it's shine. funny. I like I like, I like, I like him, but I like that was stupid. It wasn't their time to shine. Why is he sitting up there? That I agree with you on that. I think they shouldn't. It I don't just understand be the four of you because Tommy doesn't talk and like it's like I get but it. Still, I thought that was, I was just getting ended, into my group. Yes, I was just I was. I, I didn't him. ask them about it, but like if I was misfits or zone, I would have been again. annoyed. It's like what the fuck, dude? Like come on, we're trying to sell the fight. Like yeah. what are you, you're, wasn't you, it wasn't his place to do that. No, I, he was. If anything, to. actually, honestly, I would have rather to be two separate press conferences. Me too. Yes. You want to do one in the States. This fight should be in the States. I don't want to go to oh, fucking Oh, not that. I just mean like you and Logan yeah. have your own time yeah, and then the other guys have their own time. I, I couldn't even hear him. He, I was here and he was like halfway across the thing and everybody's yelling. I can't hear anything he's saying. But I, I, I won that press conference. Even Chael tweeted out saying I won that press conference. Does Chael write your material? No. He's I, very nice. I write his material now. Ask yeah, him. Right. He would admit yeah. to that. He'll admit to that. Another one. And, Come uh, on, you don't write Chael's he, material. He'll admit to that. Get out of here. I know who writes some of your material. No. Doug Crosby. Thousand percent. Um, I, no, you don't, don't know who that is the judge. Is. No, the the disgrace Bro, judge. I swear, I write everything. I sit at home after my done with training. I go in my room, throw in a couple Zimbabwe waves, coffee, and I'll just riff. You throw in a couple what? Since you don't know what Zins are. No. Yeah, like was it the thing here? Yeah, you're like fifteen. Is that for the veneers? No, it's like a nicotine. Like Rogan uses it during oh. like the commentary. You're do doing it. nicotine before your fight? Yeah, it's fine. Everybody does. Are you addicted? No. Do you smoke cigarettes? Oh, crazy. So what do you need There's nicotine for? What do you need that for? 
You're a pro fighter. You should be taking like the best stuff possible. Yeah, it is. It's really good for your brain. Does it make you high? No. I can't say. Oh, actually, I don't know. What to say, but like a lot of fighters use it for their brain. It's really good for your brain. For like you uh, a lot. Yeah, it okay. helps with nicotine. It's very good for the brain. You watch sparring? Andrew uh, Huberman. Who's that? It's that doctor that always goes on Rogan. You yeah. love Rogan. It's like your fifth Rogan reference. Who doesn't love Rogan? I mean, he's I not having jealous because you know he's not having you on the show. Why you keep referencing him? You're gonna go after? Probably, yeah. I was, I was supposed to do Mike Tyson, but then they gave me like a fucking six hour notice, and they were like, you have to go to Vegas the next day, and I was like, no, fuck, I really want to do that though. Do it via I'll, Zoom. I want to yeah. meet him. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, how does life change if you beat him? I think either way. I mean, I obviously no. the fight is, is there like any part of you that's worried you get knocked out. It's gonna be a meme forever, right? Because you know, there's a lot of people. Part of the part of the the I'm process. Boxing. Okay, imagine Islam boxing. Imagine fucking Khabib boxing. None of these guys are doing it. I'm a pure. No Garoppolo. respect. 100. percent Anyone. Pure, that, imagine Gordon Ryan boxing. But look at Ben. Ben has to deal with no. that. Look at look at Tyron. Tyron has to guys deal with that. Careers are already over. Listen, if Logan you knocks only you lose out, if you if are you, you worried? Him, are you, is no. there any part of you no, that's bro, worried? I have no fear. Okay. I don't fear nothing. I'm saying, but those guys, you lose only if you let like him win. Like in in the sense of like Ronda Rousey when she lost, right? If she would have came back and kept going, like that, like Connor, how he fucking keeps going. Yeah. You only lose if you just give up in life. You understand? Like Ben Askren has. This is deep. I like this. No, but it's the truth. Yeah. He only beats me if I don't ever fight again and I turn into a fucking fat alcoholic and then. I hate when people like if you get knocked out in the second round or something. I'm just saying if or he did like I hate when people go to fighters. Social media and talk shit like I mean that's you guys have more the game courage. Take it. Yeah, I know exactly. It's not it's not it's not fair. But if he was such a man, the Bellator bag for this was bigger than this. Uh, I don't believe that it was. This is his promotion. Bellator no, no, no. I'm saying Bellator has Viacom money for a fight like that. They Viacom's put on money. trying to sell Bellator. I know, but yeah, because they don't have fights like that. If they had a fight like that, come on, something you know that. Stop. No, I those, you know Viacom had the for that kind of fight. Obviously, Viacom has the pockets, but Viacom. He has, saw he shook my hand. He said he's gonna fight MMA. You think he, he you think he will? No. It's an interesting question. What do you think wins it? I, I, I would love to see it. What do you think wins it? In MMA? The problem is the weight. Bro, you shot. Come on. What? Just fucking tap him in 30 seconds. No, the problem is the weight. I, I actually I don't did, care. I'll fight I did, him on 500 pounds. I did a, um, I did a uh, interview here for the DAZN, like, pre-thing. Yeah. Uh, like, their countdown show. And asked them. Uh, I was very complimentary to you. Yeah. Um, now you are, but before you're like, why are you picking him? He's a fucking loser. Uh, yeah, I was wondering that. That is true. But, you know. Over time, we change. I said the biggest question for me that I feel like people aren't talking about enough. What are you doing? Stretching. Are you praying? Uh, we're almost I get done. nervous. No, I'm good. Uh, no, I like talking to you. Uh, the biggest question is the knee. Yeah. My knee's fine. For him, it's fine. But is it 100%? I think when you have two knee surgeries, it'll never be 100%. But right. It's, it's, boxing, movement, that's easy. angles. Yeah, boxing's so easy. I know, to I know it's not wrestling or jujitsu, but yeah. that's a major thing that you've had to overcome. Two, right? Of course, yeah. In this One game, failed. Yeah. And then, uh, dude, how many NBA players are gone? In yes. Oh, yeah. So that to me is the question that no one's talking about enough. I think no one cares. It. Like, because you know the thing with me is that I'm so hated, or now I guess I'm loved, but like, no, everybody just wants to always put me down, and that's one thing that you do too. But I don't mind it because I, you know, yeah. I bring it upon myself. Whatever. Sure. Fair enough. But no, that's the thing. No one ever just gives me credit for anything. I never want so much credit. I, no, because I feel like I deserve some respect for a lot of things that I do. For what you have? Uh, let's be honest. You haven't fought in four okay, years, four yes, and a half okay, years. Okay. Okay. Yes. Who else is being more talked about? Yes. Get there's guys that fight every month that no one cares about. Every single fucking fighter calling me out, so stop it. I mean, there's it's a, very hard to stay relevant for four. Who years. else is calling you out? Everybody. There's every single who? UFC guy. Come who, on, who, dude. Who? Give me a name. Who's calling you Piss out? Piss me off. You know what? that. You know that. <laughs> no, I, I'm the I, most I, talked about fighter. I see. I see people calling out Hamza, Sean Strickland, Izzy. Strickland just Connor. called me out on fucking full send. 
I he's a champion. That. I didn't see that. Okay, he just did. Or did they ask those guys? By the way, shout out. They they said something nice about me. They were trying to defend you, but then yeah, they know you were hurt. lying. You're hurt. You're crying. You were. You were I've never crying. even met those guys. Fellow Canucks, yeah. though. <laughs> I've never did, been to Canada. You did really? No. You live like six hours away. No, I, I want to go to Drake's mansion. Can you go to Canada? Yeah, I don't got any felonies, just misdemeanors. Mm. Yeah. When's the last time you were arrested? Can't say that. <laughs> what was it when they, they were fight. trying to give you the uh, what? serve you with the papers? That wasn't arrest though. Like, no, I know, but you were evading them, right? Yeah. There was once a thing in uh, Vegas, right? Yeah, that too. That too. Yeah. yeah. So how many times total? Is this like a badge of in honor? In handcuffs? In handcuffs. Twice. New York and Vegas? Yeah. No, Jersey. Jersey Shore. Oh, right, with the yeah. guy. Yeah. What happened with that? To be honest with you, I was just too lazy. I didn't sue. No, but, no, no. What happened in the aftermath? Oh, uh, I got like, just fine. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Me and Bert got fine. Both you and him? Yeah. Was it weird when he was in the room for the face-to-face? No, I actually thought it was funny because I knew he was going to do that because KSI was going to do that, and I knew that. So I knew he was going to copy KSI. KSI hired him to come to the press conference. And wow. How did you know this? I know everything. Wow. I got insider. But you know what's funny? I said to him, I said, at least you're getting the guy a paycheck. He lives with his mom. I know everything about the guy because uh, I can't go into detail with that. But okay. Where do you live? Don't worry about that. Who do you live with? By myself. I have a penthouse. Really? Yeah, you can come over anytime. Would you invite me I'll, over? Yeah, one dining. You have a <laughs> like a nice little girl. <laughs> About dinner together? Yeah. You and I? What are you doing tonight? Do a little challah? What are you doing tonight? Uh, doing my show, then I go home. After Schultz, we should just grab dinner. Get a steak. Like steak? Mm. I'll hand feed you. I don't, again, another weird one. Uh, I, I feel like you shouldn't be eating steak. Actually, no, you, steak. You, you, I like steak. How much do you weigh? I'm late, dude. I can make 170 tomorrow. Really? Yeah. Wait, but it's not 170. I know what I'm saying, but I could. Yeah. Like, I'm not. I've been trying to eat a lot. You're going to weigh in at 195. <laughs> what do you stupid. think? <laughs> what do you think you'll actually weigh? Probably be close to that. Wow. I mean, I'm not a big guy. It's going to be a crazy scene. It is. Yeah, man. When do you go? I think either Sunday or Monday. But like... It's like a week from today. Yeah. It's rapidly approaching. Of course. I'm excited. Are you getting nervous? Wait. No. I'm getting nervous. The only thing that kind of sucks is like... I I love like... I just think boxing is so stupid. Why? Because like you just... You can MMA. Like it's just like a free fight. Don't do this thing. Don't it do is. It's dumb. Like it's the same I don't thing like when the guys like, sign guys up for boxing really and then lose and then say... No, I'm not ah, saying I'm going to lose. a real fight. It is though. Fight me in a real fight. Me and him were in the street, and I was talking about his fiance. Wouldn't be boxing. There isn't. There isn't any influencer MMA. Exactly, because they're not smart enough to do jiu-jitsu or wrestling because they can't learn it. Or arguably, I think the proper no. answer would have been, it's hard. It's too hard. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. No one who's who's doing jiu-jitsu. But no this one. is what you signed up for. I know. I didn't say anything. And you think you're going to win? Yes. I you wouldn't have took it if I wasn't going to win. You think you'll knock him out? I think he quits. Wow. Yeah, I think he quits on the, on the stool, or they throw in the towel, or I knock him out, or a TKO. Six rounds. Or choke him on contest. What's going on with the out round, eight rounds thing? You know why I did that? Because yeah. I wanted the 12 rounds, and then he was like, no, let's do eight. And then he was like going back and forth. I was like, yo, bro, you, I'm not giving you what you want anymore. Like, I want 12, you want eight, fuck you. Like, I'm not doing everything you want. Okay. You know what so I mean? It's like, six. It's like, fuck him, bro. Like, why does he get to like do all this little shit he wants? I want the 12. I, I actually think eight favors you. It does. So why don't you do it? I'm gonna you just didn't six. want to give him the, the yeah. Just, it's just because he's just calling all the shots. I'm like, I'm Logan Paul. I could do whatever the fuck I want. Fuck him, bro. He's a nobody. I get it. Like WWE, I would fucking crush it, bro. Bad Bunny's doing backflips like he is. And he acts like he's doing some crazy shit. No, yeah, I don't think you would, bro. You want me to do a fucking swanton bomb on you? And <laughs> go, the table? Go yeah, lay on the floor. Imagine. I'm not joking. A 3D not? through the table. Yeah, can I do it? Yo, you gotta admit, he's really good at wrestling. 
I thought that until I saw Bad Bunny do the same shit. No, Bad like Bunny the match no with athletic. Ricochet, that was insane. Bro, SummerSlam? You could do that. If no, I told you I jump. Cannot, honestly, I cannot do that. He's doing freaking backflips. I could do, do backflips. He's I doing do like the Rob flip. Van Dam thing. Yeah, fucking thing. I'll do it right now. I, I could mean, do it with honestly, actual practice. Maybe pre-knee injury. No, now the I can. The knee is. I could do it. You think so? Yeah. Why do you yeah. want to be a pro wrestler so bad? Ah, it's great to see your eyes. Yeah, I know. Like, this is the first time right? in a long time <laughs> that I see your eyes. Look at this. Wow. No, look <laughs> at his eyes. They never lie. Look at those eyes. Actually, we have a counter that stays. How many? What are we at, by the way? What are we at, Alex? 13. It says 13. Oh, nuggies. 14. 13 what? nuggies I have to give you. That's right. Yeah. All right. So this is good. I feel do like we have we're any in... more questions? No, I think we're good. Yeah. Do you think we're in a good spot? Me and you? Yeah. Are you going to get on your knees and apologize? No. I apologize no, for making you pull out of the fight. But you didn't thank me for getting you this fight. You never got me this fight. You were saying, why'd you pick him? So how does that make any uh, sense? Now, in, now you're lying. I put in the word. So why'd you say to him, why'd you pick him? Then? That makes no sense. And that was after. Did that conversation happen? Well, that was a joke? Mm, he was so now you're lying? He was, no, I didn't bring it up. He brought it up. No, you said, oh, yeah, I did say that. Mm, just trying to make him feel good. So does the lie counter go up here? No, there's just one for you. There's just one for you. Um, all right, so it's going down on October 14th, the zone pay-per-view, uh, double main event. Yeah. No pay-per-view points. I think we could change that. Oh, for should. Do you it's want me to put it in a word? Please. All right. Um, 195, six rounds. Yeah. I actually feel like we've broken a lot of news here today because yeah. all this stuff was up in the air. Drug testing. Um, yeah, piss test. Whatever. Piss test, but random. No, I was told random. Okay, random. Yeah, so random in two weeks. That's how you know that he's no, blending his system. Come on. Could it happen in... Please, give it to me now. Yeah. I'm down forever. Why does he want you to do an STD test? Because he's just trying to be funny. He's like, to... he should, his fucking fiance should do one. Mm. Um, and uh, you're going to win? Yes. And then the plan is UFC? Yes. That's the Or... Goal. If the money's good, you know, Jay Park is like, maybe it's that'd, tempting. That'd be big. It would be big. Imagine him trying to avenge if you, his body. If you knock him out and In then, reality, who, By the way, if you knock him out, I think Jake would take that fight. Who does Jake have to fight besides Tommy? If Tommy loses or Tommy... Yeah, no, I agree. Someone I'm else. Great. If you knock out Logan, I think you versus Jake is And gigantic. then I'm the A-side. Jake wants Canelo. You know who I want to box? Nate Diaz. Oh, we not have a history. It's not, it's not far But the here's table. the thing. It's I, not, I think this is all possible. I know. It's not far If the you win. I don't Nate think... Nate didn't win. Yeah, but... But what? He got his ass whooped. Mm. He did choke him. Okay, so if I, if I choke Logan, that means... Are you going to try to do that? I can't say. Guillotine? May not be guilty. Pull guard? Um, you better be worried. So, I have so, a lot of ways to win, I'll tell I, you that. I, honestly, I'm giving you props. Like, Based on what you've done to repair your brand... It's pretty hard. No, no, based on what you've done. You win this fight October 14th, I think truly the world is yours as the great... Uh, What's his name once said? Al Pacino? Yeah, yeah, that movie? I really think the world is yours. I don't know what happens. No one even expects me to put up a good fight. Right? The, 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 I do. I'm going to get up like three, 30 seconds. Or I, expect, I expect it to be a good fight. I think, I think people are, 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 are... Underestimating me. Yeah, I, I really do. Yeah. To me, the big See, question I is... I a little bit sometimes. What, are you going to kill okay, me? You get nervous in front of the stars. You get nervous. It's just fucking... Big dogs. I didn't go to college, bro. I'm a fucking fighter since I was 15. Um, I wish you the best. I appreciate it. I hope it all goes well. Hug? Mm, I'm afraid with oh, all the comments. Come on. Mm. Come on. Um, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. Should are you going to give me a hug? Nah. Come on. Well, why are you getting so close? <laughs> you give me a hug? This is like the Chael Vanderlei thing. Don't let me get on, close. I'll give you a handshake. No, it has to be a hug. Are we really going to hug? Yeah. This is a good moment right here. Come on. 
Joe, he's touching me. His hands are very sweaty. Oh, yeah, this is nice. Uh, <laughs> Come on, give me a hug. Pinching me. That's assault right there. Is it? But you saw that, right? Come on. Hug it out. Yeah, but turn. What do you want? A hug. Jeez. What? Do I see those no. Oh, stop. Dude, stop, stop. Get the fuck out. Go, see it. Okay. No, all right, real hug. Okay, no. Real hug. Come on. No, no. I was just seeing it. Okay, enough. I just want to see it. Can I say goodbye? There it is. You said, by the way, you said, uh, no, stop. That was enough. Shake my hand. It was, it was, you Shake were my hand. sweaty. Shake my hand. I want to, I need to close my hand. the thing. Shake my hand. I don't, I don't trust you anymore. I promise I won't do anything. Don't do that because I'm going to come over there. I'm not that far. Okay. Yeah, we, we cracked. Um, Fuck, I'm trying to bring my hand over there. I did. That was a good handshake. Right. Uh, there he is, Dylan Dennis. We, we should have done the darts. Yeah, I only do that for A-listers. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. We should get a picture uh, of me and you in the shirt, no? It's a bad Photoshop. It's not Photoshop. Okay, there he is, Dylan Dennis, everyone. <laughs> October 14th, the zone pay-per-view. The only gold he'll ever uh, have is that one. Uh, Keep he, talking shit, I'm going to fucking hit you with, no, with this WWE and the fucking thing. Uh, much love. We're going to be back uh, in a moment with Steve Cooper and Lee Wood. For now, though, here's my conversation with Logan Paul from last Wednesday. Station. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira is a close one. Um, one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Hour. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling prong call 100Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire. 168 hours after issuance, cdkng.com slash MMA.com, yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right. Uh, that is my conversation with Logan Paul from last Wednesday. Am I fully on here, Frank? Yes? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I can't fully hear myself. Maybe a little bit louder. But uh, I do appreciate everyone who... Whoa, I just went too loud on my thing. I should just leave that to you, shouldn't I? I cut your headphones during the interview. Oh, yes, that's what happened. Um, thanks to Dylan Dines for stopping by. I was waiting for him to punch me in the face. He said that. Or give me the wedgie. He did try. Good good takedown defense there, would you say? Um, but in the end... The best. Jokes aside, I think that that was a, uh, a constructive conversation. I think we accomplished a lot, and uh, I am looking forward to October 14th. More on that card to come. In a minute, I am super excited about this, my friends. As you know, I have fallen in love with Nottingham Forest uh, last 
August, we decided this is going to be our squad. My kids are into football, but I'm no bandwagoner. I'm no bandwagon jumper. And so I wanted a team that was re-entering the Premier League for the first time in about 23 years. I wanted a, a city. I wanted a club. I wanted a gaffer, a manager, a young group of hungry stars to root for. And quite frankly, I have fallen in love with this team. And I was thinking why I have fallen in love with them so much. And I think it's because the other two teams that I support, the Buffalo Bills, the New York Knicks, they have this baggage. And there's such stress and pressure every time they play. Ah, another season, another heartbreak, another disappointment. The Expos don't exist anymore. This was fresh. This was fun. I went to that game at Etihad, the Man City game last year, fell in love with the crowd, fell in love with the chance, fell in love with the history. I have really enjoyed being a fan of this club. Uh, they were kind enough to send a video to my son, Walter, who's become a huge fan. In fact, I just bought him in a one-year jersey uh, on Friday. We are all in. As you can see, based on that, based on that, based on the jersey over here, we are all in. And there's a great fighter named Lee Wood who represents Nottingham better than anyone who's returning to action against Josh Warrington in perhaps one of his most anticipated fights to date. And he's had a lot, including his last fight, which happened in, uh, in late May when he rematched Mauricio Lara, and got his WBA 126-pound featherweight belt back. Now he fights Warrington in a fight that we thought for a moment might happen at the world-famous city ground, home of Nottingham Forest. But alas, it is happening in Sheffield this Saturday afternoon here in the United States, evening in the UK. It's, it's, it's a true British turf war fight, if you will. Our two guests at this time are perhaps the most beloved figures in Nottingham, one born in Nottingham, another from Wales, but now has become an adopted son. He is the manager, the gaffer, as they call him, for our beloved Nottingham Forest. And what a great honor it is to have both the WBA featherweight champion, Lee Wood, and the one and only Mr. Steve Cooper on the program. Is it true? Wow. I do not believe this. I do not believe my eyes. This is unbelievable. Lee, thank you so much for the time. I love your kit. Uh, Mr. Cooper, this is a huge honor. I'm actually a little bit uh, starstruck at the moment. I'm a massive fan of yours. Thank you so much for the time. Ah, it's a pleasure, pleasure to be on. Yeah, and obviously become really friendly with Lee over the last couple of years. So um, support him as best we can. This is lovely, Lee. How are you? All good. All good, mate. Thank you. Yeah, um, nearly there. The worst stage for me, just not in a lot and <laughs> taking down the days so I can uh, refueling, go to work. So the last time you were in action, Lee, uh, the week before uh, Nottingham Forest beat Arsenal to uh, remain in the Premier League, we're coming off a, a hard-fought, well-earned draw at home. Uh, the deck was stacked against us, and I could say us, right? Am, am I allowed to say, say us, uh, Steve? Is that okay? Am I allowed to say that? Uh, listen, the more, the more we can get in our family, the better, so uh, no problem with that. Okay, so we have set the table for a big performance out of you, Lee. Uh, could you tell the people at home, why does this fight mean so much to you? You versus Warrington, like I said, a classic British turf war, if you will. Why does it mean so much? It means so much because there's a lot on the line. Obviously, we both come up from um, a similar path. We're both domestic fires. Um, we haven't won anything as a, an amateur. There was no Olympic medal, so we've worked from the ground up to get where we are, um, going the traditional route, um, especially myself, British Commonwealth, European World title. So we've done it the hard way. Um, two cities, um, an hour and 10, 15 minutes apart, um, and we've both become two-time world champions. So um, 
there's a lot on the line, especially for me. I've wanted this fight for probably five or six years when Josh was flying high and I couldn't even get a fight of any description. And I wanted this opportunity so bad. So um, for me, you know, this is everything. And to get this win of the line, it also brings uh, the Nottingham V Leeds clubs uh, together vocally, the cities, and obviously me and Josh. Uh, Steve, how did your relationship, your friendship, dare I say, with Lee come about? Mm. Well, as you uh, probably know, Nottingham is a very um, together city, um, as is Leeds. But um, obviously, we're we're based in Nottingham, and um, and the club particularly is a real focal point for for the city and massive fan base. And um, what we've tried to do as a football club over over the last couple of years is, is try and connect with with the supporters as much as we can. And while doing that, you obviously come across some some famous faces and some people have done really well out of the city and they don't get any any bigger and better than than Lee and, and his journey and what what he's achieved so um, we were lucky enough to um to meet him at the training ground and um feel like we've really connected a good good friendship and sort of speaking in a real sort of elite way about you know his journey and our journey at, at, at the club and um and it's built from there really and uh you know, we spent some time together. We spent, you know, some time on, on video calls, and um, and we've been really supporting each other. And obviously, this is his time this week, and um, he knows he knows the supporters are behind the football club, but also the, the people within the football club are really behind him as well. And um, it's a real honour to know him. I, I love talking to him about um, his plans and what he has to go through to get ready for for fights. It's some stuff we can compare to about motivation and goal setting and. All that sort of work, and um, and he's a real winner, you know, and, and that's what what we're trying to do. The, the football club is to, is to ultimately is to win while doing it a certain way, and um, what what better than to to share with with you know one of our own, which is what what Lee is in in, in Nottingham, and um, and just as he alluded to then in 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 the intro, he's he's a really good guy, really down to earth, really humble. You know, you you never think he's achieved what what he's achieved. And really, that's what we want the football club to be as well, is, is one built on humility and, and hard work and, and you know, can, can produce some good performances. So um, yeah, we're, I'm proud to know him. And um, obviously, we, we've got his back this week. Uh, Lee, what is it like for you to hear the manager of your childhood team, your favorite club, speak of you like this, to not only have a relationship with Steve Cooper, but to hear how much he means, uh, or excuse me, you mean to him and also to the club itself. This has to be surreal stuff, no? Yeah, look, Steve's a great guy. Um, there's a load of things he does what people don't know about. And um, I said, I'm not going to share with him, but like, he helped me out a lot when I got beat. Um, he invited me down to the training ground, open invite, I could go down whenever I want. He um, got good words of wisdom, you know. One that I always live by as well when I'm training and, and doing things is control the controllables. He loves the, he loves to say that. And um, he's absolutely right. You, know, you don't need to worry about things out of control, worry about what you can control. And um, that's a great bit of advice, especially in sport, you know. Um, but yeah, he's, he's helped out and helped a lot of people that what other people don't see, what other people behind the scenes, you could say. Um, yeah, and, and he's an absolute hero in Nottingham. Uh, of course, what he's done of late, um, took us back to the to the heights, to, to the Premier League. And um, regardless of what happens, you know, he'll be remembered in the city. Uh, Steve, after um, Lee's lost to Lara and then before the last fight in May uh, Matchroom posted a great video message from you to him and you know mm -hmm. what was so striking to me I mean I have to tell you 
uh, I, I'm obsessed with the club now. My sons and I, we watch every single match from beginning to end, and, and here we are living in the States, and I can't, I can't help but consume every bit of Nottingham Forest content from the website to the podcast to the YouTube channel, everything. I'm a, you know, people like to slag me off, as they say, but I am a true proper fan and I could talk to you about everything regarding the club. And I love watching your content. And you posted a video or via Matchroom sending him a message. And most people in your position would send like a 30 second, like, hey, you know, we got your back and good luck tonight and all that stuff. Yours was about 90 seconds. And it felt like a proper, like, message from you to him that the world wasn't supposed to see. And you talked about conversations that you guys had privately after the loss and how he helped you as you were having some tough losses and trying to stay up. Could you tell me about some of those conversations? I know a lot of them were private, but just about how you guys helped each other in perhaps a difficult time. Yeah. And to be fair, most of my stuff is, um, is very private and like things like this, I wouldn't normally do, but definitely for, for someone like Lee and yourself, of course, Thank you. and a new global uh, forest fan. But, um, yeah, I think like um, it was only mutual the message, and and maybe that was a video that you know was public, but it was just one um, um, one of many conversations that, that that we've had. But what what I would tell you, like I said, it was mutual, and you know we went through ups and downs last season, as you will be aware, and um, you know he was he was equally as supportive of, of myself and us in, in them times as as well. You know we had a couple of spells last year where we didn't win a football match for. For a while, and that's not easy, you know, especially when you feel the responsibility that you do of, of of doing the best you can in the city and not letting people down. So it was just a matter that that one was was out in the open, and but it was it was only 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 mutual. I think um, I remember really clearly um, after Lee lost that we we saw him um, a couple of days later. We had a bit of a staff get together, and I was like, "Come on, get yourself." down here and uh, and he did and um I remember chatting to him straight away and he was just so focused on bouncing back and I'm a huge believer in how you respond from setbacks is is what defines you you know huge huge believer none of us want setbacks and none of us want defeats or um difficult moments but in in elite sport unfortunately they're they're only around around the corner um and it's how you deal with that and respond I think is is the making of you and to see him from that that difficult loss, which I know he felt with it being in the city and things like that, but to see how he instantly sort of got his head down and um, motivated to, um, and I knew he would win a couple of days after because I could just see it, you could just feel it, and um, you know he disappeared again in camp and and did his work, and then you know we we all watched the the fight. We were actually in the team hotel at Crystal Palace the night before a game. Lot of us sitting around around the screen, a lot of players, Joe Worrell, the captain, and when all he's um friendly with as well. And um it was just a, a brilliant little journey, uh, or chapter of his journey to see how he was so focused on on um on sort of redemption, if you like, and um and getting the job done. Crazy to be part of. Crazy that uh, as fate would have it, you're you're playing Crystal Palace again this weekend, right? Isn't yeah. it isn't it amazing? That, yeah. That is unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, time is a, is a circle. Um, Lee, could you tell us how you were feeling going into that rematch? A lot of people thought too soon, you know, you need to get your mojo back against someone else and then fight Lara. You went right back into the fire and it was a brilliant game plan from you and your, and your head coach, Ben Davison. How were you feeling, though, leading up to the fight? Were there nerves? Were you starting to doubt yourself at any point? No, not all. Um, I felt like the more... I went onto social media and the more I seen, I had to just totally come off, like not absorb anything because there's some of the things people were saying, um, 
it was quite, I was in disbelief because I, I was so headstrong. But um, I'm not really one of them characters. I'm not a sponge. I don't absorb what people say. Like, I listen to people that I trust, like my coaches and people like Cooper. And like, I, I'll, I'll listen to them absorb that. But like anyone else, it could literally go in my one ear and out there. I'll read it and it won't get absorbed. Some of the things that was being said, like, oh, he's going to get knocked out quicker and he shouldn't, he's going to get hurt and like all these kind of messages. But I was so strong thinking I was winning the fight clearly. And the only reason I got called was because I got a little bit greedy. I was in my own city, packed to the rafters, you know. Not only was I winning this fight and dominating, I wanted to get the ice on the cake and I wanted to get the knockout. And um, in doing so, I kept my feet there a little bit too long and I got caught. And it's boxing and it happens. It's fine margins. Um I actually had three camps for uh, Mauricio Laura because the first camp I did 90% of it and got injured. That was kicking the teeth. The second fight, obviously, I got beat. And then and there was the third camp. And the way we prepare is so meticulous and in great detail. I knew him better than he knew himself. And that's why I cruised to victory in, in the rematch because I literally knew everything he was going to do before he did it. I knew when he was going to uh, bounce on the spot, try and run out of ideas and start slipping left and right. I knew when to stab him downstairs. I knew when to knock him off balance. Um, and yeah, and that's, that's pretty much down to my team as well, which gave me that confidence going into that fight. I know that there are some uh, managers, coaches, Steve, that use the fight game as motivation for the players before a big game, whether it's NFL coaches, NBA coaches, Premier League coaches, et cetera, managers. Have you ever done that with Lee's career about, you know, getting, you know, getting hit, falling on the mat and, you know, bouncing back yeah. up or any other famous, I don't know how deep your, mm-hmm. your fighting knowledge is, but there's a lot of similarities, right, between the, uh, the two worlds. Yeah, definitely. I think Lee's a bit of a constant in, in at the club, and so it's um, um, it's it's something that we we can recognise on a on a regular regular basis. But but definitely about sort of having your motivation and know what, why you want to achieve in a game. And a lot of our stuff on match day is around motivation. You've done a lot of the your, your sort of game plan work and your tactical work, and then it's about delivering when it counts for the players. And that's on on, on a match day. And I guess that's where where Lee is now. Getting ready for for the weekend. Just going back on what Lee said there. One thing that really sort of impressed and intrigued me when we first met Lee when he came to the the training ground is how interested he was in in the behind the scenes stuff. Like he spent a lot of time with the analysts, and you could see that he was really interested in how our analysts operated and the process behind how we deliver meetings and data to 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 the players. And I can see then that he was a, a real top performer because I think the real top performers want to take every inch out of any sort of learning that they can um that can come their come their way. You know, he, he didn't just want to come in and, and watch a training or um, you know, do the the obvious bits and stand on the sideline and see training. Yes, of course he did that. And we love it when he does that. But he was spent more time. I remember him being there all day at the training ground. Uh-huh. And um I just thought, yeah, this this guy's knows what he wants. And um I mean that's where we built a lot of um Respect, well, I, I had a lot of respect for him anyway because of what, what he's done and what he's doing, like I do any sort of top top athlete. But but to get to know one in a different sport, I'm, I'm no boxing expert. I've you know big respect for the profession and what what they, what they do. I think it's amazing and getting to know a little bit more about what Lee does than anybody that does well at boxing. Then you know hats off, you know. So, but but with Lee, I could see how interested he was in the process behind the performance, and you can see that he does that with his own work as well. How close was this fight, Lee, to happening at the world-famous city ground? That's what we were told. Unfortunately, it's yeah. not. How close was it? 
Yeah, it was fairly close, you know. Um, the conversation took place um, just down to the pitch and the timing. Um, you know, the situation with uh, defending against Josh and it, for that to, I didn't have the time to wait. And um, yeah, it just, it just didn't line up. It was nothing, no fault down to the club, um, no fault down to anyone else other than just didn't line up the timing. But, um, you know, when I won the world title, I thought, right, I won this world title, I can probably defend this at the world, uh, the world famous city ground. And then, um, didn't happen and then obviously I went to Nottingham Arena um, fought Conlon and obviously beat him in great fashion I thought right this is massive a massive win now surely we're at the city ground nope and then the next fight you know Laura this is a massive fight and he knocked out Warrington the only person to beat him it's going to be a, it's a huge fight the, the time of year didn't line up um, the rematch again didn't line up then after that I thought right this has got to line up now the time of year everything's going to be perfect and then um you know, we had the new pitch done. It just wasn't ready in time. The players actually didn't even have a friendly on that pitch before the first for the start of the season. Mm-hmm. And I picked I picked Warrington because I thought that would line up perfectly for that. And then um, as the ball got rolling and the fight things was getting agreed, you know, and we couldn't do it there. I thought we're so deep into negotiations and sorting that fight out. And let's just go for that fight. That's that's a massive mouthwatering fight and probably the biggest fight in my division in Britain in the world uh, from a ticket point of view from a a fan's perspective. So, um, yeah, this time out, I said to Eddie, um, look, I'm going to fight Warrington, but I'm not going to fight him or anyone else unless the contract for this fight states my next fight, if I fight again, is at the World Famous City Ground. Oh, wow. And um, we've got that clause in there. So what I need to do is go out and win. And then um, I'll have a little break. So I've had three fights on the spin this year. It's at world world level, you know, not many fighters do that my weight. So, um Gonna gonna go out on uh, Saturday night. I'm gonna impress. I'm gonna be dominant. I'm gonna win, and then uh, I'll have a few months break. But I'll still take over and train. I'll probably go see Coops for a little bit and do a little bit with them, and then um, yeah, hopefully uh, we'll get the city ground fight in May. What do you think that will be like, Steve? Do what like what would that scene be like if Lee gets to fight there? Yeah, it would be amazing because I know how much Lee means to um, to to the, the supporters of, of our football club and, and and vice versa, you know, when Lee's in town, I know he doesn't doesn't miss a game. Um, but um, I, you know, I'm not going to ever tell him what to do. But I just really wanted to focus on 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 the weekend. Um, <laughs> Spoken like a true most, manager, we, we right? Just focus about, on yeah, that. Yeah, we, we yeah. spoke about this. Spoke about this privately. Spoke about it last week. We had a good video call last week, and um, yeah, I just want him to, to to support him in his focus now in the last bits of preparation. He knows we're all behind him, and. Um, Let's hope the motivation of what you just explained there comes true. And um, I think everybody would benefit from that. Lee, could I ask you, uh, one of the things that has uh, captivated my uh, imagination about this club is the the love and respect that the supporters have for this man, Steve Cooper. I mean, the chance, like I said, uh, the way you acknowledge them, Steve, after the matches, it's it's also wholesome and fresh. And, and, and when we have in like sports these days where there's such a contentious relationship at times between fans and the coaches, that couldn't be further from the truth in this particular case. You would think that Steve is from Nottingham, the way they speak about him and love him and support him, even when people are trying in the outside world, trying to criticize the club, this, it, like in this day of social media it's amazing it's like 99.999 percent positive towards him why does nottingham love this man so much <laughs> it's hard not to like him is it <laughs> this quick, but answer this quick will you <laughs> <laughs> no you don't like this kind of stuff does it? But honestly it's hard uh-huh. not to like him um the results has been getting hard um 
it, like I said earlier, he's took it back to the Premier League after 20 odd years of, of high. But not only is a city where if we're not doing very well, the fans just don't disappear. It's one of them cities where we still get behind and we still rock up week in, week out. And you imagine we were rocking up week in, week out for 20 odd years to the yeah. stadium in the hope of um, going back up to the Premier League. And um, along comes Cooper when was right at the bottom of the league in the Championship. And he turned us around and took us up straight away and um, did it the hardest way possible in the playoffs. And um, I think he's got a, a lifetime uh, a set of fans from everyone in Nottingham, uh, especially myself. Is is there something to be learned here, Steve, about the way in which people in the public eye, your position, treat others? Because you could see the way you treat the fans, the way you treat the players, the way you treat the media. There's just I feel like there's there's a lesson here. No, I know you don't feel comfortable with this type of accolades, yeah. but it's true. It really does come across. The, the biggest thing we've done over the two years is is um, is be together. It's not about any player, any member of staff. You know, it's it's about real togetherness. Whether that's the players on the pitch to connect it to the staff, all that connected to the supporters and and vice versa. You know, we're we're all about the collective. We're all about the togetherness. And um, um, you know, the the okay, I got asked last week because I did two years at the club. Is what's the biggest feeling? The biggest feeling for me is being at the club is gratitude. You know, just really grateful to be part of what is an amazing institution of of football and an amazing city. You know, and um, you know, all, all of the, the the good days that we've had over the two years, you know, I've witnessed them as well. And so my family, and we're really grateful for that. So, you know, the best thing about Nottingham is the, the culture of the people and the, the togetherness. And um, particularly when times are tough and, you know, Lee's had some brilliant, brilliant times, one or two setbacks, City's got behind him, football club, as Lee alluded to, for sure. Um, and that is what makes the, the, um, the, the city and the football club you know what it is unique, and it's just a real honour to be to be part of it. But I, I I stress again, you know everything positive that's happened over the last couple of years has been built on togetherness and real team spirit of all the people involved, especially the supporters. That that is a beautiful response, and I'll let you guys go in a moment. Thank you again for this. I really appreciate it. I know this is a silly question, Lee, but just want to confirm: Are we coming out with the the forest gear, the music, all that stuff like you did back in uh, May? Is that is that set? Yeah, I feel like um, that's just part of my my identity now. The rematch against Laura was in Manchester, and if you don't know geography, while well, it's like around me, it's quite a distance from Nottingham. It's probably two hours. Um, it is, yeah. And I thought, and and I thought, you know, I thought, shall I scrap the Munich and Tiger? Because I thought, if I walk out to that stage in my rematch, and there's not enough Nottingham there, and I'm singing on my own, it's not going to pick me up. It's going to have the opposite effect. But um, boy, they showed up. They showed up, and then mm-hmm. after the fight. Um, on, on my gram, you know, there's a video there of everyone singing it after the fight and um, they really did turn out for me and I can't thank them enough and I think that now is my identity, you know, I have that, that walkout song, The Forest Bonnick and Tire and then it switches to my something inside so strong and um, that's just what I do now. I love it. Uh, Steve, are there plans uh, as, a, as a club to watch the fight on Saturday after you guys beat Crystal yeah. Palace? Yeah, I mean, schedule-wise, it's obviously not brilliant because we, we kick off at 5.30. It's the later game on, on Saturday. But, of course, you know, we'll be done in time to, to see the game uh, visually. I mean, one good thing about being away is that, obviously, you know, we only so many supporters can, can travel to the game. So that means that there's more supporters at home that can go and support Lee. So um, there's a small blessing there, I, I, I guess. We would all love to be together in the city or whatever, whatever it would have looked like. But um, as it works, you know, I'm sure... You know, he gets brilliantly supported, like the football club, and um, you know, I'm, I'm sure he won't be let down again on the weekend. Uh, what is the prediction, Lee? 
you know, I'm just going to stick to what I practice with my team, my game plan. Um, I know what I need to do. But, um, if all goes to plan, I can see I can see myself getting them out of there probably mid to late stoppage. And then is it Joe Cordina? Possibly, you know, I've got a lot of options. Um, uh, I think I need to move up. I think it's it's getting hard to make this weight. I made it for a long, long time. Um, so this is probably my last fight at featherweight, unless I get an, op- an offer I can't refuse, which would tie in with the city ground. But um, if not, we'll move up and um, look at the options, you know. Well, I think when you vacate a belt, you become number one at the weight it will for that, for that belt. So um, whoever's got the WBA at the time, we can have a look at that. There's Cordina, which is a great fight as well for a world title. So, um, yeah, I don't really want to talk about it or think about it. My eyes are on Saturday night. Josh Warrington, um, it's been a long time coming this fight and I'm going to go out and uh, show what I'm all about. I love how the tables have turned. Uh, you posted a video, I think, uh, your friend was telling you, hey, you need to start getting a little more active out there and, and calling people out. You posted a video that no one engaged with and now here you are, the king of the mountain, and he's coming after your belt. So, uh, a real lesson to just be patient in life and good things will happen to good people. Uh, I referenced that video, Steve, in conclusion, uh, and, and I'm putting you on the spot here a little bit, but any any words of advice, any words of wisdom to the great league oh, before Saturday? That. We've done that privately. As I said, I just wanted to continue to believe in himself and um, he knows we're all, we're all behind him. I know enough about boxing to know this is a great fight and two, two great cities involved and two, two great football clubs. Obviously, we're all in with, with, with Nottingham and Forest, but... Um, um, I, I know he's got the makings of a brilliant event and you know we just really, really hope that Lee gets the win he deserves again. Tremendous stuff. Lee, uh, I wish you the very best. Good luck to you. Uh, Steve, I wish you and the club the very best. And on a selfish note, I just want to thank you and the club as well because uh, you guys have been very kind to me. But really, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a father of three. My kids and I didn't have much to um, bond over as far as sports. And I'm a big sports yeah. fan. And when we found the club and started watching every game here on NBC in America... I mean, when you, when you guys beat Arsenal May 20th, I remember I started crying because it gave me something to look forward to for next season that I can watch with my kids. I didn't want to lose that. And I know everyone has their other story and, and I'm a new fan, but I've truly fallen in love with, with the club and everything yeah. you guys are about and represent. So uh, you have a fan for life here and I wish you guys nothing but the best. And, and thank you for being so kind to uh, an outsider all the way here in the United States. That's very kind of you. You're more than welcome. Thank you. And uh, hopefully we could go to the world famous city ground one day, perhaps for the Lee Wood uh, title defense over there in the near future. Thank you to both of you. All the best this weekend. I can't thank you enough. Cheers. See you guys. There he is. Yeah. Uh, Lee Wood and Steve Cooper, the manager for uh, Nottingham Forest. What a, what, a, what a time that was. Wow. That was incredible, guys. Could you have imagined when we were picking our clubs last August that we would have had the the manager for Nottingham Forest on the show? Come on. GC. I mean, with the pride of Forest, Lee Wood, too. This is a crazy world. This is, <laughs> We go from Dylan Dennis <laughs> yeah. to Steve Cooper and Lee Wood. Uh, straight into Money Moicano. I was on... I was on uh, why, is, why does Rick look so short? What's going on over there? <laughs> what what is happening? <laughs> Rick, what are you doing over there? You try, oh, there we go. Uh, I was at the uh, the Man City game last August, oh, yeah. and they were yeah. singing, I Just Can't Get Enough. And I was like, who are they singing about here? And then my friend Raj told me they're singing about Steve Cooper. They're singing about the manager. They have chants about, let's, pl- let's play that. Can we play that? Stevie Cooper. They're singing about the manager. That's the love affair. I don't want to one day, I just don't want to day. 
I just can't get enough. You can hear me. This is my video. I just can't get enough. I just can't get enough. We slip inside as we fall in love, and I just can't seem to get enough. Stevie Coop. Uh, Rick said he didn't know a lot about Steve Cooper. Do you see the? Do you see the? Do you see the magic? Do you see why he, he's just such a wholesome guy? Such Seems a like great, a very nice, understated. Uh, doesn't want the limelight. Doesn't want the shine. Yeah. Uh, big game. What a Saturday it's going to be for us guys. Uh, freaking Crystal Palace on uh, on Saturday afternoon, twelve thirty. Then we roll right into Lee Wood, and then uh, Beltor three hundred, and then Grant Dawson versus Bobby Green. I mean, where else would you rather be than right here, right now? I'm big weekend. You. I'm with you. Can't believe we can for Forest. Can't believe we just went from Dylan Dennis to Steve Cooper. No, I mean the vibes are the same. You know, it makes sense. Totally, Two chill guys. Same. Perfect transition. Two chill guys. That's it. All right. Well, let's keep the vibes uh, rolling along. And uh, last year, I think it was a revelation when uh, Hinata Moikano burst onto the scene at Madison Square Garden and freaking cut a promo out of nowhere, and everyone was like, "Where has this guy been? Where has this guy been? He's been in the UFC for a long time. You know, wasn't doing a lot of interviews in English." beats Brad Burdell and cuts the promo. Maybe, I th- did we give him promo of the year? I think we might have even given him promo of the year. And then all of a sudden, we're looking forward to, you know, 2023, unfortunately, some bad luck. But he's back, my friend, Hinato Moicano, back on the program. It's good to have him on. There he is, Money Moicano. Hello, Money Moicano has, what do you got? You got your own graphics, Money Moicano? What's, what's up? What's up? I'm trying to. I'm trying to, what? to step up my game. <laughs> this is unbelievable, Renato. How are you, my friend? Very good. How about you? Thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank you, everybody watching. You're a freaking it's legend. It's very good to be here. Renato, no one has ever come on the program with their own graphics. I'm blown away yeah. by this. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. You know, like I say, I want to promote my merch. I want to promote my YouTube channel. Thank you so much for the platform. And, and thank you so much for... for to me f- to be here. Yes, so the uh, the breakdown podcasts are over at patreon.com slash moicano. What do you do over there? What kind of content can we get over there? Actually, what I do is I do like YouTube videos. So if you're watching this podcast right now, uh, Ariel Hawani has a big time podcast. He talks about MMA all day. And to me, I'm really small yet, but I, I do like predictions video. I talk about uh, fighters, you know, especially fighters that I know like Grant Dawson, he's going to fight Bobby Green, a guy that was supposed to fight. Uh, Bobby Green even uh, tried to call me out, but unfortunately, I was injured. So I just do podcast, like full breakdown podcast of UFC and talk about MMA in general. So if you want to help us to grow money, Moicano channel on YouTube. And we have the Patreon, of course, because on Patreon, I do like long format podcast. So I, I spend like one hour, two hours, just talking about MMA or whatever, you know? Incredible. Now, do you do most of these by yourself or do you have guests on? Sometimes we have guests. Sometimes we have guests. Like last week, two weeks ago, I went to to Believe You Me podcast of uh, Michael Bispe and Anthony and, Smith, yes. And Anthony Smith, we had a great time. And and they, they both say they, they they're going to... Do my podcast. I ask you, too, if you want to come to my podcast. You never asked me. You never asked me. Oh, this is the first time you asked me, right? That You've never asked yes. me privately. Okay, okay. Yes, of course. No, be, no. I'm asking, like, if you if you want to go. It would and, be an honor. And, like, ch- chat. That would be that would be great. But 
Uh, mostly it's people from America Top Team, right? Because it's easy. So I have Thiago Moisés, Grant Dawson, and uh, Zeco Meia, all the... And I'm going to, to bring more people, but, but mostly I like to talk about uh, the fights that are coming up, you know? I thought you were going to say mostly you like to talk about money, stocks, <laughs> bonds, things of that nature, investments. <laughs> y- yes, of course. That's... that's uh, that's all the size of the business, but people don't like to talk about money. I love it. Every day I go to the gym and I try to talk about money with other people and they say, no, get, get over here, bro. They want to talk about it. Why? <laughs> it's prize fighting. This whole thing is about money, no? Yeah, Ariel, but it's funny because people don't like to admit that, right? People, mm. I think people are afraid that people are going to call them greedy or they, they're going to call it them like they don't have like a... I, I don't know. They don't think about the other people. I, I just think like money is honest as it as, as it can be. You know, money is honest. So that's why I like money. I, I, I appreciate your honesty because at the end of the day, everyone's doing everything for money, right? I do this job for money. We all want to provide. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think in society, it's almost become taboo to talk about these things. They The fans would rather you say, oh, I just want to... I just want to fight for the belt. I just want to fight for the glory, for the honor. You can't go to the bank and deposit a belt. You can't go to the bank and deposit glory. And all, You know what I mean? It's nice to have yeah. those things. End of the day, you're prize fighters. You fight for money. So I appreciate you talking about that. Now, speaking of that, Henato, what has this year been like for you? Because you have the great win at Madison Square Garden. Then you're supposed to fight Armand Sarukian, but unfortunately, you get hurt. So has it been difficult to earn money when you're not fighting? Fortunately, like I am smart with my money, you know, like I said, the other, the other time that I went here on the podcast, I like watches, I like car, I like all that stuff, but I, I, I do save most of my money and I do invest most of my money. So I'm okay. You know, I can spend, I have, uh, I have like a, I don't know how to say it in English, but it's like a reserva de emergencia, like a safety for six months, a safety for, a, for, for one year. And I have like my investments, they are all separate, you know, so I can live my life even even if I even if I cannot fight for two years, I will have money. And and, and that's just the way I think, because as a fighter, we, we, we have no guarantee. We have no we have no safety. So I always like to be very smart with my money and with my investments. What happened before the Armin fight? Why did you have to withdraw? I was trained to that fight. I was so happy, you know, that, that to get uh, a fight that everybody was afraid of and everybody was talking about him, uh, that people are dodging him. Uh, he, man, he's, he's a normal guy. He's training here at ATT. I trained with him before, you know, he's tough. But guess what? I'm tougher. But the problem was I had a knee injury. I tore my meniscus and I had to uh. do a, a, a surgery. So I'm recovering. I get back to the training and hopefully, hopefully somebody accept that fight. So you're good to go? You're 100% now? I would not say 100%. Depends. You know, if they, I know Tony Ferguson went to the show. Man, I could beat uh, Paddy Pimblet even with no knee, brother. If yeah. that was Paddy Pimblet, I would beat him with one leg. But since we are professionals and we are fighting UFC, I'm not clear yet, but December, I will be good, I will be good to go. And I already are, I am already on training and 
I have my eyes on some people. You know, the division is a mess right now. You, as you can see, like yeah. people, like we have guys like Michael Chandler, like he's delusional right now. Connor is not gonna fight him. I don't think we're going to. Maybe never. Maybe never again because uh, I don't know. Connor is on another level of craziness right now. We, we can see from, from from the past two years how many polemics and how many stuff he's been doing outside UFC. And I think he loves the attention, but he doesn't like to fight anymore. So Chandler, get over my brother. You're not going to have this fight. And I, I, I don't know if, what Chandler is going to do, but other than that, we have the title fight, of course, Charles Oliveira. And we have a couple guys like Justin Gaethje and Dustin Poirier. I don't know what these guys are going to do. But we have uh, guys like Dan Hooker. He doesn't have a fight. I would love to finish him on the first round. On the first round, my brother. Because, Ariel, I am the best jiu-jitsu of the division right now. I have 10 rear naked choke finish. 10. We don't see anybody that had 10 rear naked choke. Sure. And I guarantee you, if he accepts to fight me, I will finish him on the first round. Yes, I saw your tweet. We're showing it uh, on the screen now. You said, hopefully soon. Is this the fight that they're talking about, you versus Dan Hooker? Yes. I, I, I don't know what's going on. I think Dan Hooker, he's want to fight Dustin Poirier, but that fight uh. is not going to happen. You know, From what I heard, he, he's waiting on Dustin Poirier, but let's be honest. Dustin Poirier doesn't, Dustin Poirier doesn't have to fight Dan Hooker. Because he already beat the hooker, and and Dustin is is on another level too of legacy of like title fights. I think Dustin will fight RDA. I don't know why. I I never heard any conversation about that. But that that a fight that makes sense. He can go to 170 RDA. RDA was a former 155 champion. But my my whole problem with the division right now is Dan Hooker. I I want to fight Dan Hooker. You know, if Dan Hooker doesn't want to fight. I can fight Jalen Turner. We already agreed on, on the fight a couple months ago. I was uh, scrolling to Instagram and he was asking for a fight. And I say, hey, I can go even <laughs> November, you know? And he say, okay, let's do that. And, and people are not sending me the contract. I don't know what's going on, but can be both, you know? Dan Hooker is better because he's above on the rankings, but Jalen Turner can have it too, can be finished on the first round too. I love it. You're chomping at the bit here. You You want to get back in there. Um, you're 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 ready to go. I like it. That I like what you say about the division as well. But one thing I do want to ask you about: not that I don't believe you, but Charles Oliveira is also in this division. You think your jujitsu is better than Charles Oliveira? Most submissions in UFC history. No, I'm, I don't want to be disrespectful with him, but I feel his jujitsu is better on the ground, uh, not on the ground, on the on the like uh, on the guard. Got it. You know, but. Uh, I dare you to 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 watch my fights in UFC and see how I control, how I take the back and how I finish. I have like a hundred percent of finish rate on the back. If I get your back, you're done. You know, and that's why what's going to happen with Dan Hooker. I will cut the distance, shoot for takedowns, get his back, and finish him. And then eleven wins by submission, and I will be shooting for the top guys of the division, top five, because Moicano wants money. <sighs> <laughs> it's, the best. it's the best. Can I get that shirt over at uh, moneymoicano.com? Is there a Moicano Wants Money shirt? Of course. Of course. <laughs> I'm glad that you asked because yes. you're doing the promotion for me. Yes, yes, of course. So this is That's what we... why you're a TV guy. You know the timing. <laughs> yes, Your yes, timing yes. is perfect. Thank you. So thank you. Th that's one uh, of my, That's a my great one. 
I like yeah. that one. Mon, wow. Moicano, you see the Benjamins? Look at the Benjamins. I love the Benjamins. That's tremendous. Yeah. So we, we, we not only have that, yes. we have a lot of design. So if you want to help us, you know, if you want if you are an MMA fan, first of all, if you are an MMA fan, you have to support the fighters, you know, through the YouTube channel. Yes. A lot of fighters are doing YouTube channels, are are trying to get their names over, like uh to people to know them, the personalities, and that's what I'm trying to do. You money moicano YouTube and money moicano.com. And we have a lot of stuff. We have hats and soon we're gonna have even more stuff. So if you want to to help us Take a look, and it's a very good material, and we deliver worldwide. So you you in Australia, you England, you USA doesn't matter. Amazing. Go over there and get your fucking merch, my brother. Yes, I love. Can I ask you a question, Hinato? I I love everything that you're doing now, um, and I love your personality, and that you're doing all kinds of stuff like this, the breakdowns, the merch. But you've been in the UFC since 2014, almost 10 years now, and the Hinato Moicano that I see today isn't the same guy that we met 10 years ago. And I know people grow up and evolve and mature, but when did you realize, hey, I need to start speaking to the public like this. I need to maybe do interviews in English. I need to start putting out merch content. When did the light go off in your head that this is something that you need to do? Another time, your timing is awesome. And, oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> that's what I want to talk about. And that's what I talk in, in my podcast. Like the Because like I say, I like the podcast because it's a long format and yeah. you can explain your point. It's not like TV. You have ten, five, five minutes, to, two minutes to, to make your whole point. And remember, I don't speak in English. So in a podcast, I talk about that. The fight that changed everything for me was the Jose Aldo fight. You know, because like I say, I was the favorite on the fight, you know? So when you're going to fight a legend and you are the favorite, everybody is on your side, you know? Because uh, Vegas is on your side. I, I was not a big favorite. I was not a huge favorite, but I was like a, a minus 150, something like that. Still impressive, you know? Even I was surprised about that because I grew up watching Jose Aldo. But my whole point is everybody was supporting me, you know? And I was thinking about legacy and I was thinking about the belt and this and that. But guess what? When I lost, everybody just uh, uh, um, gone. You know, everybody was gone, even friends and family. And I start to realize that I say, man, people just just like you because uh, you're winning. So they don't like you. They like your winnings. And, and that's why. And I say, man, so I don't want to be famous. You know, of course, I want to have the belt because of the money. But why I am fighting for? And, and I realized that I was fighting for money. You know, because I don't, if you like me, that's awesome. If you are money Moicano fan, that's awesome. You know, but in the end of the day, I have to take care of myself and I start to, to learn about investments, you know, because in Brazil, especially people think rich people are greed, rich people are bad. And I wanted to change that because it doesn't matter if you're rich, if you're poor, what matter is your actions, you know, and I want to have money to can be the, the same way I am, you know, being home, watching TV, being with my family and provide, like, let's say I want to go to Brazil, I go to Brazil. And I, I start to realize that everything is, uh, everything, like, let's say your YouTube show, why make, why is successful? Because people want to watch you so people can advertise on your page. So everything is business. And I start to realize that even training, is an investment, you know? You spend three, four, five, six weeks, one month, like investing 
to go over there and perform so people can watch you and UFC can sell pay-per-view. So everything, everything that you do, you know, your, your wage is somebody's money, you know. So the economy, when I start to learn about economy, I start to learn about politics, you know, because I didn't know what politics was. And I thought, what is democracy? What is the republic? And I, I start to read books about Rome and, and like Republic and Greece and, and, and like French Revolution, American Revolution. And that changed my life. And, wow. and after that, after that, I, I become a father. And I remember the day that my son was born. I remember I'm thinking now I'm screwed because I, I have to take care of this motherfucker for the rest of my life. <laughs> you know, it was like a stone that fell into my head. And I say, no, now it's time to make money. Now it's time to have a good home in a good place and, and, and give everything that this guy needs. And not only money, but guidance, you know, guidance and like uh, uh, support and, and everything that he needs to be a good human being, you know, uh, a, a man and to be like a, a law-abiding citizen. I think you, my son, listen, Ariel, my son, he has three, year, three years old. Yeah. He speaks English and Portuguese. He knows how to do math, like one plus one equals two. He knows all the 50 states. So everything that I do, me and, and my wife, is for making him like a, a good human being, a good character, learn about money, learn about investments, and learn about the world because... The world is a crazy place. Amen. Wow, what an answer. Um, by the way, your son is is doing jujitsu, right? I saw a picture. Yes, he, yeah. Yes. He he started to do jujitsu. That's amazing. Ju you, do you want yeah. him to be a fighter? Like if he says to you, Daddy, I want to be like you, I want to be a UFC fighter, what would you say? Uh that that's going to up to him. I don't want to have any control of of course I want to guide him on the on the right path. And what's the right path? It's to be intelligent, you know, to know about his world, know about politics, to be like complete, a complete human being. And and the to be a complete human being, like they used to see in, even in Greece, you have to have the mental health and the body. So I want the jujitsu for him to be fit, to to him to be able to deal with anxiety, anxiety and judgments and stuff and to be fit and to be ready. But I want him to be whatever he wants in the meaning that he can choose his own path. But I, I, I don't want him to be lazy or, or arrogant. You know, I want to be to be I think that's my 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 uh, motive, you know, right now. And that changed my complete life. Of course, you are a father. I know you're a father. And if you are a father, I sometimes this is sounds cliche, but this is the truth. You know, when you bring somebody to this world, you have to guide. And, and that's why I think the world is so uh, full of shit right now, because some people, they don't give a shit about that, you know, about family values and, uh, and, and what you do to make the world better. And, and I think everything passed to, to the kids. And that's is my goal right now. I, I want to have more kids and I want to shape him to be a good human being, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but but if, specifically, if he says he wants to be a fighter, would you be okay with that? Yes, of okay. course, of course, 100%. Okay. Yeah, no, I know sometimes maybe... Some but people... I don't want to force him yeah, to, no, I to, get that. to be a fighter. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that you for know? sure. Um, by the way, what uh, what message would you give to Michael Chandler right now? He, I see he was tweeting even uh, very recently, I got all the time in the world, all this stuff. What would you say to him right now? Really? Yeah. I would say... Uh, all the time of, of the world with 39 years old, I don't think you, 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 you're in a right place, man. I am 34, and that's why I'm trying to fight this year, because I'm not getting any younger. And we have 
to to be honest with ourselves and i'm getting older so that's why i want to take advantage of that i ha i have two or three years on the high level and Ariel, I do believe, you can ask everybody on the gym, I do believe that I can be world champion, but uh, I have to start right now. I have to start right now. And my advice to Michael Chandler, I, I don't even, I don't even try to fight him. That's just advice. Try, try to fight my brother. Your, your best years are being, uh, you're getting older, brother. You're getting older, you know, try to, try to make one, one more run trying to fight the opponent. But right now, it's very hard to fight opponents on the division. The division is all full, is booked. And I don't know, after that, I think people, I don't think the winner is going to try to fight Volkanovski. So uh, 155 right now is in a mess. But, but the, you know, speaking of money, uh, can't you make the case, hey, he's so close to getting this big money fight. It makes sense to wait just a little bit longer than to take another fight against someone else who is less important, less popular? Yes, I know what you mean, but I know he wants the Conor McGregor fight, but let's be honest, we don't know. You don't think Conor is going to do it? You don't think he ultimately fights Michael Chandler? I don't think so. Why not? I don't think Why so. Why not? First, Yuzada, we don't even know when he's going to. And to be honest with you, look to the social media. Conor McGregor is going full crazy every day, brother. Every day he looks like... A, I think he he got so big that his ego just mess him up because you you could see Kono was always cocky talking about like but he was trying to talk real you know even on the Jose Aldo fights and uh, on the old fights but right now he's just a mess and I I don't think he's going to fight ever but I could be wrong of course this is just my opinion I don't know nothing about Conor McGregor's life but I think like even if he, uh, Chandler wait like let's say six months six months to one year for fight Conor McGregor and that fight doesn't happen. He's going to waste yeah. precious time because he's old. Look at, look, man, I know you, you look like uh, you think you, you're a teenager or something, but you old, brother. Check your fucking ID. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, no, I mean, he's in good shape. Uh, it's, a, it's a tough predicament. It really does, uh, you know, it, I, I could see both, uh, I could see both vantage points, but I appreciate your insight. Can I ask, uh, we are rapidly approaching we're less than, what, three weeks away from the lightweight title fight in your division, right? Uh, Islam Akhachev against Charles Oliveira, two rematch of a fight that happened last October. Who does Money Moicano think uh, is going to win this fight? Man, this year, before Sean Strickland, I was sure. Oh, yeah. I was sure, like, Islam would dominate him again, even on Abu Dhabi. But Sean Strickland went to Australia and beat Easy at least four rounds, like, completely domination and i just think i don't know man something this year is the underdog year so maybe charles can can pull this out but being realistic being realistic i don't think uh, uh i hope charles oliveira beat islam i think that would be better for the division i think charles oliveira is one of the most exciting fighters to watch you know he always come to brow he like the dariush fight he always take chances, you know, and that's why sometimes he looks just brilliant because he takes chances yeah. and maybe he, he can knock or even finish his lamp, but in the reality, if you look the styles, especially in Abu Dhabi, and I think uh, Charles Oliveira is, uh, is flying to Abu Dhabi one week before the fight again, so I, I don't see, I hope he beats Islam, but I don't see he beating Islam especially because, 
you know, this is a, a Muslim country, Arabic country, and I think like it's a very tough fight for for Charles Oliveira. So I have a, a, I have Islam Akachev winning. What about uh, your your fellow Brazilian Paulo Costa Borrachinha with the secret juice? Can he beat Hamzat? Ah man, I think UFC wants so bad. You know, UFC wants so bad Kazimat to be a star. Yeah. And everybody knows why. Because he's muscling. And believe me or not, uh, I think UFC wants the share of this market, you know, because we have a lot of Americans, we have Brazilians. So the whole, uh, the West market is very, is very good and, and established. But since Khabib is not fighting anymore and since Islam is not a big is not a big star here right now he's the best lightweight of the world but he's not the most exciting and people don't like him I don't know his, his charisma his persona so I think UFC wants so bad a Muslim fighter that can represent Abu Dhabi the oil money the Russians you know if you see to a market perspective of course UFC wants to to make this guy, the biggest Muslim star ever, you know, and, and he has everything to do that. He's funny. Uh, everybody likes him. He's a very good fighter. And I think stylistically, uh, he's going to beat Paulo Costa just because UFC wants. Oh, you know? no. What do you think? There's some shady <laughs> stuff going on behind the scenes? No, 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 no. I'm not I'm Ugh. not saying that. I'm just saying, if you look, UFC is one of the most successful business enterprises in the whole world. Sure. Uh, he, he, they just did the this merge with the WWE yeah. and TKO. So what I mean is, usually UFC does the right stuff for the... For the, on the business side, they yeah. are they are the best by far. You don't have another, uh, not even MMA promotion like a martial arts promotion that have the same level of uh, marketing and the way they pull the fights and the way. So I just think they know that's a very good matchup for him, especially in Abu Dhabi. And I think usually when UFC wants something, they get it. So I think, of course. Paulo Costa has what it takes to beat, especially because he's bigger than Kazimat, but Kazimat is just uh, too athletic and too good of a wrestler. And if he puts Borrachinha, Paulo Costa one time down, that's going to be a, a hard fight for him. Uh, I'm very curious to see what happens to you now and then. I don't know if you know this, but I was talking to some people close to the teams. Uh, it's three weeks before the fight, and they're both in the same hotel and I was told it's a small hotel with just a couple of elevators, this could be a potential problem, right? What if they see each other? These guys don't like each other in the hotel for three weeks leading up to the fight. This is a problem, right? Playing with fire. That's a problem that I want th this problem to go down. I love this kind of promotions, you know? <laughs> and I hope they brow because that's going to sell pay-per-views, you know? Before, before like, like you say, why you change so much? Because... When I start on the UFC, I yeah. only think about this kind of stuff. Oh, I have to go over there and fight. No, you have to promote the fight. And I think Paulo Costa knows how to promote the fight. If he if he's being real, the money that UFC is paying him, a lot of people say he's telling he's not telling the truth. But Paulo Costa know how to sell the fight, and I think UFC likes that. And, and, and let's see. I hope he see Kazimat and he try to and he tries to fight Kazimat on the hotel. It's gonna be huge for the promotion. Are you excited about Logan Paul, Dylan Dennis? Not really. Not really. Not really. No. Ah, not really. I know people like 
because he's being wild on Twitter and stuff. I don't really like that kind of stuff because he went too far. And Dylan Dennis is, is a, such a dislikable guy. I don't know why people uh, like him so much in the meaning that he he's on the talks all the time. But I, I just don't like the guy. And I don't know much about Logan Paul and Jake Paul, to be very honest, because that's not my world. You know, my world is MMA. My, my world is different than that. I especially because I'm a Brazilian, so I didn't grow up watching these guys. So I don't know why they are so famous. I think they are so dumb, you know, so I don't really care about that. And most likely, I would never pay to watch a, a pay-per-view boxing of these two motherfuckers. Okay, so you're not going to watch it? Most likely not. Maybe okay. to just to, to, to make some content, you know, because yeah. now I'm trying to be a YouTuber, so I have to be yeah, full on this, right. all, the, all the craziness, you know. But as a fan, because I'm a fan, I would not pay to watch. And by the way, what what is going on with these officials? I saw you talking about or tweeting about uh, Chris Tonioni and then the draw, Valentina Shevchenko, Alexa Grasso. What do you think the problem is here? How do we fix this? I don't know if the problem is to put uh, uh, like old MMA fighters because from what I heard, the 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 former UFC fighter did pretty wrong on the last UFC. Who, Chris, Chris Lieben, Lieben, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chris Lieben. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a, an answer to that, but my I know the judges, they fucked up, but I was biased on the Chris Tonioni fight because 100% for me, he stopped the fight early against Fiziv, my fight. So, of course, I will hold hold a grudge against him, you know, because it, it, I know it's business, but man, I, I got mad every time they watched the fight. Of course, Fiziv got me good with the combination, but I was ready. And for me, as a fighter, you know, I, I don't think I am thinking about my... Uh, my 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 well-being, you know, I don't think about my safety. When I'm fighting, it's not this this guy. He's another guy, you know. I want to kill and I want to survive uh, what it takes. So I think, I don't know if this is smart or not. Like I say, I could be biased because I'm a fighter. And when you fight, when you're fighting, something uh, changes in, on you, you know, because you are in a mode that is kill or be killed. And... and as a fighter, I think the, the referees, they should let the fight go a little bit more, you know, a little bit more. They, they have to give the fighters the chance to fight back, back because this is not a regular sport. It's so hard to lose in MMA. You, you have to, you only make half of your purse, you know, and, and maybe you lost the opportunity for life, you know. Yeah. So, some people cannot never recover. Some people get outside UFC and... So, so it's too much on stake, you know? So if I'm fighting, every time I'm fighting, I go to the referee and say, don't stop the fucking fight, brother. Let me die. Let me die. I'm 100% willing to die on that sometimes, shit. <laughs> sometimes they're trying to protect you, but I agree. It, it, you, by the way, we, speaking of money, again, I keep going back to this, your nickname. We need to get past this show-win model. You guys deserve to know what you are making when you step in the cage. You have to agree with that, right? 100%. 100%. Man, if they if they made a flat purse to everybody, I would be so happy, you know? It because, has to because happen. One, it has to happen because so many bad decisions, yeah. so many bad judgments, so many bad calls. And that guy, Chris Toyoni, people... Watch my video that I did about him and you're going to see. At one fight, uh, I don't remember the name of the guy, was the Nurmagomedov against Tim Elliott. Tim Elliott was poking him on the eye Kicking him on the 
on the nuts and grabbing the fence all the time. And that guy didn't take any point. And that would change the fight for sure. And it's not only one fight, several, several, several times. So I think the the referees, they should held, they should be held accountable, you know, because you're messing with the fighter's life when you don't play the game when when you don't play the rules. And I see a lot of people saying, ah, you, you cannot live on the judge's hands. But listen, listen, my brother, when you go over there, you're trying to fight, you're trying to be the best, but sometimes you're fighting the best in the world too. So it's going to be hard. And you cannot blame the fighter for a bad decision of the referees. I love everything about what you're saying. Um, this has been great. You're doing amazing things. Again, the YouTube channel, if you type in Money Moicano, it comes up. The Patreon is patreon.com slash moneymoicano if you want to support everything that Renato is doing, if you want to support his family, his son, his wife, his career. And then, of course, you can buy the Money Moicano merch over at moneymoicano.com. That is a fantastic shirt. I think GC has my guy back here. Has, he buys all the merch. He's already purchased a shirt. We love everything that you're doing. I'm glad to hear that you're feeling better. I was very sad for you that uh, the fight couldn't come to fruition, but hopefully by the end of this year, whether it's against Dan Hooker or anyone else. First round. First, first round, round. First round. Dan Hooker, first round. Dan, I'm telling you that. Fucking first round, my brother. Be careful. I'm going to put you on the ground and finish you real naked choke, okay? Don't tell, don't tell me that I didn't advise you, my brother. <laughs> I, I would love to see that fight. I would love to see that fight. Renato, thank you so much for coming on. All the best to you, my friend, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? Thank you so much, everybody. MoneyMoicano.com. Peace out. There he is. Money Moicano. Renato Moicano. What a legend, this guy. No one in the history of this program has ever come on with their own graphics? How did he do this? How did he even pull that off? That I, I was like actually framing around it. I mean, it looks fantastic, and the the graphic was moving too. Yes, I was fixated on on the graphics. How did he actually pull this off? How do you do that? No, I'm actually being serious from a, from a technological standpoint. This is how bad I am at this stuff. Did he like route it via his camera to the Zoom? How do you actually do that? You do it all, and you route it to OBS, and then OBS is your output to Zoom. Money boy, kind of pulling this off. I don't, I don't even I have mean, a he webcam. Just he just did pull it off. I know. It's amazing. I don't even have a proper webcam at home. I do it off my computer. Uh, that was incredible. Great stuff. Really appreciate him coming on and go check out all those links that we just talked about because uh, it's good to support the fighters. I'm still, you know, we haven't had a lot of time to talk about Saturday night in Paris, but I am blown away by what I witnessed. PFL Europe back in action, this time in Paris. And it's unfortunate that a lot of people here couldn't watch because it was one of the great scenes in MMA this year. You had Cédric Dumbé making his PFL debut. Uh, of course, we had talked to him after signing with PFL and thinking that he was going to fight in uh, in June. And I remember saying, like, why is Cédric Dumbé fighting in some random uh, American city. I think it was Atlanta. And this is not a shot at Atlanta, but he has no connection to Atlanta. You need to have him fighting in Europe and specifically in Paris. Well, uh, there was an injury and the, the wrong was righted because we ended up getting him in Paris. And this was an unbelievable scene. If you haven't seen the footage on the PFL Europe and PFL social channels, this felt like a gigantic fight. It reminded me a lot of 2014 Conor McGregor fighting Diego Brandao at the Three Arena in Dublin, Ireland. It was one of the best crowds and best scenes of the year. In fact, as we said, the great Kylian Mbappe, along with other members of PSG, were in attendance to watch this fight and this fight only. 
unfortunately for them, but fortunately for Cedric, the fight didn't last very long. In the end, it lasted just nine seconds as he knocked out Jordan Zebo, who he predicted he would knock out. In fact, he walked out with an actual mattress that said Bonri Jordan, which means translates into good night, Jordan. I mean, that's some kind of confidence right there. He is a superstar. He is a megastar, a massive, massive coup for PFL. And dare I say, maybe the biggest star on the PFL roster already with just one fight under his belt. Of course, we know about his great kickboxing career. Here he is, a.k.a. the best, Cédric Dumbé after the big win on Saturday. Hello, my friend. Ça va? Comment ça va? Félicitations. Hello. Bonjour. Merci beaucoup. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Ariel. Thank you for having me here. And, uh, you know, I appreciate it. So, Cédric, uh, you may be the best, but your internet connection, I'm told, is not the best. What is going on? How does a star <laughs> like you not have good internet? What is happening, my friend? You know, I can't even see you right now. You're so small and pixelated. What is going on with your internet? I'm very sorry. I don't have internet. My internet is fucked up. I'm on the data right now. I'm very sorry. This brother. is crazy. <laughs> I'm talking about you like you're a massive megastar, like you're a huge deal, and you don't have Wi-Fi, my friend. What's happening over here in France? What's the problem? You didn't pay me yet. Come on. That is unbelievable. Okay, well, hopefully it's going to get better. This is the best it's going to be, yeah? All right, well, hopefully. Okay, now you're bigger. You're coming in and out, but we're going to fight through it. Um, first of all, okay. congratulations on the scene. Could I ask you, after everything you've been through this year, all the drama UFC, no UFC, signed with PFL, injury in June, and it all turns out like this on Saturday. Is this beyond your wildest dreams? Could you not have even predicted that it would turn out this well for you? Well, you know, my my preparation were very good, you know. That's, I mean, that's maybe my second best preparation I did. Uh, I, I ever did. I was on shape. My diet went, go- went very good. Uh, no cutting, no weight cut, you know. I didn't do the best. I was already on uh, on weight, so I, I was very ready. You know, I predicted that I will knock him out at the first round. I said that if he's very tough, maybe the second round, but you know, for sure I will knock him out. And then ten seconds, even nine seconds, I didn't expect that. Uh, I knew that he wouldn't, you know, eat my my punch. He wouldn't face go through my, my power. But ten seconds, I didn't expect that. But you know, I I knew that uh, he will uh, I will knock him out, knock him out. Um, when the the debut in June got canceled, did you feel like it was a blessing because then you can make your debut for PFL in September or for, in Paris, or was the goal initially to fight in June and then fight in September as well? No, the, the goal was to fight in June. No September in my mind, you know, in our mind, no September. But when uh, I canceled the, the fight because of injury, uh, we we found out that. Um, uh, PFL Europe gonna stand in uh, in Paris, and uh, it just you know makes sense for us. Uh, PFL Paris, the first PFL even PFL even in Paris, I have to be there. I have to be part of that. And uh, I was even a little bit injured. You know, I still injured, but better than last time. But I really wanna fight in Paris in front of the crowd. You were injured going into Saturday. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. My wrist. Wow. Uh, so good thing that it only lasted nine seconds. Uh, how did the wrist feel after the? I mean, you did land some punches, obviously. How did it feel after the nine-second fight? Yeah, everything, everything is perfect. You know, <laughs> no okay. injury. All good. It's good. Were you expecting the crowd to be like that, that hyped? Uh, were you expecting it to be that full in support of you? 
listen, MMA is very new in uh, in, in France, in, in and you know French people they they, they don't used to 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 get a, a big superstar like me. <laughs> you know, it's it's right that I talk a lot. You know, I I have to talk a lot. I predict the fight, so they they don't used to to have a sportsman like me. So we never see that uh, in uh, in France that. A uh, combat sport or even a sport event can bring so much uh, fans, so much uh, star. You know, we got uh, the half of um, uh, Paris Saint Germain uh, uh, team. They were there. That was crazy. You know, we we saw Kylian Mbappe, my friend. They were there. Crazy. That was crazy. You know, I didn't expect. I didn't expect that. You know, all the French people, all the French, even people. Who doesn't know about uh, the combat sport? They were watching that fight because they want to say, "Oh, he's gonna lose!" You know, everybody wanted to see that. And I think I made, I made, you know, one of the biggest performances in, uh, in in MMA in Europe. You know, that was insane. How did you get Mbappe and the PSG team to come to the the fight? Like, did you offer them? Did they reach out to you? I, I heard that Mbappe and we're watching footage of them reacting to the win, and, and Mbappe's face is amazing. He's shocked. I heard that he likes to watch yeah. your videos. But how did it happen to where you got them to come to the arena to watch you fight? But uh, as I told you last time, I had a face FaceTime with him, and he told me that you know he, he didn't know nothing about the. Uh, uh, MMA, but he will he will wake up at five for me if I fight in uh, in USA, and you know he heard that uh, uh, I would fight in Paris. Uh, uh, usually he never he never come to this kind of event. You know we never saw him uh, at UFC Paris uh, two times, but this one he says Cedric Dunga have to be there. You know he he even he even got a, a soccer a soccer match. You know uh, that night, and after his match. He take he take the plane. He took the plane with all the team, and then they came. They all wanted to to watch that fight. They all wanted to be there. It's know? unbelievable. Uh, did you get to talk to them afterwards, or was it so crazy that you didn't see them? Actually, he called me, but I was talking. Uh, you know, I was on a, a airplane airplane mode. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have Wi-Fi. Uh, <laughs> what is going on, Cedric? We got you're a superstar now. You got to keep that phone open for guys like that calling you. What are you talking <laughs> yeah, about? That's right. A lot has changed. Do you feel? I I, I saw on your uh, Instagram you're doing a bunch of media today in uh, Paris. Do you yeah. feel like things have changed already? Like. 48 hours later do you feel I know you're very famous already there but do you feel like things have changed since this fight on Saturday yeah yeah and I still can't believe it you know it's like uh, I'm making something new you know in France and I have to thanks also MMA because it's not only because of me it's also because of MMA because of what people did before me you know Conor McGregor did a very big good job a very good job uh, with uh, by bringing the MMA on the top and uh, I think, yeah, things are changing for, in, in France. People are really enjoying the MMA. And I think now uh, France will show that we got a very, very big talent in France. We, can, we, we saw that Cyril Gagne is a very good fighter. We have some good fighters in, uh, in, in France, like uh, Je, uh, Benoit Saint-Denis. Also, Abdul Abdouragimov in, in PFL, just signed in PFL. I'm pretty sure that France will show that, uh, you know, we are, I think, in the top three of best best fighter in the world. Yeah, and certainly crowds as well. And you've had some very big kickboxing matches too. And I know that we primarily cover MMA here, but 
and this is probably a stupid question, but you've never had a reaction like this after any of your kickboxing matches, right? You mean my reaction? Like, like meaning the, the, the response to the fight, the buildup, and then the aftermath. It's never felt oh, like this. Yeah, you're no, fighting never. Nikki Holtzkin and all. Like, it's never, not even never. close, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Why, why do you think that I is? Think... What's the difference? Because those fights were arguably bigger in their respective sport, in, in kickboxing. But why do you think it's so big? Is it because of where MMA is now in Paris? Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's because of where MMA is now in Paris. He, now it's legal. Before mm. it it wasn't legal, you know. Now it's legal, and now people start. Uh, you know, we we are uh, MMA is, is everywhere on TV now, mainstream. You know, on TV. So people even before they were they were watching soccer, they didn't know they didn't know anything about uh, MMA. Now they they are interesting in MMA, and people started started to get uh, excited by MMA. So that's why I think um, it's very huge. You know the, the the hype is very huge now in France, and I think I'm the I think I'm the number one in France. You know, even in front of Cyril Gann, yeah, with, okay. with with all due respect. Okay, I was going to ask you that. We have Cyril Gann, we have Benoit Saint Denis, we have uh, Mano Firo, we have Nasruddin Imavov, we have yourself. You think that you're a bigger name than all of those? Of course, I I think I'm the leader. With all due respect, I'm way far, way far the leader. Um. The general sentiment after your win on Saturday was, man, the UFC screwed up. They really fumbled this one. How could they have let a big star like like Cedric go? Did you feel that way as well? Did you feel like you wanted to show not only the world, but the UFC in particular, that they made a mistake letting you go? No, I didn't even uh, think about them, you know. They did what they did. They fucked up. <laughs> they fucked up. It is what it is. Now I'm, you know, I'm part of the PFL. For me, PFL is the future. The is the future. They are doing very great. We got Francis now. He's part of the the team. I mean, you know, I'm part of the future. You know, we are changing something. You know, we are doing something great. So I didn't even think about them. They are doing their thing. I'm doing my thing. I'm think I'm the best. They lost something. Now PFL uh, earned something. So <laughs> it did what it did. Do you think they regret it? Of course, for sure. I'm pretty sure they're good. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's interesting because PFL is doing some some things and there's some talk that maybe they're going to buy Bellator and they've got this year. But I feel like, uh, Cedric, to your point, I feel like you may be the biggest star in PFL already. Are they going to keep you in the European promotion or are you going to come over and just... No, no, no. Okay, what are we doing? You know, the, 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 the European uh, promotion is just... It's like the... Um, you know, uh, PFA Europe just borrow me. You know, ah. just borrow me for that that uh, Paris event. But you know, I'm part of PFL world, and uh, now I wanna. Of course, I'm a big star. I'm the biggest star, I think, in the in the in the PFL. Of course, uh, just behind Francis because he's the UFC, the the heavyweight world champion. So I'm step in front of him. Um, uh, now you know I wanna I wanna make big fight you know before that one million tournament uh, challenge that I know I will win for sure I wanna make big fights you know like big super fight face big guys like I don't know uh, Rafael Masvidal or Ned Diaz or maybe Anthony Pettis you know I wanna face the, the, this kind of guy you know because yes. I know that uh, I I could not I could knock them out you know 
I know I'm better than them, so I just want to prove to show to the world who am I. Of course, and uh, obviously I'm not uh, trying to diminish Francis. Francis is the man. I don't quite like equate him to PFL because he hasn't fought in PFL yet. I was talking about you who has fought for PFL, but uh, I, I appreciate your respect and admiration for him as well. That's all, also to your point... I would keep you out of the tournament. Just do super fights with you and do every single one of them in France. Do them at the PSG Stadium, for goodness sakes. Why would you even want to go into the tournament? Is it the million dollars? You should be getting a million. You're drawing crowds like that and Mbappe, you should be getting a million dollars per fight. What's going on here? Come on. Yeah, exactly. And and then I can buy Wi-Fi for a year. I pay the Wi-Fi for the year. (laughs) You're like in an attic right now. Where are you? Why why does it look like you're so cramped over there? Where are you right now? Are you in some closet? What's happening here? That's my room. No, that's... Oh, okay. All right. All right. You, you're just a big time star. So I, I figured you'd have some Wi-Fi. Um, you said last time ten times. You got ten times. I feel, I feel like they got a deal. I think it should be twenty times, thirty times. What the, what the UFC? What you're, you're, you're bringing a lot of attention to PFL in Europe and all over the world. Yeah, and I, I I'm really enjoying it. You know. And uh, you know, I'm just doing my thing. You know, I, we train all the all the time for that. I've been training for that. I've been I've been waiting for this type of moment. So I can wait to fight, to train and fight and fight because I'm I'm built for that. Okay, now I have to ask you about the big stuff. Um, you know, one thing I appreciated about you was uh, you were doing the interview in the cage with Sean O'Connell, and you were translating yourself which is a rare thing. Like he, you were you were answering in English, then you were answering in French, and then you were answering in English. And it's rare that I get to understand what the, the foreign language is, but I, I speak French. So I was very curious. Oh, did we lose him? Did, did the uh, did the Wi-Fi or whatever it was? The it did, but we'll get him right back. Crap out. Now I'm talking to myself. Hey. Oh, sorry. Oh, is he back? Yes. Cedric, are you there? Yeah. You said... Yeah, you said I was trans- translating myself. Yes, because yeah? initially he was doing the interview and I was like, man, this crowd wants to eat up everything that he's saying. We need to do this in French. They don't really understand what he's saying. So it was great that you switched. And in the cage, yeah. uh, you said something to the effect of this knockout wasn't for Jordan. This was for the the, the person who, who hits his wife. And I heard that and I was like, I don't really know what you're talking about, but I understood. You didn't translate that part. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right. But then after I saw the other stuff online and your scrum and then the article in Le Parisien, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you were talking about Fernand Lopez, right? Uh, yeah. Amanda used yeah. to coach with and we spoke about your, your feelings towards him. Could I ask why you brought this up then and uh, what has the aftermath been of you bringing this up? Because I know now in France it's become a, a very big story since you brought this up and I think he has had to address this as well, yes? Yeah. So, you know, uh, I, I want to do it, like, quickly. Um, it's like, you know, in France, here, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big part of, uh, I don't know the, the English of the, the, the world, but it's like uh, association. Association, yes. like, uh, you know, I'm a part of that. They are um, fighting against the violence. Domestic uh, violence, right? Towards women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, it, it's not a secret that I don't like Fernando Lopez, you know. People know that. And, uh, but people didn't really know why I don't like him. So it's been like maybe one, two, three, four, five years. I didn't want to talk about this story because I just wanted to protect the, that woman because uh, that woman is my, my diet, my nutritionist. Okay. You know? So I didn't want to expose her because uh, 
you know, I, I just want to protect her because she 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 didn't deserve she doesn't deserve what uh, bigger expo exposure like that. But with the emotion, with the emotion, I just want to show to the people, and you know, it just comes out. You know, I just told them that it's not about Jordan. You know, tonight is not it's not about Jordan. I ain't got nothing against Jordan. He's a good guy, but I knock I knock the guy who hit his uh, you know his ex-wife uh, multiple times and who um, I don't know the the, the term you know uh, he, he made a submission to to his uh, ex-girlfriend but but he didn't submit her so right. he got he got arrested by uh, for that you know um, this this type of thing you know make me just, just almost wanna cry because I really don't like this this type of stuff that's why I left his gym because. Even in the gym, everybody knew that that story, but no, no one, no one moves. I didn't like, you know, the the the, the atmosphere in the gym, the mood. That's why I left, you know, because uh, I cannot work with a guy, a type of guy, uh, a man like that. So I just wanted to to share my feeling with the crowd. I didn't do it in purpose. It just comes out, you know. Okay, and uh, is she okay with you bringing this up? Have you talked to her since? She she sent me a message. She she said thank you. She said that you know the 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 justice uh, 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 did his job, but that night I I I, I made justice for her. So she's she's very happy that now everybody knows. Uh, do you feel um, and and so it doesn't sound like you regret it, but I'm just wondering like this has now become a huge story in uh, in Paris, right? Has this taken away? Yeah. Like, is there any part of you that regrets bringing this up, or are you at peace with it? Not really. I'm I'm really at peace with that. No, I I don't regret because uh, if I can do more, you know, I would do more. Okay. You know, for her, for all the victims in the world, you know, if if I can do more, I would do more. You know, but I'm just Eric Dumbe. Yeah, uh, I think you. I mean, you made a video. You were inviting him to the fight, right? You said, "Don't be afraid. Come to the fight," and all that stuff. Uh, I love your content. It's, it's very, it's very clever what you do. Um, I'm wondering, did you see him at the event? I saw him, and when I knocked the guy out, I was look, staring at, at him, and he looked at me. Did you say anything to him? Nothing. What do you want me to say after I knock out his guy? What do you want me to say? He didn't even came in the in the to to coach his guy. Wow. It means. It means what it means, you know. This guy, um, I don't even want to talk about him uh, okay. longer because, you know. Um, one thing I wanted to give you credit on, um, I don't know if you can still hear me, uh, the, the the connection. Oh, you're yes. there? Okay. Yes. Uh, another thing that you said in the cage was I thought was very, very uh, kind of you and um, respectable was uh, you told the crowd to not go on social media and bombard Jordan with hatred and to make him feel bad, you, you told the crowd to show him love and to support him and to clap for him, that he's not a bad guy. I thought that, that you know, because it got very heated between you guys leading up to the fight, why did you feel the need to do that? Because, you know, Jordan is very young. He's 24. Uh, no, he's 23. He's 23. He's very young. I've been truth of one. Of, um, I've, been, I've been truth of what he's, you know, he's... He's being truth. Like I was young, you know, when I fought uh, Nicky Holskin. I was 24, so I know what what is this type of feeling, 
And for him facing a guy like me, uh, I'm not old, you know, I'm still young on, uh, on, on, on my shape. I'm 30 years old. Facing a guy like me with the trash talking, I'm bringing the mattress, I'm saying that uh, I'm going to kill him. Jordan, you're dead. The crowd, uh, the pressure were so high for him. So with, ev with everything to, to, to get knocked out, I really uh, feel bad for him. So I, did, I know that some, some people, when they, get, when they lose a fight, when they got knocked out, after that, they are not the same anymore. And maybe maybe they stop the career. Maybe they don't. They doesn't want to fight anymore. So I talk with him first. I say you have to forget this this loss. Really, you have to forget this because you will never face again a guy like me. You know, don't don't think you are bad. Don't think you you did bad. It is what it is. You took one shot. It is what it is. You know, maybe you will take another shot in the gym. Maybe in the fight. But you are a warrior, you know, I can see you, you build, you're very strong, you have to keep up, keep your head up, you have to, to keep going in the gym, we can train together, I'm going to help you with the tracking. And I, I, I also wanted to the crowd to, you know, to, to support him. I think he was 40, uh, uh, 40k on Instagram, now he's more than 100. And I really respect, I want to say thank you to the, to, to the people because they are really showing, showing him love. And they are really uh, supporting and sending him a good message. And uh, I want him to come back. You know, I, I don't. I didn't really want him to, you know, to go on depression something like. Because, you know, we're still human. You know, it's not. It's not good. That says a lot about you. Uh, not a lot of people would do that, especially as it got so personal leading up to the fight. Just a couple more things, and then I'll let you go. Um, the uh, the chant like that's something I've never seen before. You were you were saying this leading up to the fort, leading up to the fight. Jordan uh, Chemor, uh, you're dead, and then the crowd is chanting before. The, like that's like, for them to be so in tune with the buildup. Did that surprise you that they were all chanting? <laughs> I've never seen that before. Did that surprise you? No, you know why? You know why? Because uh, uh, during my training camp, I say in, in my Instagram page, I was like. Let's guess something. Let's imagine something. If I jump in the cage and then the referee call me and then I say, wait. And then I scream, Jordan. And then the crowd respond, you're dead. And then I repeat, Jordan. And then you say, you're dead. And then I go and I knock him out. You that would it. be insane. Yeah. And then people say, you have to do this. And I say, I will do it. Oh my god! <laughs> and then I did it, and then knocked him out. I was crazy, crazy. man! <laughs> Unbelievable. Whose idea was the mattress? The mat that was my idea. My <laughs> idea, the mattress. I had the idea maybe two hours or one hour before the fight. <laughs> and how'd they get a mattress so fast? My, I, I, I have mattress home. Oh, I home. you brought it from home. Wifi, but I have mattress. <laughs> <laughs> you brought that mattress from your house? That's where the mattress came from. Yeah, your exactly. Oh my god. I, I put it in the taxi and then we bring it uh, in the hotel. And, and then I ask my my cam my cameraman is like he's a drawer also, you know, he's an he's an artist. And I I told him to uh, to put uh, you know to to yeah. draw. Uh, Good night, Jordan. He did it very clean. And then we we also put a sponsor on it. Smart. Then we can earn more money. <laughs> where's the where's the mattress now? Is is hope now? You could sell that. You could probably sell that and make a lot of money off that thing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And you know what? What I I wanted to do first also, 
I want it after the knockout. I say we bring the mattress with the workout with good night Jordan, and then after I knock him out, you you you, you give me the mattress and then I put it down just uh, next to Jordan. Oh my gosh! <laughs> we wanted to do that, but PFL didn't allow us to take the mattress after the knockout. Yeah. That was crazy. Maybe for the best. Uh, and then I saw the scene afterwards of you going out. The crowd was like. They swarmed your car, right? Everyone was going crazy around your car. It was just amazing. The, the this footage that I saw when you left the arena. No, that was my that that, that was my family car. Oh. I think my mom, my father, and my and my sister. Wow, you weren't even in there. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> no. I, I saw the video like you. Unbelievable. Okay, so are we going to see you again this year? Are you going to fight again in twenty twenty three? Um, I don't know, but, you know, I will ask to PFL. I really want to fight, as I told you, the big names, you know, Masvidal, Peris, Onet Diaz, big names like, like that. Of course, I won the, that one million in the tournament, but, you know, I train for fights, so I want to fight as soon as possible. All right, well, congratulations again, Cedric. Uh, very impressive what you've done so far, and it's a lot of fun to watch, and it's so great to see uh, a whole country get behind you. It reminds me, honestly, it reminds me a lot of Connor in 2014 to see the uh, the love that they have for you. And I can't wait to see where this this story goes. So uh, keep it up, my friend. Felicitations. Enjoy the victory. Enchanté. Great to have you back on and we'll have you on in the future, hopefully with a, a better connection than this. <laughs> Thank you, Ariel. Thank you very much. All right, there he is, the best. Cédric Dumbé, who uh, our good friend New York Rick has been touting for a while. I was thinking about having him come on to talk about uh, to talk to Cedric, but uh, the uh, the Wi-Fi was making me nervous. What about that performance? Well, we'll talk a little bit more on the back end, New York Rick. But uh, you were able to gloat after that one. It, it, it was it was Cedric and Israel. Those are the two guys that you told us about, and uh, both, at least thus far, both prophecies have come to fruition. Well done. I tip my cap. I don't know if he's there. He might be working. Oh, there he is. Hello. This has to feel good, right? I mean, you nailed it. It's it's not fait complete, right? <clears throat> There's still a lot to go, but I've definitely been on the bandwagon. If if you know anything about this dude, you'd be a believer too. Like, just think about Saturday night. This he did this for every fight. Like, this was this is not new. All of this is the the breadcrumbs are already there. Man, it's uh, it's amazing because I remember when the uh, the UFC drama was going down and. Uh, you were saying like this, they can't let this guy go, right? They can't I mean, let this look guy. Look Saturday. Yeah. Like who, who gets to, who gets to stop the referee from beginning the match to talk to the crowd and get them chanting what... like that and have the arena on their feet? I mean, he's he's a star. Like they're they. It'd be easy to say they they effed up, like he said they did. I'm sure there's more behind the scenes that kind of. There was that sentiment, out. yeah. Um, but I would. He's somebody who I would have done whatever it took to make sure that he's fighting for my promotion. So the thing is, like, the UFC is so big that when something medical comes up, especially when it pertains to the the brain, the head, no one is bigger than that, right? That, that a, a, a tragedy would sink the promotion. So, you know, I didn't say that on Saturday. Of course, the, the natural thing is like, man, how could you let this guy go? But the beauty of this is, A, it's a sign of the times. This sport is truly evolving and growing to the point where, like, France has become a hotbed. France was a, you know, for the for the longest time, it was Czech Congo. That was it. 
you know? And then, you know, you know, you hear about Francis and Cyril. Now look at it and look at the crowds. So this is good for the sport. This is healthy. It's good to have options. It's good to have competition. Um, I'm sure the UFC would have loved to have him. And it is worth noting, they did get to him first. This wasn't like they missed out on him, but a red flag comes up and you're going to, you know, you're going to be cautious. Uh, their caution is PFL's gain. And I mean, yes, the Francis argument is a strong one, but outside of Francis, who hasn't fought for PFL yet, I feel comfortable in saying this man is the biggest star in PFL. Is that a crazy statement? No, I don't think that's a crazy statement at all. I mean, look at the arena. The arena. I mean, yeah, how many people could do that? I mean, most PFL events here are, are hardly selling any tickets, let alone that, right? I don't think there's many people in... It, I, I, I have to be careful, right? This could border on hyperbole. This could get out of hand. But I don't think there are many people who you could do that with that could just walk into arena and have the world's biggest athletes like rooting for them in the front row and the arena chanting like that. That The list of people who can do that is pretty small. Um, and he's on that short list in Paris. Um, but yeah. In France, yeah. And uh, we'll see outside of uh, Europe. Uh, someone asked me this. Mbappe, the most famous athlete to ever attend an MMA event? It's a good question to ponder. I was asking you that question. I don't know. Has Ronaldo ever been to one? I don't know, but I'm sure he's up there. Ronaldo went to uh, Jake Paul, Tommy Fury. Yeah. Yeah, he's up there. I mean, Shaq has been, Tom Brady, but like, who's bigger? Is Is The Rock an athlete? I feel like, is Mbappe bigger than The Rock? Fuck. Worldwide? I feel like he is, right? What are the IG followers? We'll chew on this say, one. I mean, the, the, the Rock is. Metric. I mean, the Rock is. The rock has like three hundred million something. Yeah, the Rock is IG pretty mad. I'll say this though. It's big. You said it on Saturday in the group chat. People were saying Sergio Ramos was the biggest star to ever attend an MMA event, and that was for the fight night in Jacksonville, right? Yeah, it's for you. No knocking Ramos, legend, but like Mbappe is probably three times, yeah, more famous than him. I mean, mm. certainly currently, right? No, I think he's bigger. I think he's bigger. I don't yeah. know about three times. Three, two. Sergio, Sergio Ramos is pretty famous. Well, perhaps in the near future, uh, we'll get Erling Holland at an upcoming PFL event as well. Maybe this is the place for all the footballers because uh, there's a young woman out of Manchester who's doing very big things. And on Saturday, also on that same PFL Europe card, which to me was the MMA card of the weekend. And I know there were several, but there was nothing more... Um, riveting than that card she had an absolute beauty of a finish went to the body went to the head uh, showed off the striking in a big way and punched her ticket to the finale in December to try to get that hundred thousand dollars we're talking to Dakota Ditchova who is kind enough to join us once again on the program hello Dakota how are you thanks for coming back on I'm really well thank you yeah I'm good Uh, congratulations on the big win congratulations on everything and uh you know i i we've talked about this a little bit i am not a man city supporter but it was nice (laughs) that you gave uh the man city supporters something to be happy about on saturday not the best uh earlier part of the day no is that a zinger is that too much was that not was that i mean i mean did you watch the game before that uh, that one, you know, there was a little bit, it was nasty, you know, the red card, which dare I say that performance may have proved to be the difference in this game, not having Rodri there. We don't have to get too, but the red card, I mean, he was very dirty. I thought in that game, it was very, very ugly. I mean, I'm not sure about that. It's football. It's not, we're not, baller, they're not ballerinas, are they? So it, it wasn't too bad. Were you even aware that they lost the Wolves before you uh, fought? 
I was, you know. Do you know what? I watched the first half and then I went to sleep and everyone stayed downstairs watching the uh, the second half, but I didn't even stay up to watch it. So I had a bit of a sleep before I, I fought, but I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't too bothered about watching the second half. I was getting myself frustrated. Yes, I, uh, I, I can imagine. Um, okay, so a big opportunity for you. Here you are. First of all, um, that crowd, I was just talking about it. Could you, I mean, for Cedric, they were all there, but like it just felt like the whole card was a big deal. Did you feel how big it was? And were you surprised at how big it was in Paris? Yeah, I'd heard great things anyway. A few people had told me before about the, the crowd in Paris, just because obviously they haven't had the sport there for that long that's been allowed. So it's kind of like they've all gone crazy for it. But even when I was warming up, like we could hear the crowd so clear. We could hear everything they were shouting. And it was just like the atmosphere was there the whole time. It was it was crazy. And honestly, it was one of the best crowds I've ever I've ever like been a part of basically it was really good yeah i wouldn't be surprised if you would have said it was the best crowd because it just seemed so magical yeah. were you surprised at how big cedric was how big of a deal that fight was yeah i was you know but then i suppose his walkout and his personality and everything i can totally understand why you know he had a crowd like that because honestly he was just like he was he was just playing to the fans the, the whole week even like um our ceremonial face-off and stuff he give his his fighter a pillow with like his manager's face on and stuff. He was just building it all up. So I can totally understand why he's got such a big support like that. It it feels like your star has grown every time you have fought. Um, were you getting more attention? Were you feeling that the pressure was mounting here going into the semifinal fight as more and more people are getting to know you? Yeah, definitely. I feel like um, it's all coming at the right time though. You know, I feel like PFL are doing the, just the right amount for me. You know, they're building me up slowly and, it's just like it's nice to be settled in one um, like organization because before PFL, I wasn't signed with anyone. I was kind of just fighting here, there and everywhere. So to now be with an organization like PFL, I feel like I've kind of built up a bit of a fan base and it's, it's really nice, actually. I'm enjoying it. Are you feeling like PFL? Does PFL Europe to you feel like the PFL or does it feel like two separate entities? Personally, I feel like I'm just part of PFL. Okay. Yeah, I don't know whether that's because I fought on their main cards before. I don't know whether that's why, but it just feels the same. They treat us the same. Like I've I've been on other cards and they they do the same media with us, and you know they just treat us exactly the same. They're really good with us. Um, the reason I ask that is it feels like they have something really special in Europe, and it feels like uh, as they continue to grow, they they are like a bit taking a stranglehold of the European market, especially we don't know what's happening with Bellator. And I know there are other organizations out there, but they have done a great job of finding new young talent. And so I was wondering if it felt like what they were doing with PFL Europe in particular felt different from the the global PFL league, so to speak. Yeah, I haven't really been in the main season as in like the tournament, so I wouldn't know. But I feel like they've really caught on to a good, good market here. Like they, they picked up a load of fighters that you know, we, we, we're missing a little bit, you know, yeah. that in between stage of like, um, you know, kind of where we're all fighting now is kind of that in between stage before we hit the big season. So I feel like they've really hit a market where we're finding a lot of new young talent that, that, that are showing, you know, big things. So how are you feeling? Okay. First two rounds, how are you feeling about the fight and the performance at that point going into the third? Um, I was really calm throughout the whole thing. I think first round a bit boring. I hate a fight like that where it's just on the cage. Definitely should have got off it quicker. But at the same time, I've worked with Mike Brown a lot um, this camp. And um, he's kind of said, you know, to be patient. Like I was still striking while she was kind of just holding. So 
I should have been a little bit more like, you know, getting off the cage. But at the same time, I was kind of quite comfortable and knew she would, she was never going to take me down. And even my coach said the same thing. He wasn't panicked that she was going to get me down or anything. So just a little bit boring for the fans. And every time it got, it got to the cage, they all started booing. And I think that that made the ref kind of split us up a little bit after that. So um, the crowd definitely helped me out a little bit. <laughs> I haven't seen the scorecards, but I was just wondering if you yeah. felt like you needed a finish in the third to ensure victory. No, but I wanted to finish because I because I wanted to do my Harlem instead of uh, celebration for a little brother. <laughs> that was okay. So, go ahead, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, in the second round after the uh, after the second round, I was in the corner. I was thinking, this is my last chance now to do this celebration. Like, if I don't get a stoppage, then I can't be. You know, I need to just humble myself if I don't, if I don't. So I was happy anyway. That must just spurred me on a little bit. So that was for your brother. Yeah, my little brother, he was kind of like, you should do the Harlan celebration. We were like, yeah, obviously my family are blue through and through. So it had to be some kind of city celebration. And I'm not a trash talker. I don't do all that stuff. I'm not very good at that. And it's just not my personality. So the Harlan celebration was enough for the city fans, I think. <laughs> Honestly, it was fantastic. Uh, dare I say, uh, I want to give myself a pat on the back. I was actually impressed that I caught it right away. I, I was watching it. And I don't even know if the broadcast, you know, I don't know if they're big football fans. And I knew exactly yeah. what you're doing because my kids do the Holland celebration as well. As I told you, they yeah. like uh, Man City. So I was like, wow, she actually pulled it off. <laughs> Have you any idea if he has seen it? Because I was trying to find on social media any sort of reaction, anything, anything from him at all. No, I did. it went viral on Twitter with like loads of City fans. I've gone up like 2,000 followers and I don't even like use Twitter. So um, all City fans are behind it, but I don't think Harlan's noticed it yet. So We'll keep pushing it. <laughs> is that the thing now? Are you going to do this after every finish? Um, yeah, probably something to do with City. You know, like I said, I'm not a trash talker, so I'll just do it. I'll just keep being the funny self that I am, basically. No choking like Rodri. We like it's good to you know not be uh you know. It, it was we'll a little. That yeah, that was a little. We'll forget that. We'll yep. forget that area. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um, but what about the actual finish itself? My God, it really, uh, it really displayed your your elite striking. Um, was that yeah. something that you were seeing that was open? Go to the body, go to the head. We don't see it often in MMA. I feel like the body is is an underutilized target, so to speak. Was that something that you saw going into the third round that was open? Um, yeah, a little bit. Obviously, she was catching my kicks a little bit, so I was kind of um, kind of caught onto that in the last round a little bit too late. But so I started to work my boxing a little bit more. The body shot is. I didn't even throw it at all in the fight until I dropped her with it. Which wow. Is, a bit strange because I actually use it a lot in the gym on pads when I'm sparring. You know, I drop a few people just lightly with it when I'm sparring. My brother on the pads, if he doesn't tense, I always drop him with it. So it's something I use all the time, but it wasn't like I wanted to to get that shot when I went out for that round. It just kind of I think it was just just it's just natural for me now that I, I just threw it and it landed. Yeah. Wait a second. Your brother holds pads and you hit him with body shots just to crumple him. Is that what you're saying? Basically, yeah. <laughs> wow. Why? That's not very nice. I mean, you know, it's, it's a bit of a weird relationship. Our family mum's obviously a coach as well. So any arguments, they're always settled in the gym. It's always nice to give someone a body shot and not, not be fighting at home. <laughs> you, you can get away with it a little bit more there. I know that, uh, you know, you're, you're pretty young in your MMA career, but do you feel like yeah. as far as your striking is concerned, you're, you're already light years ahead of uh, a lot of the people who are you know, with the same type of resume as you, but even people who have been, you know, in the game for quite some time, do you feel like this is what really separates you and will expedite your path? 
Yeah, definitely. I just think my um, my fundamentals from, you know, I, I, t- I put all my striking down to my mum, you know, from, from being young, she's always been my coach and my fundamentals are so strong that I don't think... Um, I will I will need one. I think that'll just carry me the whole way, to be honest. You know, I do feel honestly very, very confident in my striking now. At the start, it was kind of I lost a little bit of confidence in my striking because I had to change a few things. People were timing um my strikes for the takedowns and getting me down all the time. Now I'm confident with that. I just feel like I'm back to back to the top of my striking game again. And I don't think feel like anyone can match me these days. How do you feel about your your grappling and your wrestling and your takedown defense? How do you feel that you are stacking up these days? Yeah, I mean, takedown defense, I don't feel like many girls my weight will, will be able to get me down. Even heavier, I train with heavier girls, you know, so that people feel lighter for me when I'm in there. You know, she didn't feel strong to me at all. She held me on the cage. But other than that, you know, she, she, couldn't, get, she couldn't get me down on the cage. So I just feel like um, the more I grow in confidence with that as well is I'm just going to be unstoppable after that to be honest now what about the fact that there was once a famous um moment in mma history where um matt hughes had just won a uh, big fight and then george st pierre walked in and they asked him hey what did you think of uh, matt's performance and he famously said i'm not impressed with your performance now akin to that was what happened i thought on saturday where valentina comes into the cage and kind of craps all over your performance what did you make of that I mean, she made me jump. Did you see it? <laughs> I didn't see that. What happened? I missed that. She said boo, and it made me jump. But, I mean, it was quite funny, to be honest. But, um, yeah, I, I'm not really bothered. She had a lot to say, considering she's just got a bye to the final. She's not even fought away there. Like, she may as well just, like, to me, she may as well just quit now. I'm not I'm not scared of her at all. Like, I'm excited to get in there now. She's made me jump. I'm scared of my own shadow, to be honest, Ariel. <laughs> Wait, what did, what did she anybody, say? Anywhere, she said boo in your ear or something? I missed the boo. We were having a face-off oh. and she went boo. And I was like, oh. You flinched. <laughs> yeah, I flinched a little bit. But um, I mean, doing things like that to me just makes me just makes me mad. And that's one thing you don't want to do. So now I'm going to go in there and I'm, I'm, I'm going to end up, I don't know, maybe breaking a nose or something. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, d- did you feel like it was disrespectful what she said about your performance? Um, no, I mean, she's got a, she's boring, although no one wants to know about her if she doesn't say things like that. So fair enough, we'll let her have a moment. You know, we've got to build it up a little bit. It's the only thing she can say, right? And uh, forgive me for not knowing, but why did she get a bye? Um, so her opponent pulled out, uh, pulled out through to injury, uh. the girl that was originally in the tournament. And then the fighter that they had replaced didn't make weight. Oh my. So... She um she got a straight by. There was another flyweight um fight on the card, which I thought they were gonna switch, you know, maybe put one of them girls in with it, but they never did that, so she got a straight by instead. Okay. And so you're fighting her December eighth in uh, Ireland, which should be another great scene uh for the hundred thousand. And then what happens if all goes well on December eighth, what happens to you? Do you then go into the big tournament? What what's the plan then? Yeah, there isn't a flyweight division in the main season yet. That was kind of the plans for next year. We were talking about it, but it's not 100% set in stone. So, I mean, PFL, they're doing crazy things at the moment, aren't they? They've got so much going on, so many opportunities coming. So my, my main aim now is to just win that that final in December and then see what see what comes next year. I'll be, um, if, if it's a tournament, I'll be happy to do that. If, um, if they give me, you know, a, a fight on like an Nganu card or something like oh, that, nice. I'd love to do that too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, your star is I'd definitely growing. That. 
that it would uh, yeah. it, it would it would make a lot of sense. Uh, also, if they purchase Bellator, they have a flyweight division. In fact, their flyweight title is being defended this weekend. So perhaps that's where the division yeah. comes from, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't know what's going on there, but I mean, I'm up for anything, you know, we'll just see what happens. I'll just take everything day by day, but just got to get that win in December and then the world's my oyster. <laughs> yes. Uh, by the way, when you see uh, the Alexa Grasso's and the Valentina Shevchenko's of the world fight just a couple of weeks ago, they're the creme de la creme as far as the uh, flyweight division goes. How far away do you think you are from talent like that? I'm going to be humble, but I mean, like, I'm not far, you know what I mean? I feel like I could I could hold my own 100%, you know. Um, I'm gutted for Shevchenko at the moment. I feel like she's always been my favourite, so I did want her to get that belt back. But, yeah, I feel like I'm catching them up now. So I'm, I'm, I used to look at them as, like, you know, my idols and stuff, but now I feel like I'm slowly creeping up to their level, so. Wow. So you think, like, even, like, if you're fighting the, the, the big dogs, so to speak, next year... You're, you, you've arrived. You feel like your confidence is there. Your skills are there. You can hang with anyone. Yeah, hundred percent. I think it's it's all it's mainly in the mind. You know, my skill set is there. Hundred percent. It's just I got to believe in myself. And each fight, I'm doing that more and more. And this is that fight that I had on the weekend was probably the most comfortable I've ever felt and confident. So I feel like you know another another two three fights and I'll be unstoppable by them for sure. And I'm only young. I've got time, right? Sure, well, sure. So. Are you feeling like yeah. the competition in uh, PFL is is starting to not like get you excited? Are they not big enough names, or are we not quite there yet? I mean, I just fight who gets put in front of me. You know, I was the first person, the first flyweight girl to sign for PFL. So whoever wants to enter into PFL knows I'm there. You know, if they want to come and fight me, then fair enough. But this is this is my division now at the moment, so I'll just fight whoever gets put in front of me. But um. We'll see. I'm in contract till you know mid next year, and uh -oh. I'm going to speak with PFL as well. So you know, see what's next for me after that, and um, we'll just see what happens. Yeah, see who 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 comes up after this. So this is very exciting. You win the uh, tournament in December. Now it's time to really talk, right? Yeah, for wow. sure. As I said, as soon as I win this this tournament, we've got to uh, speak about what's next for me because. Um, you know, we need some we need some good good fights, good competition, and some good money. Let's be honest. Yes, of course, of course. <laughs> it's the prize fighting business. Exactly, it's a business at the end of the day. You got to remember that, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, overall, though, are you happy with PFL? Yeah, do you know what they've treated me so well, and honestly, they look after us really well. Like I said, my followers, everything they've done around me, you know, my fan base is just. It's just amazing. They're a really great, great bunch of people to work with. So I'm super happy with them. I'm looking forward to, you know, if it's the main season next year for a tournament, I'm looking forward to doing it all over again with them, yeah. Uh, now, um, I know you're, you're all over the world. Are, are you in uh, Manchester right now? I am, yes. Back okay. to the rainy Manchester. Uh, I just wanted to ask because uh, it's not quite 100%, but there's a chance that I, I might be going uh, to Manchester very soon. And so I was wondering if you had... Uh, I've only spent in total like uh, 20 hours in Manchester in my life. I went one time several years ago for a Conor McGregor pay-per-view where I did an interview with him at some venue, a black tie event in Manchester. And then unfortunately last year I saw uh, Forest Man City 
six nil, much better than the uh, the two nil of a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So it was a nice, yeah. <laughs> you know, improvement on that front. But is there something yeah. I need to do? Is there something uh, other than go to Etihad Stadium or Old Trafford? Oh. Is there something I need to do uh, that is a must see or a place to eat? Like, is there from a, from a local a place that someone who is visiting Manchester, you know, must must do? You need to visit the Etihad area. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's it. I've already you been there. Go, it was a dreadful go. place, if I'm being honest. It was it was void of any personality and passion. It was like a it was like I was in like some sort of like a cathedral. There was nothing in there. There was nothing going on. Honestly, you need to come on a day where you can go to a, a game and see what a proper city crowd can. You know, we'll show you a good time in there. Show you how, show you how to win, Ariel. Show you how to win, uh, champion. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, or maybe I should go to a Wolves match. I don't know, you know, in terms of uh, winning and whatnot. No, it was a great... Uh, I mean, it was... A, it was a, I'm not sure about that, but... Uh, are you going to go to the uh, KSI Tommy Fury event in Manchester? Yeah, I'm hoping to. Yeah, I'm actually going to Bulgaria to see my family before I head back to the States next week. But um, I'm going to catch that Tommy Fury fight, yeah, before I go, for sure. Are you into this crazy world? you like it? I mean, I like it. Yeah, I like to watch some of it. Gets a little bit cringy at times, but yeah, I do. I do enjoy watching the fights. That's for sure. Are you uh, Tommy's kind of a local guy, right? Uh, the Fury family. So, does that yeah. mean you're backing him? I mean, I'm backing Tommy anyway. Yeah, he's uh, he's come from a boxing background as well, and these YouTubers, I'm not sure about them. Okay. <laughs> so, so I'm definitely backing Tommy. Yeah, he'll get the job done. From uh, a fighting family. What about Logan Paul, Dylan Dennis? Do you have a take on that one? I don't know. I'm hoping. I don't know whether Logan's trying to be a little bit like Jake. I'm not sure he's quite there yet. So I'm definitely with a with the Dennis. Yeah. Wow, really? That shocks me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a McGregor fan as well, and he's like obviously McGregor's friend. So yeah. Wow. That's who I'm going for. <laughs> you might be the the lone woman on the planet who's not related to him that's rooting for him. Golly. You don't think he's taking it too far with all the tweets and all that stuff. I stay out of the politics. Okay. I just like the fighting side. Oh, fair enough. The politics to me, I'm not a trash talker, so I don't I'm not interested in any of that. No. <laughs> okay. Uh probably a a, a good uh, rule to live by. All right. So congratulations yeah. on the big win. Uh good luck Thank in you. December. Very very impressive. The finish was impressive. The celebration was impressive. The whole thing was impressive. So well done. And looking forward to what you do in December against uh, Valentina. And uh, hopefully for your sake, you get that $100,000 and then big things in 2024. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ariel. All right. Talk to you soon. There she is, Dakota Decheva, who is uh, one of the rising stars in the PFL. They've got a special thing going uh, with some of the, uh, the talent over there in particular on the European side, like I said, Lazy King and, and, and herself and Simeon Powell and um, uh, Lewis McGrillen and uh, Sejanak Dumbe and I'm forgetting one, I'm forgetting one. Um, whom I, the, the European scene is great. Who am I forgetting? I'm forgetting someone. I'm looking at it right here. This was uh, PFL Europe 3. There was one from, I think it was PFL Europe 1, Simeon Powell... Who's McGrillen Evans? Um, oh, Jacob Nato. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing that correctly. Valentina Scatizzi is uh, her opponent in December, the finale. Oh, Jacob uh, Kazuba. 
anyway, it's oh Franz Malambo. That was one that I was forgetting. So yes, there's a there's a lot to like. And uh, I am very curious to see where it goes and where the PFL goes from here. Now, my friends, it has been a crazy day. We have been here for three and a half hours, and the day isn't even over yet. Still to come, it is Tony time, MFers. Alert the masses. He doesn't do a lot of interviews. Tony Ferguson, El Kukui, is scheduled scheduled to join us in about uh, six minutes' time to talk about his upcoming fight against Patty Pimblett on December the 16th. That is the last UFC pay-per-view of 2023. It's going to be a big one. I am looking forward to that very much. He is going to join us in six minutes. In five minutes, UFC, what is it, 295, right? It's two, no, excuse me, 296. Madison Square Garden is 295. And what a card that is shaping up to be. Leon Edwards versus Colby Covington for the Welterweight title, Alexandre Pantoja against Brandon Royville for the flyweight title rematch, of course. Shavkat Rachmanov against Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, who we spoke to last Wednesday. Patty versus Tony. Vicente Luque against Ian Machado Gary. And uh, that is just the tip of the iceberg. And uh, late last week, we found out that Casey O'Neill's returning, friend of the program against Ariane Lipsky. Irene Aldana in her first fight since the loss to Amanda Nunes against Carol Hossa. So a lot to like there. And of course, a place that you can go to for all your UFC action is our good friends over at... Now, matter of moments, we're going to be joined by the great Tony Ferguson. That will be our last guest of the day in what has been a crazy day. Started with Dylan Dennis in studio. And uh, I'm curious to get, I haven't really looked at anything online. What are the people saying about that? Are they saying, are they happy that it seems like we buried the hatchet? Are they feeling like I 10 7 him and then, you know, out of perhaps, you know, sympathy, I, I you know, I let him, you know, hug me. And t- he was talking a lot about touching me. It was a little bit weird in that regard. What are the people saying, New York, Rick? I know you're very in tune with the people. What do they, what do they have to say? Yeah, not as much on the on the touching front, but oh, really? Interesting. A, lo- a lot of people um, are vouching for the chemistry that you two have. Wow! I'm happy to kind of see you two reunited. I think uh, they're appreciating the magic that you two have produced. Today. Magic. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's, it seems it seems like uh, like old friends getting together. Wow! A lot of ribbing, a lot, a lot of, of ribbing, ribbing. but. The tone. At the, the end of the day, you guys were both laughing. The tone is very different. I think the the feedback in the tone is very different from the from the first uh, in studio. Okay, uh, more positive, you would say. I think yeah. I think people are more interested in you as a pairing as opposed to like the who's beating who situation. That's good. I, I listen. Like yeah, I said, I haven't seen anything about wins or losses. Good. Like I said, it, it wasn't about that, and I was hoping to bury the hatchet in December. I think he was in a different place. And by the way, this, you know, this only kind of came to mind now. Maybe this is a sign of things to come, October 14th, right? Like maybe, excuse me, I got a little burp there stuck in there. I tried to fight through it. Um, It's been a lot of talking, you know? Uh, Maybe this means he's in a good spot. You know, he's a dad now. He's got other... I just feel like there there wasn't a lot of confirmation there, not having the name after a month. Now... He kind of he kind of read me the riot act before he went on, so I don't want to. Yeah, what happened? I I, I, I was I was Dylan getting Dennis ready again. for the uh, show, but then all of a sudden I was like, "Wait, is Dylan in the control room? What's going on? Is this a uh, Wait, is this an ambush?" Just popped in here yeah. and he, uh, no, no ambush. He was chilling. 
He wanted to know, you know, he wanted to, me to answer for the things I've said about him. Now, what I informed him of is like, I'm the one who always bucks the trend. I would never, I would never talk about him. That Rick's betting on him. I'm a, I, I, f- I think I'm going to back Dylan Dennis in this fight. He's like plus 325. You're kidding. Wait, he's plus 325 when he did the, uh, I, I recently watched the interview on um, the Full Send podcast with the Nelk Boys. And at the time, I think he said he was plus 600. Has it gone down or was that never true? Is that another lie? I don't think he was ever that high. Okay. I don't think he was ever that high, but that, I mean, he could have just been. Add it to the list. That, that, Alex, can you add that list, one to the, the list? The list was pretty high. That's what uh, we ended up with. Yeah. I don't think we counted. I think he, I think he has a kid. It, was, <laughs> it is crazy that he hasn't named him yet. Or maybe he maybe he did and just didn't want to share it, but he was very secretive about that, and and that's fine. That could also be true. Um, but yeah, I, I I feel like the values on Dylan. If I'm being completely honest, what has Logan Paul shown that? Um, is it not ironic though that the oh there it is? What a graphic, by the way. Shout out to GC <laughs> and Frank for that one. I mean, look at that thing. That was fantastic work on you. I think at first he wasn't sure what we were doing. What happens when it goes to 13? Because I think we just spotted another one. What happens when it goes? It grows a little bit every you, time, you right? just keep playing it. I mean, yeah, it what at 14? I was, honestly. What did you say in the middle of the interview? <laughs> well, at the beginning of the interview when you were just racking them up real quick, yeah. uh, I mean, it expires at 25. <laughs> I gave him a little bit of a benefit of the doubt. I only had to go to 25. Oh, you were getting nervous? At the beginning, yeah. Yeah. I was getting, I was getting a touch nervous. Mm. Um... No, it was good. It was good. Yeah. I mean, if Rick bets on Dennis, I guess I'll join him. I, I feel like I have to, honestly. They're they're throwing it in my face. I was kind of surprised that, that the, and, the... What's that? What's that, Frank? I was saying, You'll now be, that Jake and Logan have buried the hatchet, I'm, I'm Team Logan. I was going to say, you got to be Team Paul. You got you to gotta stand your ground, Frank. Yeah, you can't jump. Although, I mean, uh, by the way, there's... Each other's throat, yeah. you know, it was just Team Jake. There are some people who think that those guys aren't on the uh, the same page. So maybe, I mean, not not moments ago. Hold on. Let me see. What happened? Uh, no, four hours ago. What happened? Uh, Jake Paul. Logan fought Floyd, and I will fight Canelo and show the world why I'm the greatest sports story ever. See you soon, Saul. Um, oh, yeah, he really wants the... Uh, so, I think he did another thing about McGregor was 29 when he fought Floyd. He's only 26. Yeah, why, why do you need to talk about Logan fighting Floyd? Like, what's the... What's the significance there? It feels like a point of comparison. It feels like he's yeah, trying no, to show. Yeah, no, I think he's saying if his if his brother can fight Floyd, he thinks he can fight Canelo. So are you are you saying, uh, New York Rick, that uh, perhaps they aren't on the best of terms? Listen, I've long said that, that fight is going to happen. That wow. wow. You, that fight will happen. Wasn't you think, Logan on the show last week saying that it's yes, never going to happen? Yes, that's, that's why like, I think exactly, that's why my reaction Jake's was on the show saying it would never happen. That's, that's why this exactly this reaction is wow. No trust for the Paul brothers, I guess. No, they are they are elite salesmen, and they are selling again. Okay, but here's the question: Does it happen because like they truly despise each other, or does it happen because they sit around and say we can make the most money sparring each other? Basically, See, that's make the most money sparring. That's each other. an I don't interesting think they despise question. Each other. I don't I don't know the answer to that, but I think it's kind of irrelevant because they're going to sell you on the idea that they despise each other, even if it's not true. Hmm. Okay. And we're back. Sorry about that, guys. We just wanted to show you our new, uh, our new slate. Um, I'm looking at the uh, the YouTube channel here. We're back up. Yes. Yeah, you're live, man. We're live. The world. Yeah, were we yeah. ever not live? Uh, we were live the whole time, but we did have to put a slate up. Yeah, everything back here just went black. Okay. Uh, yeah. Glad it got fixed quickly, though. Yes. Was, yeah. I mean, technology is. Great stuff. Okay, well, here we go. It's such a long show that our, uh, I guess, our system crumbled. Need a break. Yeah. Do we feel good about everything back there, guys? 
Hundred percent. Hundred percent. All right. That was very. That was like when people say hundred percent, but aren't actually feeling hundred percent. Hundred twenty percent. Let's make it three hundred percent. Anyway, Kakui's here, so now we're at one hundred twenty percent. Oh, I can't wait for this. Uh, he's one of the great characters and one of the great fighters in the history of the sport of mixed martial arts. He returns to action on December sixteenth at UFC two ninety six in Las Vegas against Patty Pimblett, a fight that has captured the imagination of the community. Everyone has a take on this one. I can't wait to hear Tony's take on it. Here he is, El Kakui himself, Tony Ferguson. Tony, my old friend, how are you? Good, my friend. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining us. I know you don't do a lot of these, so I really appreciate it. Uh, This is a big one. Could I ask, first and foremost, let's actually start in Salt Lake City. Uh, I know afterwards you were a little disappointed about what happened, and you, you kind of brought to lights Tiny, uh, how how are your eyes? How is everything afterwards? Were there any serious injuries after that fight against Bobby Green? Uh, at first, it was kind of blurry, a little bit of double, um, kind of not freaking out, but it was a little bit kind of just worrying about it. A couple of weeks went by and everything started clearing up. Everything's pretty good. A little bit blurry, but no big deal. I'm going to be real with it. So um, slightly disappointed in the loss, but we learn, we live and we learn. Was there any talk about immediately rematching because you felt like it, uh, you know, it didn't end the way it should have ended. Was, was there any talk on your end, the UFC's end, about running it back? I think everybody just kind of left me alone. They knew I was pretty pissed off about it. Um, no real big talks about it, but I know that obviously the brass, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if they want me to win or lose, but I don't think they ever want me to lose. Uh, same thing with the fans. And I'm just glad that we went out there and we actually competed. I mean, a guy like me with a bunch of losses like that, you know what I mean? A lot of people want to start talking about getting cut or retirement or doing whatever. I've just been really just focusing on myself, uh, finding my smiles, making sure that everything, all my ducks are in a row and making sure that uh, I'm mentally and physically and emotionally focused on this next one. And that was really what this time was about, was making sure that I could get myself back to where I needed to be in competition-wise and not just taking fights and then just randomly going out there and putting myself in shitty positions. Um, the last couple of fights, I've really done that. Um, the fights before that, I would really do that, put myself in uncompromisable like, positions just to create opportunity and not really capitalize off of it, but that goes right into training with it. So right now I'm in a good spot. Do you have any regrets when you talk about like things that you did in the previous fights? No regrets. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, man, not one bit. I uh, went out there. The fans are just amazing. Win or lose, they've just been fucking hyped. I can't believe it. And um, no, nah, man, I, I love going out there. I love competing. I love competing against these international fighters. That's one of the biggest things that I love to do. Um, chasing after Khabib once in a while. And McNuggets, obviously, that got old really fast. Uh, once Khabib retired and that kind of fucking went everything, the energy level and everything off the training for that fucking dude. But it's still Tiramisu Tuesdays, McNugget Mondays. So maybe once these guys grow some balls, I'll come back to the game. But um, for right now, like I'm going to be real, it's uh, I'm with my old team. And the last time I was with my old team, we were slicing and dicing fuckers up. Uh, the last time we competed with my old team was Edson Barbosa. Wow. So you're talking about, yeah, you're talking about I haven't really sparred or, or moved around and done this. I said it many, many times, but in reality, I've been going over there. I've been getting my pad work from my, my boy, Tyler Wombles, that classic fight team. And it's not, it's like we never missed a beat. It's uh, completely different than the last couple of, <laughs> couple of years of pad sessions and just training and training partners. And 
it's a it's an eye opener to what I have missed, and I have let myself not let myself go, but with pandemic, it hit me pretty hard, man. Um, I had my team set, and you know we had twelve fight win streak, but I never really talked about it how hard that really impacted me when my team broke apart. But it fucking sucked, and then trying to put people together to uh, keep that shit going, man. It was almost like kind of like a relationship. You sometimes you just gotta say bye, and then just move on, and. Uh, I think finally I did that and I'm able to trust again, which is very hard for a guy like me because everybody looks at me like a superhero. They always look like I have the right answer. And I usually do. I, I usually like to have the right answer, but this time I asked for help and uh, I asked for the right help, not just with Tyler, but a lot of other people, uh, including my agents and uh, family, friends. And it's been a blessing to be able to listen and to be able to comprehend and then understand of what I have to do in order to get back to where I want to be. Uh, I think all of this is uh, music to all your fans' ears, and you have a ton of them, as you know. Um, on the Monday after the Bobby Green fight, you posted on social media, like, you're not going anywhere, so enough of this talk. Did that thought of leaving the UFC or doing something else, did it ever cross your mind, a change of scenery? Did you think about any of that? Absolutely not. I love the UFC. I mean, I started from the very bottom male room all the way up. I tried out three, three times for the ultimate fighter. And uh, I try to explain to my kid, that, you know, like on Instagram and everything else, it looks like everybody gets it done the first time. But then, you know, I show them a bunch of things where people, they fail, they fail, they fail, and they fail until they get something right. And just like a good experiment or, you know, on the light bulb or whatever that came up, people just didn't come over that overnight. It took many, many years to be able to do this, a lot of failed attempts. And um, I'm not ready to retire you know, getting cut was never in my thought process. Retiring was never in my thought process. Only thing that was in my thought process is, what the fuck are you doing? Get your fucking shit in the gear. Do what you have to do. And train the way you fucking need to train. Like, quit fucking horsing around. Like, quit, you know, like, quit trying to help so many fucking people and help yourself get to where you fucking need to be so that way you can help other people. And that really put myself in gear. And uh, like I said, it's not easy doing what we do inside that cage. It takes a lot of fucking balls, but we don't have the only occupation where it takes balls. So I'm, I'm blessed to be able to do what I do. And uh, like I said, it's never been a thought in my head that to retirement, I've been competing for 35 years, Ariel. I don't know anything different but to win and to lose, or not lose, but I know how to lose. Mm. Losing is not, I don't like to lose. I fucking hate losing. But I do know how to lose. I don't like to be a sore loser, but I know how to get back on my bike and I know how to get going forward. And I know a lot of times when I was training, I always want to box. I want to box. I love wrestling. I love wearing shoes. You know, I'm competing in all of my sports. I always wore shoes. Never wore shoes in MMA, which is crazy. And uh, I never practiced in a cage. The only time I'm in the cage is during the fight. And the only time I'm really sparring is in the fight. So there's a lot of different factors that I can check off and I might have said this before in my other fights, so you always hear that, oh, you've said this before. Yeah, but there's a difference between saying it and then actually doing it. And instead of partially doing it, it's doing it how you're supposed to. And um, that's where I'm at right now. And I got I got people checking on me, making sure they're like, hey, when are we going to do this? When are we going to do this? When are we going to do this? And when are we going to do this? And I'm also coaching football. My kids, uh, literally football team, I'm, I'm helping out with that. And uh, it's been freaking awesome to be around a team 
and I miss that vibe where it's not just a few people. Um, the game has changed in MMA where it used to be the Fertitas used to say, you know, quit taking pictures with the whole fucking, the whole class. You don't need to be that. The, the camps need to be centered around what you're doing. And that's what I started doing, but the game has changed. The game always changes. It always evolves. And uh, now you have a whole bunch of people going out to these big teams and, and competing and, and practicing. And a, a big dog is going to think he's a big dog if he's around a bunch of big dogs. A big dog is going to think he's a small dog if he's around a bunch of small dogs. I got a German Shepherd that's around a couple French Bulldogs and a little fucker thinks he can fit through the small doggy door. So it's, it's, it's interesting how that shit works, but I still got the character to do this stuff, Ariel. Um, and so could you tell us, it was two Fridays ago, out of nowhere, Dana White announces Tony Ferguson, Patty Pimblett, December 16th, uh, the last pay-per-view of 2023. And this isn't one that people were talking like rumors, whisper, like this one came out of nowhere. It was like an atomic bomb out of nowhere. Could you tell us from your perspective, how did this come about? How did this fight come about? Did you ask for it? Did they approach you? Could you tell us the backstory? Uh, I've been in contact with Hunter. Hunter's a good friend of mine. Um, The brass have always been pretty cool. Uh, You know, they don't know me anything. I don't know them anything. I always send Dana a message once in a while. And we got a couple mutual friends and and, and fighters. And uh, I just, I've been real with them. I've been as real as I possibly could with them and my agent and my family, my wife particularly, and my kids. And just been real honest with them and myself. And I've been digging deep, man. I really dug deep to what I really needed to do. I uh, found myself emotionally and learned how to smile again, uh, especially in this sport, especially after six losses. You would think that you would just give up, go hide and be depressed and go sleep all the time and do all this other shit that a lot of people would do. I mean, I've seen these guys retire off of like maybe two fucking fight losses and say they don't have it anymore or whatever the fuck. I'm like, I'm like, like look at them and I'm just like, geez, old Pete's man. Like what the fuck? Like slap yourself around a little bit and get back on the drawing board. But you know, we just had a kid who hurt his arm. Um, I want to say his name. But, you know, shout out to him. He's a little stud, man. And, and uh, you know, the whole entire team after the after the the football game when we won, they were shouting his name, shouting his name, shouting his name, because we, it takes a team like that to be able to push through a lot of stuff through adversity. And I have injured myself plenty of times to be able to get myself back to where I needed to go. And a lot of these fights, I I have been hurt, but not injured. Hurt is something like, again. I don't feel a lot of pain like it's just the pain comes from the loss and the days after the loss where it's like fuck man and then you see a lot of people and they always leave me like these teardrop emojis or something like that and they say please retire and all this other stuff and i don't even have my family telling me that shit but sometimes that stuff right there i see it i just want to like reach through that fucking screen and be like yo snap the fuck out of it you know what i mean quit leaving these fucking messages quit being so damn depressed you guys are like depressed why because one person out there is doing something and you're going to let that affect you. Fuck no, dude. Like I had to kind of think about like how inspirational the stuff that we do in the UFC is. Uh, it's not just myself, it's the UFC and what we do inside there. And uh, never really sat there and thought about, you know, the wins, losses or the turn, like the, the, the trophies or anything like that. I've always just been compete, 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 compete. And I know when Khabib left, uh, a little part of me left with that kind of sucked a little bit because we've always had that, that I don't want to say negative energy, but that hype, 
that was built around that. And then when that disappeared and the pandemic hit and then fucking team left and then just the whole, there was nothing else left for me kind of, except what I told myself is I wanted to compete. I wanted to compete enough so that way maybe possibly win or lose Khabib would come back. And we almost coached on the Ultimate Fighter, the season where Chandler and McGregor coached. Uh, we were verbally agreed to have coached. And um, a couple months, I think that was like in November, and then a couple months passed, and he didn't even go corner Makachev, which is one thing. And so he had a lot of different things going on in his life where he had to kind of second-guess himself and not want to come back. So that was like another bummer. I was like, fuck, okay, really? And so... I had to find myself and kind of, like I said, let go of a couple of things because, I mean, anger is not one thing you want to keep holding on to, you know, and then that frustration that comes with it when you don't have that ability to take care of business or to make that amend. Um, you know, I still don't want to shake the fucker's hand. He's still fat in my book. Uh, Connor's still a fucking little bitch too, but at the end of the day, there's another day the next day. So that's preparing for whatever's going to be coming next. Are you still holding out that, hope? Yeah, it does. Uh, are you still holding out hope that you can coach opposite him if you can't fight him? Is that still something that you're you're hoping will happen? Not, you know what? Tiramisu Tuesdays is always going to exist. Like I said, and Mondays or McNuggie Mondays, that shit's always going to exist. You know, I've, I've planted that with CSO and all these different types of brands, and I I don't give a fuck anymore. What I want to do is I do want to coach a season. I really do. I'm a, I'm a great coach. I know I'm a great coach because I've had great coaching. Um, I've listened to all my coaches. I still keep in contact with most of my coaches, even my old football coach. From when I first started football, I just saw him. He lost his son, little Randy. Uh, I don't want to say his last name, but he lost his son. He OD'd on some stupid shit. Oh. And uh, I went back home and I saw him. You know, through the grapevine, I, I, you know, I heard and I contacted my friend, went over to his family's house, think, you know, thankfully, and then saw, saw him. I was like, Coach! <laughs> and he had a big old smile on his face. And he's like, you still calling me Coach? I'm like, oh, yeah, man. Like, you guys set the pace. A lot of a lot of these coaches had set the pace for me. And I'm lucky that my family, the same thing. Anytime that I was either injured or, um, you know, I transferred school one time and I couldn't play for a whole semester. That was football or wrestling. But I still went to practice. I still suited up every fucking game. And I, I went like as if I was going to play, but I never got the chance to play. I couldn't play because there was rules. But I never knew anything else to not sit on the sidelines. I was always up by the coach, always not trying to coach. I was always there supporting my team. And that set something in my mind that is unbreakable. And... I'm unbreakable, Ariel. Like I, I had to start believing that. And I had to start telling myself that again because I wasn't telling myself that. I was telling everybody else that. I'm hyping everybody else up, uh, including friends, family, fight, whatever the fuck, whoever it is, lots of loved ones. But I had to finally start telling myself that because I started to see myself kind of go like this a little bit. Not being happy doing what I'm doing, not not competing with the smile, not having fun with training, always kind of like bummed out every time I would go to my academy I'd be fucking just like dreading and pissy and just like fuck here we go again because I would have people tell me like why are you training all day when you're wasting your time and you do and all that fucking shit got bumbled up in my head where it was just kind of like I stopped believing in myself and it was fucking terrible it was like the worst fucking thing dude just 
because here I am like listening to these fucking people that have never been to the top of where I have been and they've never been as low as I have ever been. So why am I listening to all these people? Why, why am I giving them the time and day if they're telling me this shit, especially if I'm supposed to be trusting them in my camp? Fuck that. I had to step back away, listen to myself, listen to some good advice from some good people and really think, put my thoughts down on paper, you know, not just on Instagram, but put them on paper, think about what I could do, make some phone calls, ask some questions, ask for help. And fuck, man, people kind of like, hey, we've been waiting for you. Where you been? And that's, that's been the A plus right there. By the way, when you say ask for help, um, are you talking, like who specifically are you talking about? Fuck, my agents, my family, uh, trainers, like, dude, I never asked for help. I never asked for help. And even just like someone just reaching out, man, that's all it fucking takes to be like, hey, dude, what do you think? Like, and people be like, yo, dude, you're the fucking champ. Like, yeah, I hear that a lot. Well, come in. Let's mm. go get some training in. Well, fuck yeah. Thank you very much. That's all I was hoping for. Thank you very much because I've been doing this shit by myself, bro. <laughs> Not by myself, but trying to put everything together or telling people what kind of combos I need to have or what kind of strategy I need to have. Like, I've, I've been doing this for a long time, Ariel. And for a long time before I've been doing it by my, not by myself, but handling a lot of the managing, I've had a team. And always been kind of shitty when a team breaks apart, you know, whether, you know, it might not be your fault. Half the time, it's just people just have a lot of things that they have to take care of. You know, like Rain Training Center. When Rain Training Center was around, I was getting a lot of good wrestling in. I was at Classic Fight Team. I was at 10 Planet a lot. And everything was local. Everything was close. So I was always going to class consistently. And I was always around a lot of big dogs. And with that, you know, you hear Chael Sonnen all the time. Besides all the shit talk now, you always hear him say, you know, and I remember that one time that he was sitting there watching me. He said in one interview where he said, you know, one day I just sat, I, I stood, stood by, I just sat down and I just watched Tony train. And I knew he was. I knew he was watching me train. I always pay attention to everything. And um, he was the only one there most of the time. And I'm hitting the bags. And, you know, he never wanted to, you know, spar or nothing. You know, big guys spar with big guys, as Brock always told me. But I just remember that he was there. And, and I didn't think anything of it. I just kept doing what I was doing. But it was always times like that where I was always the most successful. Because I was always smiling. I was always playing my music. I was always doing my thing. I was always dancing and I was always doing my stuff. Or, or if I was injured, I was always posting uh, videos of me having fun, like a cool down, you know, and people would think, oh, Tony's training like this all the time and really not. But what it is, is my cool down and it's a facade. You know, it's, it's something for everybody to kind of laugh at. And at first everybody thought it was cringe, but now it's the fucking the meme of the shit. Like everybody's doing that stuff now, which is cool and you know, I wear my sunglasses and everybody's wearing sunglasses and <laughs> wearing suits and, and everybody wears suits and shit. So I kind of got played out on my own stuff because everybody started playing on it and I stopped having fun with it. And I feel good. Like, I feel really good about where I'm at. Like, instead of having to try to impress people or to do things just because I'm, I'm supposed to, it's, it's because I want to. And it's because... 
I have that passion. I've always had the passion for it, but I have the passion to want to do what I have to do in order to get things done. That makes any mm. sense. Could I ask uh, about Eddie Bravo? Are you back with him? Yeah, coach. I always keep in contact with coach and you know, it's hard because he's always, he's in LA. Um, but I'm making the, I'm making my rounds. I just contacted him actually yesterday or two days ago. Um, we have a set schedule coming up. Um, I just got my striking, uh, trainers schedule. He's got some grappling in for me and I've got Eddie over there. Same thing. He's got a couple of Russians for me over there that are fucking just hardcore. Amazing. And yeah, dude, it's just, there's a lot more that goes into it. Um, but it's going back to mental conditioning about where I'm at. You know, here I am kicking steel poles and doing all this stuff. And everybody's like, well, how the fuck are you doing this dude? Like, and then you got McGregor McNuggets fucking kicking a concrete shit and then going and putting a fracture in his leg during a fight where it's a lot of people will emulate what I do, but I never copy anybody. I, I really try not to copy anybody. And I try to have my own stilo with a lot of stuff. And so I had a, I had to find myself about what I wanted to or how I wanted to go about it. Do I want to rush into it or do I want to take it step by step by step, day by day by day and go about it? And right now it's, I just got done doing three miles. I bear crawled for, I don't know how fucking long, but I'll send you the pictures of like this park. It's fucking crazy long. And I, I bear crawled all the way to the end of it. You know, I took my breaks, never stood up, but just kind of like one hand on the ground, like a football stance. Wow. And I went all the way through to the end. I played, I replayed the same fucking song, you know, like over and over and over, all the way to the end. And I get up, I finally stand up and I look all the way at the other end of the park. And fuck, here we go again. And I'm making myself work and I'm actually getting tired doing my own work again. And I haven't done that in a long time. I, you know, my conditioning is really good. And we'll, I'll reflect back to the Bobby Green fight. I went up to Big Bear. I hauled up all my stuff, trying to emulate the same camp that I did for uh, UFC 216 with Kevin Lee. And it just wasn't the same. It just wasn't the same. There was I had people telling me, stop running. Like, stop running, running like this. And I listened. Like, what the fuck? Why? why? And I'm trusting this person. And uh, I'm just it was kind of like just reaching out for like advice from people that I thought that I could trust. And I wasn't getting back the feedback that I really needed. Um, you know, I wasn't anybody in my camp that, that made it any worse or made it bad. It was just me and my, my ability to put that output that it felt like it was, it was there, but it wasn't, I was more worried about my conditioning rather than the fight, you know? And like I said, I put myself in uncompromisable positions like underneath Bobby. I, I tried to do this one move, where it wasn't an Ibanari. It was, uh, I shoot underneath this. I saved it for Khabib. I'll say it right now and I'll do a demonstration now. But what I do, I used, I did it in breakdancing a couple of times where I would just shoot underneath the guy's legs. I would do like a thing. I would, and he would look under his legs and I'd be up and like, kind of like a boogeyman. I would shoot underneath his legs, stand up really fast and he would turn around. I'd be looking at him and be like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, pull a shirt over his head and, you know, pop, pop. And that was it. And I tried to do that to Bobby, but that was after the eye poke and it was slow as shit. Put myself underneath and never took him seriously when it came to the ground and pound and that kind of thing. Um, but I've always been that guy where if positions weren't that good or just whatever, I'd always put myself in a position because I knew that I could get out of it. And, you know, like even when I got choked out, like I, 
I knew if I had a little bit more grappling, the way I went about doing that, I would always choke people out that way with like a Von Flew type of esque type of move. And as soon as I put my, I did a fucking stupid ass thing that I did. I already knew that it was kind of sunk in and it was bullshit, man. Like, and were, I didn't know, I remember how much time was left. I knew it was short time, but it was, I put myself in these fucking positions and I'm so tired of it. I'm so fucking tired of putting myself in these fucked up positions where it loses me a match. It's trying new things in the fight rather than in the practice room. And it doesn't start in the fight. It starts in the practice room. Mm. You always have to do it in the practice room. And if it doesn't work in the practice room, you don't do it on the fucking playing field. And um, I think I took my own talent for granted. You know, hard work beats talent when talent will work hard. And I've always done that. If I didn't have the more talent than the other person, my hard work was always going to show up. And these last couple of fights, I just let it slip through my hands, man. And there's, you know, God has a plan for me. And I don't second guess him not one fucking bit. That dude scares the fuck out of me. Can I ask, what are your thoughts on Patty Pimblett? Uh, I'm not going to say he's a fat fuck. <laughs> Just kidding. No, so Patrick, you're talking about Patrick. I call him Patrick. Okay. Same thing when I call him Nate. Um, he's a good fighter. Uh, he's long, rangy, lanky. He likes to put on a show. He's kind of mouthy. Um, obviously, he's English. Uh, I think he used to fight at 145, 55-er. Tall kind of guy, um, good submission specialist, very beatable. Uh, he's on a six-fight win streak. The last fight that he had against Jared Gordon, um, everybody says that he ended up losing. Uh, tonight, I'm actually going to be watching that fight. Just been watching a couple highlights of him. Very beatable guy. Um, six-fight win streak versus a six-loss losing streak, which is fucked up. But uh, I hold a couple records in the UFC now, and uh, I would like to start that back up. That's for sure. So the reaction, I think, from a lot of people was like, man, I, th I think you have a very loyal fan base, as you know. They're like, please don't lose to Patty. Let's be honest. He's a polarizing figure. Uh, some people love him. Some people don't like him. And, and I don't think people want you because they feel so strongly about you. You've been in the sport for so long. You've been in the UFC for so long to get, uh, you know, to get shown up by him. Have you felt that as well? Are you feeling a lot? of? I feel like you have more love going into this fight than your last couple of fights combined. It's fucking crazy. Like, I love all you supporters and fans. I don't really call you guys fans. I call you guys supporters. Yeah. But you got, you got, they're all super fans, man. They're all super supporters. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, the amount of love that a lot of people have. Um, I'm not going to question it. I say thank you. Um, but I'm all in. Like, I, I have the right help, what I need to be able to get this done and to get where I want to go. I have enough, <laughs> I have enough trophies, but I want one more. And that's going to take, it's going to take a lot of fucking work, a lot of guts. Um, you know, Dan Gable said this one thing. He's like, wrestlers are made of that hard to find alloy called uh, guts. And it's what it's going to take. It's going to take a lot of that in order to get this done. But you know me, I'm a conditioning expert, so I'm well conditioned for this shit. And, uh, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to finish Patty. Like, I, I'm not worried about scaring him. I'm not worried about being angry, trying to go in there with this negative energy. Like whatever energy that he's going to bring, is not going to bring me down. I'm going to make sure that I'm so fucking focused with everything that I have that 
nothing's going to phase me. And that goes into training. That doesn't go preparing for the, like, if you're not preparing right, you're not going to, you know, anything's going to get you. Like, uh, I already feel strong right now. We got 11 weeks left. So bring Patty, bring Patrick. <laughs> and and just curious, when you, uh, when you envision, when you envision finishing him, are you talking submission or are you talking KO? Well, I'm going to be real. Um, my last couple of fights in my wrestling, I've just always put opportunity, you know, because I've always said I've been a, like, I'm a good wrestler, Ariel. Like, I'm a, I'm a really good wrestler. Like, I don't, it's different in MMA. You don't have shoes and the rules are a lot different. You put yourself on the bottom, you get hit, you know, like with Bobby, I'm going to be real. It was kind of weird. We were in the back preparing. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're in the back preparing. And the guy comes through and he says, hey, you guys got about 15, 20 minutes. The fight just got on. Um, he's like, and when they raise their hand, you guys will be out next. That fight went quick. Yeah. It was like the fight. It was like one minute. So I didn't really get to my wrestling coach. I got to uh, Gibson, Juan, uh, Jeremiah, and I was waiting for my coach, Coach Mills, so that way we could go over some wrestling stuff or, or movement drills, whatever it was. Never got the chance. So when I took Bobby down or, re, uh, you know, pick up and return drills, if the guy stands up, you pick him up and return like Katsunori Kakuno. When I got to him, I picked him up really fast and I, you know, he didn't stand up to return him, you know, but that's what it was. As soon as I get behind somebody, I'm picking him up and I'm throwing him down. I'm getting my two points. That's it. If I need to let him go, I let him go and I'll take him down again. When I got to Bobby, I was more worried about taking his fucking back. I threw my hooks in and I tried to do the seatbelt right away. And I, every time I watched that part, because I got in on the takedown fast, like really easy. I didn't even need to do anything. It was just like a, it was almost like a double off. Uh, it was like a single leg doubling off. And we got to the cage, threw in the fucking hooks, threw in one hook, didn't pick him up, didn't return, slam him. And there was that chance. Um, but like I said, it goes a lot into review where in the camp, if you're starting, if you're doing that in camp, you're going to do that in the fight. Instead of waiting last minute, instead of cramming for a test, you're studying the, the whole entire thing. And, uh, you know, I try to tell my kid the same thing, which is cool, because after he gets out of school, we're always doing homework before he goes to football, before he does anything. He's always doing his stuff. He's eating right. You know, he's getting his rest. He always he wants to fight. I'm like, hey, no, you know, but I brought him to Muay Thai the other day. My tra- One of my trainers, he actually gave him pads and I give him pads and the kid can fucking hit. But I want them to learn other sports. Like, hey, look, it's not just about this. Like, in order, if you want to do this, you got to go through these steps, at least for underneath my roof. You know, you have to get me going through that. And then he's got his little brother, Angel. So Armand Anthony, and then you have Angel Anthony. And little Angel, he's wearing my kid's helmet. Like, he's a big two-year-old. He's wearing his stuff, wearing the shoulder pads, wearing the helmet. He sees his brother do that. And they see me do what I have to do. So that's more of like a, fuck, get off your ass and get to work kind of attitude now. It should have been like that a while ago, but now I still, I have that shit right now and I'm glad I really do. Uh, I don't want to keep you much longer and I really appreciate this, Tony. It's great to talk to you and it's great to see that you're in such a great spot. I just want to ask you a couple more and then I'll let you go if that's cool. Uh, One sentiment that did come out was UFC is trying to build Patty off of Tony's name. Do you feel like that is what this fight is? Do you feel like they're trying to build him off of you? No, I believe that I believe in good matchmaking. Um, this is a good fight. 
um, for both of us. I believe that opportunities exist when we create them. Um, I've always said that. Um, you know, Sean Shelby, Hunter, and uh, fuck, Dana. I forget the other guy's name. McManer. I always do. McManer, yes. Fuck. I always forget. My bad. They know what they're doing, dude. I mean, they've been doing this for so long, for so long. And I know that I'm a fan favorite. I know I'm the main event for this card. I don't even fucking know who else is fighting. I really don't. I'm pulling in all the fans. I'm going to be pulling in a lot of ticket sales for this thing. And that's the coolest shit. When you got like 18 to 20,000 fans screaming your fucking name and and listening to your song, you you just hear the beat and everybody's bumping their heads and they're just amped up. That's the kind of shit that you want to have. That's the kind of fighters that you want to be able to present. And I know Patty's got the same kind of thing over there, but man, I, I think it's a good fight. I'm ready to go out there and I'm ready to win. I'm ready to go for that finish. I haven't had a finish in a very long time. Uh, I'm due. That's for sure. One thing that I think is very exciting and promising about the Tony that I'm speaking to right now, if you're a Tony Ferguson fan, and I, and I wonder for you as well is, and, and let me know if you disagree with me, the last couple of fight weeks, especially when you got to, usually it was Vegas, but other places as well, last one, Salt Lake, it felt to me like you weren't just fighting your opponent, you were perhaps fighting the promotion, you were fighting the history, you were fighting some of the bad luck. It feels like you have let all of that go and that you're in a very positive place and you're just focused on yourself and the opponent, the task at hand. Is that a fair assessment of where you're at right now and perhaps maybe some of the stuff that was going on in the past? I had to really open up myself be able to accept what I could, what I can, and to close myself and create boundaries around things and people that were not good for me. Um, a lot of negative energy, just trying to keep that around and try to make it positive energy took a lot of energy. Um, like I said, letting go of a lot of things, kind of like relationships and holding on to that shit. It takes so much work and interviews, takes so much work and energy. And I used to just fucking hate it after a while because I've taken a lot of heat. I've gotten a lot of good stuff. I've it's just always been like this. Always been like this from my title to losing it to like all this shit and just like but you know, I texted Dana one day and I was like, you know, and after we had a conversation, I told him, I was like, you know, you don't know me shit and I don't know you shit. And it really took a second for both of us to kind of think about that, that we finally started having respect for each other. And I really had to open myself up to really look to see if I'm still willing to do this. I'm going to be real. Like, I really, I do want to do this. I still want to compete. Like, I'm not ready for boxing. Like, I'm not. I have to kind of let that go. Like, you're not boxing yet. Stop training boxing all the time. You know, like, if there's more than just throwing hands, you have to, prepare MMA it's MMA and I used to do that like I used to pick apart my fighters like it was chess like I used to go in there and do all that stuff so I had to think about it like how you were talking about like you know the promotions and the interviews and stuff like when's the last time I did an interview with you on with the video yeah I I don't I think this is the first time very first time and how many interviews have I done so I really had to open myself up to a lot of things and uh these are the steps I'm taking, man. I'm, I'm a fucking different person. Thank God. And I really want to win. I really want to win. I'm not wishing. I'm making it happen. I really want to win. Do you feel like this is a must win for you? I don't want to say a must win. I'm going to win. A must is something that you feel like you're pressured in order to do. 
I think there's a lot of pressure on a lot of people when it comes down to like with a lot of people like putting that pressure on people. Like I feel it. Like I'm nervous. I'm gonna be real. Like it's it's a good feeling to have. Not being overconfident, not not doing that, and then having that nervous energy makes you want to get back in that room and train harder. And uh, like I said, I feel I feel fucking phenomenal. I feel really good, man. Especially being around team again. You know, my little man's team, my team. You know, having my my close circle. Like my close circle is good. It's very good. You know, I talked to my godfather. You know, he's going to be making the, you know, the trip to to the fight. And I don't think he's ever been to one of my fights. So like, there's a lot of good support that I'm bringing back, which is it's phenomenal, dude. Like, right? I feel I feel really good, Ariel. Like, I feel really good. Like, I feel like I'm not pressured to do shit. Like, I really want to go in there and I want to do this for myself. Like, I want to do this for myself, my kids. You know, my wife, I want to do this for not just myself. I, I want to do it for my close circle. So that way they they see all the stuff. They see the pain. They see that and they worry about them. They don't they don't want to see me in the hospital. You guys don't want to see me in the fucking hospital. You guys don't want to see me get hurt. I don't understand why you guys want to see everybody else get hurt, but that's kind of cool. I mean, that's better not me than them, you know. But this is that kind of a sport. And you know, pandemic kind of hit and you had to kind of like be brothers with everybody because it was like that time. You know, that era where we're at, you know, we'll say biblically, but, you know, it just took a second for me, six losses for me to be able to snap the fuck out of it and really get back to what I need to do, which is kicking ass. Well, this has been fantastic. Uh, I really appreciate this. And uh, I'm happy you brought up the video because when they told me here on our chat, he's got his video on, I was like, whoa, <laughs> this is a different Tony because it's always been audio only, and uh, this has been huge. I, I, I joked with your, um, your, 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 your agent, Lloyd Pearson, who I'm a big fan of as well, that uh, you could bat clean up for us on a very busy day uh, on this program, and this has been the best way to end this busy day, Tony. Really, I, I think I speak for everyone when I say it's great to see you in this spot. It's great to see and feel how happy you are and positive you are and excited and energized for December 16th, and I know you have a legion of people who are backing you, and I know that you feel that as well. So thank you for doing this. Good luck in training, and good luck on December 16th. Anything you want to say in closing before we go? Anything to the people, to the public? I know you don't do a lot of these, so anything uh, you want to say to the people? Hey, like I always say, you can follow me on my way to victory on that little tweet thingy, and uh, what's well, not tweet thing, is that X thingy, X thing, yeah. and that IG thing, and uh, Tony Ferguson XT, and um, we'll see you guys December 16th, so get your tickets. It's going to go fast. Thanks, Tony. All the best to you. Appreciate you doing this. Oosh. There Later, he is. CSO, Tony Ferguson. How about that? Wow. Uh, didn't see the video thing coming. Like, I don't think you guys realize uh, that that was a big deal. I always joke uh, with, his, uh, with his agent. I always say, man, when can we get, you know, when can we get uh, Tony on via video? And even yesterday, if I may uh, break the fourth wall, uh, I was when when they told me that he was coming. When when Lloyd told me he was coming, I was like, "Hey, uh, video!" And he's like, <laughs> "Like, let's not ask for the moon here. You're getting him, and we'll see what happens." And I told the guys back there, "I don't know what it is. So have the graphic ready for phone. Have it ready for Zoom." And I don't think that we could look past that. Look, I don't know what is going to happen on December sixteenth, but if you are a Tony Ferguson fan, and even to a degree a Patty Pimble fan. It is really reassuring and nice to know that we're getting a guy who's in a great place mentally, physically, team back together. It's a freaking big fight. It is a big fight. 
it is a really big fight. And um, it's going to steal, like, that press conference is going to be crazy. You're going to have Tony, Patty, Leon Colby, Ian Machado Gary, Wonderboy Shavkat. I mean, it's going to be uh, Pantoja. Brand, like, that presser is gonna, It's a great card. Credit to the UFC. Tremendous way to end. And here you have a fight that might be the fourth on the, like, on the, on the sort of tier in terms of stakes, right? Shavkat is very close to a title shot. You could say uh, Machado Gary is, is like, this is the one that is going to be talked about as much as any fight, including the welterweight title fight, in my opinion. It's that darn big. That was, that was a tremendous way to end what was a really great day on this program. Guys, what did you think of that, uh, Tony Ferguson? New York Rick, you've been here for a lot of Tony Ferguson interviews. You've changed your clothes? What's going on? I've never yeah, seen... We'll talk about that later. Let's what? talk Tony first. Let's talk Tony first. Then, <laughs> I could have uh, not addressed that. You're... I know. See, we were we were kind of expecting it to be like um, as this was on the transition. Uh, oh, sorry. Do you want to change again? I mean, no, for no, the no. gimmick. We'll, we'll, t- we'll talk about it later. Um, very self-reflective Tony Ferguson. Um, I think it's safe to say and you know, uh, anybody, you can correct me if I'm wrong or fans can correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like he's taken accountability in a certain way that he's kind of eschewed in the past. Like he's kind of talked about the the things that have gone wrong or right and kind of placed that in, in different places. But he seems to be like, look, I needed to get my head straight and really like taking accountability um, for what has gone on and re-motivated. Like I definitely felt a difference in Tony Ferguson. Um, I felt it too. It's, it's, it's not super easy to put, you know, a huge like label on it because he's still kind of Tony, right? Like the, the Tony that we know and love is still in there and, and he's still being Tony, but I think it's the accountability. I think it's the responsibility. And I think it's him kind of saying like, instead of, Hey, this many fights in a title, it's, Hey, I've got a long road back and I need to start with this and here's uh, what I'm doing differently. And I'm motivated to get it done. Um, it feels different. It just feels different. Now, is he going to be able to? That's the question we're going to find out, and that's the the most important part. Um, but I liked what I heard. I, I definitely liked what I heard from Tony. I will just add two things before I ask GCU's thoughts on Tony. Uh, number one, I am sure that what will you know maybe be a headline here in the aftermath. I'm not looking, but like he's like he'll gonna, he's going to finish Patty, right? People are going to grab onto that. Sure, we're going to grab it for sure. fighting. For but sure. please don't let that be, like that was like the one sort of trash to, to me, the story of that interview is just his demeanor and the things that he was saying in terms of taking accountability, getting the team back. Now, we should also say in the fight game, we have heard from people who are maybe, you know, on a losing streak or trying to, you know, get back on track, whatever, say these things. And so the proof is in the pudding. We will see come December 16th. That's why this is such a fascinating sport. We will actually be able to see. There are football players, there are basketball players who could say that and perhaps, you know, use their teammates as crutches and uh, have them kind of carry them to the finish line. In this sport, you can't do that. It's, It's really just on you. But on its surface, watching that, if you're a Tony fan, has to make you very excited. What did you think, GC? Uh, well, I'm with you. We can't understate him being on video because I said it too when I got here. I was like, yeah, Tony Ferguson's probably just going to be on call because I think this was the second time we've had him on and last time. In this he, era. Yeah. But yeah, in, the, right, right, right. in the previous eras and the ESPN era, it's always been, even by the way, even, sorry to interrupt you, but even, no, 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 go ahead. even pandemic Zoom non-live days, 
it was breaking always news on Sports Center. Tony Ferguson like try, begging yeah. to get the camera. Like, yeah, this is this is something. Oh, I forgot about that. Yo, that was a month into the pandemic. We're leading off Sports Center talking about the drama surrounding two forty nine or was it two forty seven? Yes. Two forty nine. And I tell them I could get you Tony Ferguson, and I'm doing an interview from my spare bedroom with Tony Ferguson via like some. Well, I forget what that thing was called where we did the interviews on the iPad. And it looked like he was, like, his camera was like a potato. Remember, he had a whole setup? Like, it was nothing like this crystal. Even that was tough to get done. So, yes. I remember the, the, the stress, the strenuous nature of trying to get that done. So, yeah, it's not lost on people Huge. who know uh, what that means. Okay. I mean, the connection was incredible, too. And he yeah. looked great. I mean, he was sitting at some sort of park. He said he was going to send you the pictures of him bear <laughs> crawling across it. No bear uh, so hard. Uh, but, I mean, I'm with Rick. Uh, like, it sounds like he's being very realistic about this. Like, uh, he gave uh, Patrick, as he would say, credit where credit was due. Uh, he's not talking about, like, getting X amount of wins and then getting a title. Like, he's just focusing on this fight ahead of him. Uh, and, yeah, I'm excited for it. I mean, he, he's had moments even during this six-fight losing streak. And I feel like if he can just put them together, like, he, he can make this fight very competitive. You know what was one of the most telling moments for me was when he talked about Habib and Connor. Mm. Because he put it in the rear view, because he talked about it as something that had happened and he was moving on from. He talked about when Habib left, a part of me left too. Uh, we were going to coach tough, but it ultimately didn't happen and I have to let go of the anger. You don't have to go back that far to hear McNuggets. Not that he's not using those nicknames, but it seems like he's he's understanding that like this is gone and he's not chasing that thing anymore. And mm. he's after what's in front of him in a, in a major way. Um, again, this is just the talk at the moment, and that's all we have to go on. But it's it feels completely different to me. It really does feel different, and and we'll see if that's good or bad. But um, yeah, he's he seems focused on the future in a way that it doesn't seem like he was previously. It seemed like he's always kind of been going on the past. So that was very nice. Uh, that really warmed my heart. What a day, guys! What an eclectic wow. mix of characters from beginning to end, from Dylan Dennis to Steve Cooper, Lee Wood. Uh, to Money Moicano and his graphics. Can uh, I just say he's like my favorite guy right oh, now? Oh, he's the best. The way he the, speaks, the morning. He's like, he's like <laughs> MMA Gary V all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, what has happened? Like, how did they, <laughs> like, I remember distinctly when we're sitting in this control room thinking about like, oh, RDA needs a fight and he's stepping in on short notice. And like, he was just a guy. He was just he was a guy. just a dude. And now all of a sudden he's this like forward thinking commentary on everything, tweeting every single time there's a fight to try and kind of capture the attention. Like now he's breaking down the analytics uh, <laughs> surrounding the importance of Hamzat being the next Muslim face of the UFC yes. and how big of a fan base that's waiting for him if he can accomplish that. Uh, yeah, he really is like came out of nowhere because you said it in the interview. You asked him like you've been here since 2014. Like what was the shift? Uh, so that was interesting to hear from him. Yeah. And it's what's interesting is most of the time people take the path of like yapping and like talking trash and like doing that. Now, certainly he's doing that too, right? He he has some jabs for certain guys um, in there. But there's also like this like I'm an elevated thinker type of personality that's kind of shining through. He's he's very unique. And, and I can't quite say that anybody's taken this path before um, to a certain degree. Uh, and I like it. He's just like he, he seems to be the guy on all topics, and uh, his, de his dedication to uh, learning English too. Yeah. Yes, it's impressive. Um, him versus Dan him. Hooker would be so much fun. 
yeah. right? Like the buildup would be a lot of fun. <laughs> but even that, he's like, Dan Hooker wants Dustin Poirier, but yeah. you're not going to get you're Dustin Poirier because yeah. he already beat your ass. Like, I, I mean, he's just great. I love, I love Moicano. Moicano is money. Moicano is money. Uh, Cedric Dumbe, Dakota Cheva, and uh, then of course Tony Ferguson. I do want to remind everyone: Tony Ferguson is fighting on uh, December the sixteenth. But don't forget, in New York City, as first announced last week, I'm told very limited tickets left, my friends. City Winery on the west side of Manhattan the night before UFC 295. There it is, Friday, November 10th. No, there it was. What happened? There it is. Doors open at 5.30, 6.30, show starts. We're going to have multiple guests. We're in talks right now, and look at today's lineup. I mean, there is no show that gives you guests like this, dare I say, on the planet, regardless of sport. And we're going to have giveaways. We're going to have special guests, like I said. We're going to have a meet and greet. It's a, for the first time ever, live in front of an audience version of the MMA Hour. Sure, we've done things at media days and open workouts, but never in front of all of you. And tickets, according to Corporate Alex, very, very limited left. We just announced this on Wednesday. Appreciate everyone who bought tickets. Appreciate everyone who sent me a screen grab. And I'll tell you what, if you send me a screen grab of you purchasing a ticket in the last few days, including today, we'll pick a random one and someone, one lucky winner gets a tchotchke from this set. And and Dylan was fawning over the set. I mean, a historic one. In fact, I may even let you pick what the tchotchke is. Whoa. But you got to give us the screen grab. You got to let us know that you have purchased a ticket, that you are a, uh, a proud supporter of the program. And it's going to be a great night. It's going to be a great night. That's November 10th in New York City, the night before UFC 295. And the website is citywinery.com, I do believe it was. Um, uh, New York, Rick, you gave us a uh, like a bit.ly. A bit.ly but yeah. if they go to City Winery, because I looked on online, it's like you have to go like four pages down to get to citywinery.com and where our thing is. There's no shorter URL, is there? Yeah, I mean, just use the one I, I suggested. Citywinery.com slash New York, and then you can just go tickets and then go to the date, November 10th. If or you can just go on social where you we can post it. Go on social or just... Bit.ly slash. I mean, you know, you know what's a like, fun they're thing? spread out all over oh, the city. All like, over you'll town. see them anywhere. I mean, if you're in New York, you'll see it. Uh, bus stops. I mean, they're Times everywhere. Times Square. People have been handing them out. Yeah, people. Someone handed me they one. I was like, what is to get your attention. Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, maybe a little shortcut. If you just go on Google and type in City Winery in the MMA Hour, it takes you right to the page as well. So. There you go. Uh, so what's the fun I, in that? Yeah. I think you're seeing uh, then, I think the, like, the, the upper tier tickets are completely sold out. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I was told limited. Yeah, and uh, like when you go on the website, it says low ticket warning. Wow, how about that? Well, hopefully we sell it out. Pretty pretty confident that we will, but I'd like to sell it out. Oh, wow. Well, there it is. I mean, after this. Back in New York, baby. Back Back in in the NY. Man, look at that. I mean, what an honor that was to be in Times Square. And oh, now this to is have live this right now. This is again. No, I know. I'm saying on on Wednesday when I was on Times Square. Oh, and now oh, there oh, I was. I was, just, I was wow. That reminded me of the cutaway to you during the Jim Lampley interview. <laughs> that was that was all time stuff. Yeah, I was caught uh, quite off guard there. Uh, speaking of Jim Lampley, he did a great job on the PPV.com stream. Uh, speaking of the PPV.com stream, of course, I was watching Canelo Alvarez do his thing against Jermel Charlo. And speaking of him doing his thing, what about uh, how you did this past week? And I know it was a short one for you in terms of activity. You kind of took it off. I mean, 17 straight weeks. Uh, But how did we do overall? 17 straight weeks of UFC, but we did have that parlay, Richardson, Hitchens, and Canelo. Canelo obviously getting a 
a dominant decision win there. So, uh, yeah, another another week of profit. 11 of the last 13 weeks. Uh, now we are up 11.6 on the year. We're almost at 90 all time. Knocking on the door of 100. Oh, yeah. I don't know what we're going to do if we ever hit 100. Oh, Some sort gonna... of party, a little bit of champagne. By 2024, I think we're good. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think you're going to nail it. Fingers crossed. Hopefully, no, we can that's, keep the, that's too uh, far away. I mean, by January 2024, January 1st, 2024, this will be fait accompli. Yeah, I mean, I guess at that point we have my retirement ceremony. I pass <laughs> it on to, to Frank. Frank can start doing the, the weekly breakdowns. I accept. And I'll, uh, I'll, you know, pass it along. It'll, it'll be a nice uh, changing of the guard. Frank just keeps adding hats, you know? Apparently. Just willing to do it all. I mean, he is a true... Uh, jack of all Hat trades, uh, a Craig Council, if you will, if anyone knows the uh, the baseball oh. reference, oh, five tool player, right? right? What, a, what a deep cut! Yeah, go Blue Jays. Uh, by the way, uh, what a performance out of Canel Alvarez. Uh, Benavides to me has to be the fight. I know he has some business to take care of, but there's nothing. I mean, I don't I mean, want I love I, that fight. The cool thing to say all week long was, oh, he's lost a step. He did not lose oh, a step. Oh. Now I knew, I knew, I knew that there was, you know, obviously Charlo's great, but he hadn't fought. 14-pound weight class difference, two weight classes total. Uh, Canelo, in my opinion, was never losing that fight, but it was a fun build, and I liked the fire out of him, and those body shots were freaking deadly. I mean, the pop every time he was nailing him with the body shots, tremendous. I would like to see the Benavides fight. I saw some people saying, Bivol. No, please no. I don't want to see that. We saw it. I'd rather Bivol focus on better Biev, who's fighting in January. Maybe he gets another fight in there. Uh, there's been and Crawford to me is too too small. I don't want to s- get out of here. Yo, at what oh, at what on. at what weight are they gonna fight? You tell me. I don't know. Crawford I mean, just just won at you know what what is that twenty pounds less than what he yeah, just fought but, at? Yes, twenty something. Twenty. Crawford's calling for it, though, but Crawford Crawford wanting it is enough for me. Don't get me wrong, Benavidez. Like I'll take that all day. No doubt, no doubt. That's the fight. Um, that is that is a, a, an amazing, amazing, amazing fight. I think there's a lot of people that are kind of saying it's his time. But man, if you get a chance at Terence Crawford versus Canelo, you can, that that's the fight. You can't you can't pass on that. You cannot pass on that. I like the ball fight. Now is is Crawford <laughs> is Crawford going to um, get locked up in a rematch with Spence? Is a real question, right? All of a sudden now. The things kind of sort themselves out, but if there's an opportunity to do Crawford versus Canelo, sign me up instantaneously, instantaneously. Yeah, Next. he's going to be small. He's going to be small. I get it. I completely get it. Um, but there's a meanness to Crawford that I don't think Charlo showed. Right? Like, no. If if we're looking at that fight, I was look. The, I th- I saw a lot of people saying like the fight was terrible. The fight wasn't terrible. There was just a lack of urgency from Charlo. I expected Charlo to go a little bit more for broke. Um, unfortunately, when he was asked about it in the post-fight press conference, I think he didn't really cu- quite understand the question uh, because of the phrasing. But I would have liked to see him sell out. That's That was the part that hung, he got hung up on. I would have liked to see him sell out more um, and really like go for broke at the end of that fight because it seemed like at a certain point he was comfortable just losing a, de- a decision to Canelo. Um, and naturally, like, look, if you've got a championship um, down multiple weight classes and you have some other fight, big fights to fall back on, I don't know if he's going to get a Terrence Crawford fight, which he called for. Um, then there's a certain 
reason to maybe show that lack of urgency, but it just felt like at a certain point Canelo was in cruise control and was going to win that fight, and, and he did nothing to deter him from that. No, I think he won one round. Yeah, but I'm like, sure, but then the later stages is where it was even more apparent, right? Yeah. It just felt like it was a foregone conclusion at a certain point. Um, I don't see the same happening with Terrence Crawford, regardless of the weight. Certainly, this is a monumental task. Canelo is every bit as good as we all think he is, but man, I think Terrence Crawford is just as good. No, as he's incredible, he but I just kind of want to see. I, I'd rather see, honestly, I'd rather see Charlo versus Crawford. Let him get those undisputed belts first. Oh, that was an interesting call. Up yeah, Charlo. I like if I'm, if Crawford, Crawford killed Charlo on Twitter. Do I care? If I'm Crawford, yo, get all the undisputed belts. Just move your way up. I, I think that would be I more guess, fun than jumping. Yes, I, I think it would be cool to see him continue to move up. Now he's probably going to fight Spence again. That's um, the thing. It seems like we're all roads are leading toward that. But you know, every time this happens when there's no MMA on and there's a big boxing match, you'll see people comparing the two. I really enjoyed just watching his brilliance. And Canelo, I thought that, that yeah. yeah, I thought that was one of the best Canelos that we've seen in the last like two, three years. And so I just loved the fire. I loved watching him work. Uh the undercard was actually really good. I know that was a thing all week long. How's the undercard? Blah, 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 blah. But it was a great night. I don't understand why you can't like both. They're two different sports. Different rounds. I know there's similarities. Obviously, the scoring is one of the similarities, but I hate the the continuous comparison between the two. It was actually a great. There was so much going on. Uh, Carolyn Dubois was fighting. She's a big time prospect. There was the matchroom card as well. There was just a lot going on. If once you start to follow like both sports really closely, which we are doing these days, there's a lot of shit going on. There's a lot of shit to watch. But I enjoyed watching that fight. Um, in particular, I went to another Red Bulls game. I enjoyed that as well. That's a great scene. Yeah. Uh, tough loss for them, but um, that was fun. Shout out to uh, one of the guys over there who uh, who hooked me up, who's a fan of the show, who in fact said, GC, that he heard us talking about the uh, the, the experience at the arena That's while fantastic. he was driving to work and he heard us just, he was listening to the show and then heard us talking about it. Huh. Uh, his, his name is Zach. He reached out. Uh, he's a fan of the program. So appreciate uh, him being That's kind not, to the family. I mean, yeah. the stadium is incredible. It is. Exciting games. Easy to get to if you live in Jersey. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, easy to get to from New York too. Harrison's not that far from yeah. New York City. I drove by yesterday. Beautiful arena. Yeah. Yeah, they call it Red Bull Arena, not Red Bull Stadium, which is interesting, but um, in any event. Um, all right, so I think we've uh, we've accomplished it. Is there anything else that we need to talk about? PFL Europe was great. Um, UFC back. Obviously, we have a Wednesday show. It's been a crazy day. Uh, Dylan and I are friends, unless he's posted probably some fake DMs or something since then. No, he posted a picture of y'all. Oh, yeah? What did he say? What was the caption? He asked for the picture, by the way. I didn't ask him. I just went, you know, just... I, I can't confirm that. Uh, caption, Lady Killers. A thousand? Okay. Now, is he trying to post a picture because he's, like, trying to say, look oh, at me. Oh, it is, I... man. It's just a picture of y'all. Oh, look, look at me. Good. By the way... Lady Killers. He's had some good photoshops. That's a bad one. Look at the hand. Hello, Jahan? Just saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, a great time to be alive. Uh, one championship had an event as well, and I do want to acknowledge the retirement of the great Angela Lee. Uh, her speech was uh, was 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 very heartfelt, and hopefully we'll have her on the show perhaps on Wednesday as well. So I know a lot of people were asking about some one championship interviews, uh, efforting that as we speak. Yes, New York Rick, did you want to say something? I was going to say shout out to the one um, 
production, video, social media team, whoever kind of conceived that. But they had um, Angela Lee talking to both the competitors. Oh, that was cool. Yeah. Weight title fight and letting them know, hey, look, I'm stepping away from the sport. This title is going to be not an interim title, but it's going to be the official belt. Um, it was just great content and really cool to see that kind of sincerity and genuine moment. And um, you could tell both of them were obviously very touched as well as Angela. So um, shout out to them. Great, great content. Yeah. And Stamp Fairtex, now the champion. Now the, shout out Adam to Stamp. Yeah. She's, uh, she's a star. She's yeah. a star on the rise. I was just going to. Yeah. Oh, the shirt. The, the shirt. I feel shirt. like we have to yeah. talk about the shirt. Oh, yeah. I wasn't sure if I put you on the spot there. No, no. It was just the, the transition was was a little bit clunk. Like, it, it wasn't it wasn't the right time. We were talking Tony. Oh, okay. Um, but it's not often I get out of a black t-shirt. As yeah, I mean, I don't know. think you... It's since us returning to MMA fighting, I don't think you've ever worn anything but a black t-shirt. No, well, I did wear the um, the plaid for mm. um, yeah, that yeah, show, yeah. but it's rare. Like, let's... let's I swear there was one other time you did. Yeah, maybe. Okay. But uh, this happens to be actually a shirt from... Um, the female goat, uh, Chris Cyborg. Oh, uh, you're you're covering it. Here, here, I'm gonna stand up. Oh, there it is. Yes. Um, we've also got, I mean, the team over there. That's a pretty sick shirt. The menches, the menches. They always have great content. Oh, she always has. Yeah, she always has like a good thing allude to the to the area. Yes, I like that. There was a Celtics one one time. There was uh, a Niners one one time. Shout out. Yeah. Anything for me? Oh, there's um, there's stuff for you, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, the shirts are actually really good quality. The uh, the sports team one. So I still that, have the Niners one. That's a nod to the uh, the San Diego Chargers, who should have never left. Yes. What a mistake that was. Jeez. Yeah, it's it's a bit tough being uh, a second team in uh, in town, huh? Yeah, it's just like the San Diego's so close. Like, what are you doing? Why would you leave that great market? I get St. Louis is like, oh, but like. Now you, it just kind of feels like you're the second class citizen. You're in no man's land. That's, they were so important to San Diego. Uh, but yeah, Chris Cyborg fighting uh, at Bellator 300. So big fight coming up. Love shout it. Out, shout out to Chris Cyborg, who I have have made my case for as as the female goat, and I and I stand by it. All right. Yeah. And another win could could maybe solidify yes. that in some people's minds. A uh, big one this Saturday against Katzengano, which we shall discuss on Wednesday. But for now, my friends, it is time to say goodbye. What a day. Frank, I still can't believe you got Dylan and his team some coffee. Like, I mean, that's the nicest thing you've ever done, but completely. Oh, yeah? Yeah, completely. Completely what? Well, uh, I don't want to. But, like, you didn't have to do that. Oh. It and then you... longer to have a conversation about how I'm not going to do it than just to do it. Well, it's very nice of you. I hope you're not yeah, offended yeah, by yeah, me no, saying I get that. that. Yeah. If you what? ever want coffee, man, just just ask up. But don't we have a coffee machine here? Yeah. He didn't want that coffee? I actually don't know how to use that thing. Jeez Louise. What he wanted, uh, he wanted All like, he asked was artisanal like, do you want hot or iced? Coffee? He said iced. I'm like, shh. Wow. Uh, do we not have audio? That's what I was trying to figure out. Oh, is that what happened? Um, is that, did I, did I catch you off guard? What is going on? I is, just got a message right when you were asking for the outro. So is there no audio right now? Um, we have to check that streamer. Maybe, maybe uh, turn the music off. Did the music screw it up? No, this is before the music. Oh. Well, I think we've uh, we've we've stayed around for too long. I think that's the the answer here. I'm going to keep talking in hopes of the audio coming back. Uh, but if you can't, if if you can't hear me, 
It's been a great day. Thanks to all our guests. Thank you, Dylan Dennis, Lee Wood, Steve Cooper, Hanato Moicano, Cedric Dumbe, Dakota Cheva, Tony Ferguson. I love all of you. I'll be back on Wednesday. We'll sort it out. Peace. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira is a close one. Um, one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Hour. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling prong call 100Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash MMA.com. Yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.